Welcome back, one and all, to the show of shows, at least when it's DC Comics related. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And you're listening to episode number 217 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. 217, Eric. Only 732 to go. Yeah. And that's when we said that would be it, right? And this week I said we it's all coming down. I say a lot of things at the end of the month. Hey, welcome to... Episode 217 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com website and a bunch of other things that we do, right? It's it's the unofficial podcast of one Eric Shea, who will tell you that meat is murder. I would That's never what say, you say such a right? thing. How dare not you? Not on my watch. Not on, not on Wrong Turns watch. He's going deep deep blue fishing uh, for his you – know, deep uh, blue fishing. I'm telling you, th- this idea that he has for the bachelor party, he better have a time machine and, and some sort Look, of time space continuum He wanted space, to go deep warfare. blue fishing until somebody told him the idea of, you know, what was that called? You know, motion sickness or something like yeah, seasickness. Yeah, seasickness. Yeah. So he was yeah. like, well, I'm not going to go out there and be sick all day and have a bad time. So I'm not going fishing no more. Yeah. Then he said, I don't know. He's told me 17 different things that he wants to do. No strip clubs. Not on, no, not not on, on his on watch. watch. He said oh that if his, if his girl went his to a girl. strip club, he would kill her. And I believe him. I really do believe him. And then remember, he said that if he was married for 50 years and then found out that his girl went to a strip club during her bachelorette party, he'd divorce her right then and possibly kill her. But this is the Weird Science Podcast. If you want to go and follow us on Twitter, we're at Weird Science DC. We also have the website that I talked about, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and we have an email that you can get a hold of us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. But we also have a Patreon account. If you listen to this podcast, the Marvel podcast, any other sort of podcast out there, and you want to support us, plus... Get more shows along the way. Go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And one of the big things that we do push at the beginning here is our Patreon only spotlight. We're going to be talking about most of the books that come out from DC this week. Two of them, though, will be on Patreon only. And those were picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Boop, 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 boop. And it is The Silencer number 14 and Shazam number 3. And as I revealed in a spoilerific type of way last week, <laughs> you know, I'll just say just a little hint, hint, but our book of the week is on the Patreon. You'd have to guess which one of those two is the book of the week, and it might rhyme with Islancer. Eric, and surprise uh, I don't know why you give away all this information. <laughs> it might surprise everyone. But I do want to tell everybody as well, uh, we had been known to record 12 to 13-hour podcasts. Uh, DC has not had a lot of books lately coming out each week, so the podcast time has gone down. Now, in a business plan type of way, you would think that old Jimmy Werner here would say, ooh, you know what? will limit the amount of time these podcasts are so then people will be chomping at the bit to get more over at Patreon. Instead, I want to get the regular podcast back to a really long podcast, and then you can support us for being the hardest workers in podcast land. (laughs) Either way, uh, you go over, there are more shows, but I don't want to make it seem like, and we haven't ever had the plan to, hey, let's make a two-hour podcast so that people go over. It's just kind of worked out that way, and it does upset me that the podcast has gone down to what is 
to some a normal length of a podcast. I like when people see our podcast and then on Twitter especially, and they tweet me like, that has to be a misprint, right? This isn't a nine and a half hour podcast. And, and then I respond with, I know it's a short one, right? Ah, and I have fun, Eric. But where this is going to be a longer <laughs> show. Fun, people. <laughs> I do. It's going to be a longer show. Uh, this one, I don't know yet. We haven't finished recording, obviously. This is just the beginning, Eric. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, hopefully it's long, but we'll go back to that Patreon deal. There is the badasses. They get to pick and choose what me and Eric, Ooh, how, how we run badasses. our lives. They run our lives. <laughs> is what I they need do. somebody to run my life. Yeah, really. Jess isn't doing it. She can't run her own goddamn life. But here Let's we go. Through the this, door. Uh, <laughs> she can't. This is Eric. And I, I already know. I'm already shaking uh, with anger because I know when I hit this, it is not going to be what I want it to be because I still don't have my computer back. Oh, but God, you didn't fix this? Go, no, we're going to go into the Patreon <laughs> a badass roll call. I'll also tell you, too, I'm going to mix it up now and again. This is going to be the roll call with everybody. Alphabetical order. Mix things up a little so you can hear your name in different spots. A variety uh, is your the spice of life. Name. It's true. And I got to look. Should I clear my throat? Let me clear because I'm going to have to start yelling in a minute. I, I'm, I'm ready to press this. And I'm just thinking, you know what? I didn't go back and do anything. And I didn't get my computer. Here we go. Here we go. It's the badasses, Eric. All right. This What's sounds that? normal, right? This sounds normal. All right. This is right when it starts going down normally. We have double Aaron, Aldrin Stoja, Anthony G, Bobby Bain. Brandy Murray, Brian King, Carlos, Cellar Dweller, Chester McJerk, D-Man 3000, Danny the Street, here we go, Dale New Tave, David Fink, Eric G, Fred Reed's Comics, Hakeem, Ian, John Jack, Jolly Drew, Josh Vermillion, Lady Abby, God darn it, Leonard, Lone Wolf Marv, Luis, Mark Jager, Batman Beyond Mark, Matches Below, Missy T, Monty, Nick Adams, Holly P, my man Pete from NYC, Reggie, our man Rob Lewis, Ruben, Ryan, <sighs> Manship, Simon, T-Funk, Swanee, and Ulysses Jones, Aaron. Uh, it's so loud in my oh, headphones sorry, what did right you say? now. <laughs> Ulysses Jones and the Ulysses Jones Show. You're the badasses. We salute you. Uh, say it again. Every time this happens at 217, folks. <laughs> I, I should have gotten my computer back. How long is this still? Oh, my. I should have got my computer back today, and I was doing so many other things. I was even right there where our Aldi is, where I go food shopping. Yeah. Best Buy's right there. It's right there. And I came out, and I thought, I don't know how long it's going to take me in that Best Buy. I have a lot of perishables in this car here. <laughs> so I had to go. I ended up taking pictures at Aldi of vegan stuff for Eric. Send it to you. It's on it's sale good. there, Eric. You yeah. should get over there. I don't have and a bonus some- card. Some oh, how dare you? Some nonsense with this thing that's like carrots cut up to pretend to be noodles. Please, what are you doing over there? What, <laughs> Making charade, money's what they're what doing. What charade are you trying to play? I'm talking about you. What are you doing there, sitting there? Oh, these carrot noodles are, are to die for. Oh my. Uh, yes, but that is the badasses. Thanks, every one of them. I actually sent out a private note to all the I, badasses. I just love the idea. You them. go out and you get a bunch of snacks that they're selling the individual Rice Krispie treats, which you can make at home for like a buck. Yeah. No, you're going to go out and buy them prepackaged. Who needs to make Rice Krispie? Who has the time to make Rice Krispie <laughs> treats, Eric? We, I went because Tanya and the kids have been spending way too much money on food. Uh, and what they do is they go Carrot to noodles? it's well, that, no, <laughs> maybe I'd wish that, but those are pretty pricey too. I saw the price on those. No, 
know, they go and get beef jerky, one of the most expensive snacks you could ever get. But they, they also the get it a lot. What's going well, they on? They also get it at A plus. They don't even go to say, you know, <laughs> Giant or Walmart. So every time they go, they spend so much money. So I said, listen, we're we're going to BJ's, you know, something that never comes up in this house. But we're going <laughs> there, and we are going to buy these snacks. So she ended up buying this twenty dollar thing of. Uh, uh, Slim Jims. Right. Uh, they like these meat products, Eric. They don't care if meat's murder, but they're going to get that. It's like 117 mini Slim Jims. Also got a pack, and I believe it was 90-some uh, things of these mini Rice Krispie treats. Both gone in three days. I said, that's yep. it. You Sounds don't get right. anything else. Uh, these, these Slim Jims, I- I'm telling you, they were both, Logan and Rafe were in an avalanche of Slim Jim wrappers just laying. They just, they have not moved <laughs> all day. They have two TVs downstairs in the living room. Rafe's playing Madden. Uh, Logan's playing Fortnite. They have not moved. They, they're like me and you love American Dad. I'm telling they're you, all this in here Steve. is thinking of, exactly. I'm thinking about Steve yeah. and Steve Arena. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about immediately. They're not Steve Arena. They're Steve, <laughs> and it's just like, get me nachos. They just yell stuff at me. Oh, that's that's what I am. I'm there as a snack delivery man. But we're gonna stop this nonsense, Eric, and get on with the books. Eric, here we go. Here we right. go with the books, book the veggies, mm. and the tofu, and the other mm. stuffs there. Mm. You got Tasty. your breads, your stuffs without your your cheese, and your, your eggs is what you got. You stinker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You stinker, you little stinker. Here we are with some books, uh, Eric. And uh, we are recording this. I'll just let everybody know. We're recording this on Friday. Friday's supposed to be fun night. The hell happened yeah. to Friday fun night? Friday fun. This ain't no Friday fun night. And we're going to try to get rid of, you know, rid of. I'm done with these books now. We have to get <laughs> through these books. And boy, they're not the greatest. They aren't again. And I'm going to try because a couple of weeks ago, we it had. It can't what, just be me. I know this. Now, Come we, on. We had the deal with me, you know, basically jumping off a bridge, it seemed, because of the books. I don't know if yeah. these aren't worse. I'm going to try to make it not worse on myself and you and everybody listening. I'm not going to get that depressed. I'm going to have some fun here, but I will tell everybody. I think I'm going to be as well. I'm just trying to pump Uh. myself up. I'm not actually talking to anybody but myself. You hear me, Jimmy? Where is it? You hear me, Jim? You can do it, Buddha guy. Where is it? You hear me, Jim? 
Oh, my goodness. I am a man, Eric. I am over 40. I need something. But now I'm depressing (laughs) myself again. But if you want to read the reviews for all these books, go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and you could read all those and get a different perspective uh, on a lot of these books because some of these we didn't review ourselves. So if you're like, oh, man, Jim's a jerk. Uh, Why would I go and read the review? Uh, That's maybe not my review, right? I say that every week. I say it, too. This is what I'm talking about. I don't care. Hey, that's how it goes, Eric. It's March. March Madness. And rabbits, I'm, mad. Rabbits, I'm rabbits. mad at this crap. Hey, yeah, we're going to start with uh, one of the bigger books. And, and really, it came to me while I was in the shower, Eric. I was scrubbing down, cleaning my pants. And I thought to myself, you know Weird. what? Detective Comics, we have this arc by Tomasi. And, you know, it, it ended up a little disappointing. A little, I'll say. Um, but... Little. What the heck? This is one issue before the huge celebration. And because of this six-issue arc, I think I lost track of that. I think I lost track that this is supposed to lead to the huge celebration of Batman. And this is why I really got angry while I was thinking about this, that really Tomasi came on this book. And he, we can all guess. I I don't even think it's a guess anymore. His run is really going to start with the little story in 1000. And then his true run to me starts at 1001. You don't want to have somebody, hey, when Tomasi start that run? Uh, I think it was uh, 994. No, it's going to be like eh, somewhere around 1001. And I think that if they were better suited to have him start at 1001, but I do think they wanted him on the book before the thousandth issue, so there was a reason for his story to be in the thousandth issue. Because you're going to have all these other writers in there that are big Batman writers. You're having Tomasi in there because of him being on Detective now and starting out a run going forward at 1001. This six issues ended up being worthless. It ended up being a waste of time and a waste of money when you could have just done a generic, hey, let's show people why Batman's Batman? What What's great about Detective Comics? You know, maybe even called out some old things. And, and he tried to do that. He didn't nail the landing. And then by the end of this, the, the last half of this book, he ended up trying to do a victory lap. And it got me even more infuriated. Sure did. Detective Comics number 999, written by Peter J. Tomasi, Art Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Mark Irwin, David Barron, and Rob Lay. Peter Tomasi ends his first arc in his post-rebirth detective comics. While most writers might want to gain the reader's trust, he seemed more intent to try it. Yep, what started out as a cool mystery ended up basically being a dream. And while the last half of the issue had the victory lap to get us to Detective 1000, the five and a half issues before that ended up being a waste of time. The arc felt slapped together and, and seemed to change at some point because if it didn't, oh boy, I, I think he's lost a fan, Eric, and me. <gasps> Because we started out, and one of the things, it, it's a trigger for me and you. You have a oh. mystery. This, 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 I don't know if you realize this. It is called Detective Comics, you know, some detective oh. work. We started with it's that. It's not called Batman Detective no, Comics? No, and it's not called Dream Sequence, uh, you know, Batman. That's not what it's called. He started this off with one of the coolest starts of a mystery not history, mystery. It, you ended up having these fake, you know, Waynes killed in the same way down to the T in an aquarium. This sets up a lot of questions, a lot of questions that sure never does. were answered. Never answered. No. Not one 
bit. You had Gordon yeah, there. Too, even when we had Thaddeus Brown show up and they're putting that, you know, underwater death trap that was very similar yeah. to the idea of the aquarium. Like, oh my God, were they playing with the water aspect? We started thing? trying to, you know, put things together. I think since Batman's in the goo in this, it's one of those things where he goes, you know, felt like he had to go to the bathroom and started peeing. Yeah, but that's the thing. You started with it and then came back near the end. Like, what about, you know, on the mountaintop? What about that? It's to me. What happened is, number one, each step of the mystery, and I'm saying mystery, I might as well put quotes because it wasn't a mystery, but each step of what we thought was a mystery, it started getting away from this whole idea. I mean, at one point, it seemed like he just forgot about the whole thing with his parents. He moves on to Descartes. And and what happened in this and where I think that I get the most mad is that it seemed as if Tomasi, knowing in his mind that he's going to end up being a simulation, a dream. That uh, he could do whatever. And so let's get an amalgam of all the different villains to attack Ducard in the, in the sewers, you know, in the catacombs of Paris. Uh, let's have everything happen where uh, Thaddeus Brown in the middle of a desert gets a house turned upside down, underwater, sharks, you know. That this has to be something Which that makes sense. Which we've never seen sense. Thaddeus Brown in this and, continuity, no, no, so who and, knows what's yeah. going on with that. And so you and the said whole thing before, at the, at the end, in my, in my mind, though, the whole thing, though, it goes down because he wanted to have this little victory lap before we get to issue number 1000. But leading up to that, all this really seems to be to me, it was him wrapping up, like tying up loose ends for that whole idea that he says, the six people yeah, that train bad. That, that's, that's the only thing he wanted to get but out the there. Problem the problem is, yeah, well, ever. the problem is, and then it ends up not meaning anything. It's, it's not real, no. which is spelled out. You know, you have to spell it out by the end because Leslie didn't die. So you have to end up really spelling it out. Now, si- or, uh, Ruben in the Ruben. Slack chat, he said that, man, maybe it is that he is trying to introduce these characters like a Ducard like a Thaddeus Brown. The thing is, you don't learn anything about them. And it's just going to confuse people because people forget Ducard died as well. You know, and that's just kind of shoved aside. But it, it, it's more confusing if that's the case. If you wanted to have it, why couldn't this just have been again? If you're going to get a six issue and end with a victory lap, start it at the beginning. Start where you're heading towards Detective Comics number 1000. So he wants to show these trainers. Why couldn't this just be that Batman wanted to go and, and thank all of his trainers and each issue have one of these trainers go up, have an issue with the card where he goes and checks in on maybe something is going on. They're sick. Something's gone. So he has to go and visit them and give us a little background of who they are, what they are. If that's what you're going to serve us later, if you're going to get a Descartes later or you're going to get a Thaddeus Brown. Jason Other than Blood. that, though, and, and yeah, and Jason Blood and things like that. So by the end of this, when it's stone when, for some reason, when it yeah, when it is revealed that it is a simulation set up by Bruce itself, you're almost setting up what appears to want to be an M Night Shyamalan twist at the end. Like, oh my god, I didn't see that. There is not one point in this that you ever are winked, winked at that it's a simulation, that you're on a computer, that it's VR. Until the very end when Silas just breaks down and turns from Silas into a little kid that some people thought was Batmite. And so by the end of this, too, is what gets me really, <laughs> really angry. Me, Batmite. Yeah, what gets me really angry in this is the idea that Batman is in a simulation that is set up to test him. Now, by the end... 
the simulation tells him we were trying to kill you. Well, we, we saw a bunch of times he was behind the, the, the deal. He got to the he climbed the mountain. It was already go- if it was trying to kill him. Why didn't it just come out well, and try to kill him? It was, that was the weirdest part of the whole thing. Or it was almost like the idea of, you know, being a test for Batman to solve this yeah. whole thing. before. No, that, you know, that's wh- the thing. It's know. never a solve. That's my biggest problem. It never says you were supposed to solve the mystery because you know what? He didn't. And when the simulation tells him, listen, it's a simulation you set up for your birthday, you know, a 2.1. No, it isn't. He's still too dumb to realize. He never <laughs> figures it out. He never figures it out. This not willing been, to accept that Where fact. is it in the third issue of the six does he realize that this is a computer simulation and then the whole thing turns into him trying to get out? That's what it would be. Make it a a uh, you know a room, what what an escape room of the mind, an escape room. That's a simulation. Never, never. The the simulation realizes that Batman is so damn dumb that it has to point it out, and he still doesn't realize it's the it's the, the fear toxin. No, you idiot. It just spelled it out. You see a boy who's dressed as you turning into a man right in front of you. It must be the, the scarecrow. Really. <laughs> Really? Now I'm not having fun again. <laughs> nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. Go on. Tell me what's the thing. I'm, no, I'm saying it's the weirdest thing, though, because throughout this whole thing, the idea that there's a simulation that's going on, I don't know why at that certain point the young Bruce that is you know programmed in there to say, I'm here to wake you up and yeah. tell you that the simulation. Doesn't just wake him up. Why? No, I'm saying not even that. Why was that just there when they got to Silas? Like, what is the parameters of this program? And I don't even My know why. My parameters are – a, did he figure it out? If no, end simulation before trouble. So it, that's all it seemed. Well, I, I, the, even the trouble that we have, because it seemed like, you know, whatever the simulation was doing, it was going after all the people that led Bruce to become Batman. Why didn't it kill everybody that it came across that that's if what that I was mean. the case? And, and then when it's spelled out by the little kid as the simulation says, don't you get it? We were trying to kill you later when Damien goes to you. To, and it seems something that Damien would have known this before. And even too. that feels weird. Like if that was an idea that Damien was in the simulation, I'm okay with that at the end because where we are in Team Titans right now and Bruce and Damien's relationship, he shouldn't be there. The idea that he, is, he is there, even like yeah. I'm saying, because he shows up at the end, it's almost yeah. as if it's because he was there earlier in the simulation. In the simulation. That That's what I told you. I, I said it's at work. Weird. I told you. It comes off weird. Now, again, you could have went a lot of different routes with this. I said, like, what at the end, basically, uh, Leslie died, right? Leslie Tompkins died in the simulation. Leslie Tompkins died. Uh, Alfred got stabbed. Ducard died, sacrificing himself to protect Batman in Paris. Uh, About 50 monks died. Sensei was really injured. Sensei was hurt, and the monks were, were killed. Uh, Thaddeus Brown ended up getting out of the trap with Batman, wanted to come along with Batman. He he shoved him off. He put him in the friend zone and sent him packing. And then at the end, Batman seems to have learned that Gotham needs me. No, no, no. What you should have learned is everyone around you dies because of you. You're always behind what is going on. You couldn't figure out your own goddamn simulation. That's what I got. That's what I got. I wouldn't be able to figure out the simulation either because it doesn't make any sense. Even when, you know, the, the the young Bruce program is sitting there to, like, you know, wake him up tells him oh i used all the dna samples that yeah. you've collected over the years in order to make this monster in this program kind of thing of all your villains and that's I'm the like, thing though the what, monster what changed was, what, and what the was monster, the demon then yeah yeah I, and what was the demon what was that big you know nemesis at the beginning that that killed leslie with the fear toxin the only combined thing was that amalgam deal in paris yeah yeah. Y- yeah you know what i mean that that was it 
That was the only and one. And I'm telling you, I kind, I kind of have to imagine that big stars thing is that big amalgam monster yeah. that we get at the end as well. I mean, throughout the whole thing. But when, at that one point, we that had Jason Blood in Michigan. That, that yeah. demon thing that had to get banished back to hell. I'm like, I have no idea how any of this plays in anything yeah. that we're dealing with. And, and even how at any the of point, this has to yeah. deal with the, the no. Waynes being you know killed and then put in that aquarium. Like, what does that have to do with a monster man? No, nothing. And yeah, then they go off to, he goes off to Hugo, punches him. But again, everything was just there because you could do whatever you want because it's a simulation so at the end you know we were even saying at one point we gave up we gave up trying to figure it out around three i think on the podcast itself i said i'm just here for the ride now i can't figure this out there's nothing going on i'm afraid this is going to end poorly and uh even that you just never were able to play along by the end. And if you were trying to, you have to be infuriated by the end. And also just the idea of the mystery, just start out with the Waynes, the, the faux Waynes being dead in the aquarium to lead to what appears to be, Hey, we want to just show you that you killed your, you know, your childhood. You, you're Michael Jackson. You didn't have a childhood because of this. And we're going for just like, we're so far removed from anything from the beginning issues of this arc. And then and you go back. How, and, how fucked up is Batman's mind? The I, the way that it seems that you ha- can wake up from the simulated programs that you have to go and take your childlike self. Yeah, because that is the price, the yeah. cost of being yeah. Batman. But again, you that's, have to throw the shadow and you actually have to bury him alive yeah, in order to it, wake up. Like, you it, are and that's up, the thing Bruce. is just think of this as if that is the case, that's what you end with. Everything else didn't really matter. All it no, what, mattered. What did the the monks dying show you that you didn't have a childhood, and you have to get over that? Nothing. Nothing in no. this pointed to this ending with this victory lap. Nothing in this points to me that he wakes up screaming that people are dying because he's got to be out there. Plus, it seems like a real waste of time, which is something Batman never does, that he's just in the simulation How long has he been while in this people are tank? dying. Yeah, they don't know, and they won't tell you because even Damien – and Damien, you would think, knew about this. I can say – the Teen Titans He's combo is deal. This. Damien, but th- why? This is just right in the middle of the cave, it looks like. It's just sitting there. You know what? Nobody went by and asked what that was. Alfred doesn't seem – it's so weird. It is his birthday, so I can think Damien may have tried to visit him on his birthday. It doesn't really match in well with the full continuity. No. But even the idea that this this kid starts becoming older so that Batman and him can fight, but it just turns into – now let's go down memory lane about that hits, time yeah. you ended up getting stabbed and you were bleeding out and then you well, decided Let's talk about this. Batman year one for yeah, a little that's while what as it we is lead then. ourselves to the grave but where you can burn me alive. Sudden, but I can tell you that these graves, your parents' house – these graves are here to feed justice. They represent the living and breathing citizens you prevent from going into the dark before what we their got time. Up to this, this Bury is just me, Bruce, all of a sudden. Wake up and beat Batman. Yeah, why, if you're going to do this, if you're going to show Batman needs to be reminded each year that he is strong enough, because again, he failed. He failed in this simulation over oh, yeah. and over and over. The only reason he comes out of the simulation, one, because Damien shuts it down. Two, because the simulation has to just break down and tell him that nothing was solved. No detective work whatsoever was pretty much done and never led to anything. And what are you talking about? Died. He found that old grapple gun that Silas Stone yeah. built yeah. for no, some he reason. He even says that. The best is he didn't find <laughs> it. He even spells it out. 
Why is that here? That oh, that wasn't here. This must be a plant. He said it was a plant. (laughs) So it wasn't even detective work. He just found it because it was there. So the other thing is, I really seem to think that this changed along the way because if this is a simulation, we saw it through Leslie Tompkins' POV during her thing yeah. when she was trying to get a hold of him. That makes no sense. A Batman, what, what's Batman thinks he's all seeing? What, what is he, Santa Claus? He's seeing everything? She, she was running around trying to get a hold of Batman while he was trying to get there. But we saw it through her perspective. Also, she attacked the, the, you know, the monster, then got the hurt. And it was, where is this that it leads to, oh, you know what? You still have to keep going to save Gotham. And that's what it ends up. He starts yelling, Nick Gotham needs me. Gotham needs me. <laughs> that's gets- I don't think Damien turned off the bucket deck. It's more that he came out and I'm still under the goddamn goo water. He says, this, this is yelling like this a madman. He yells, I've hacked in. The program's cycling down. He said he is the one who hacked in to, to shut it down while he's screaming. I think he would have had a heart attack. And then he's like, why did you do this? Why do you do this each year, father? Pa, Papa, Bon Jovi isn't here anymore. He goes and like, <laughs> to kill me. So he can look at the suits again. This is where we're at. You know, we're almost five pages from the end, three pages. This is where... You're setting it up to go to the the thousandth issue. Why didn't you do this before? Why didn't you tell one little three-issue arc and then a three-issue arc to get us to a thousand? Because this is just it at the very end. Oh, crap. And this is what we always give Tomasi a pass because in the past he was on Detective before and editorial screws him a lot. And like he's supposed to have six issues and he only got three. And it always seems that the endings just end up happening. It happened with his quote false one of those things story too. Like, that we well, say. They they only gave me three issues where I needed six before. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a three issue story and make it six issues, yeah, whether and, it makes then, sense but, or not. But what happens is at the end, everything's just thrown in. This seems like at the at the middle of this issue, all of a sudden, boom! Let's end. Okay, the, you know, let's remind everyone that you know Batman's a badass who got them needs them, and then let's go to a thousand. I'm telling you, I'm giving him that thousand issue, that story with the Arkham Knight and that. And, you know, we're yeah, not yeah. going to bail. We're, we're actually, you know, going to have to talk about it, whatever happens. So but we get that chance. Me and my me and my heart. Uh, I need him to show me something because he is failing. He's failing this city. Eric is what, what to, I would just say. Just imagine Quaker this. Though, I talk about in this whole thing where how crazy Batman has to be to let any of this go on. But on top of it all, now that we're out of the simulation and we realize that while we could have the back computer and sh- like open up files of all the unsolved murders in Gotham, no, we have to take a le- elevated yeah. platform up to where he has all these digital pictures of all the unsolved yeah. murders. You are a psychopath. But even Ruined. even you ha- you have this too. Why do why- you have this? And why why isn't this where he has the simulation instead of him each year trying to? I got to see if I can survive, and he, he barely did. And you, you, why not do a cold case? Why not go in there and try to solve something that has been bothering you all this time in a simulation where you could go back and do all this? No, he set up all this tech two point one to to test him, but he failed. He he didn't he didn't through succeed here. He was brought out of it from the AI itself and Damien hacking in. That's it. That's See, the only thing. And Damien hacked in in my mind, and he already saw that this thing was cycling down. No, he said I. I he said it's cycling down after he hacked in. Uh, the thing is, though, Tomasi makes it so it was over anyway. 
But no, right. Damien says, you know, I, I've hacked and it's cycling down now. Uh, but if it was cycling down, he wouldn't have had to hack in. He saw him freaking out and then did it. And then they're draining it and stuff like that, which, again, he I don't know how Damien knows how this is going on. They should have just had it end and him coming out. But they needed that drama for him to keep yelling and screaming because it's obviously it wasn't he's a spo- crazy person. Well, I guess it wasn't supposed to just end there, but you know, and it never could, you know, you have this little boy that's supposed to be the big feels, the little Bruce and like, you know, so many children got to live because you didn't have a childhood. So, you know, get the shovel. It's time. I'm like, where does oh this go? Where does this come from? His parents being murdered, you know, faux parents at the beginning, Ducard, all these. Nothing ever showed me that he did anything good in this. I just no. It, I'm telling you, the nonsense. only thing was here was to show you who the six trainers were yeah, when he yeah. was first becoming Batman. That's the only thing that this yeah, was here and, for. And really, again, and if, this whole story be, it should have, it's a it should just have been an annual, and that's it. It did not deserve yeah, one, six issues. It should have been an oversized annual yeah. one issue where this is the problem and i said this too is you're reading an annual things are confusing right you uh but then by the end of that one session reading unless you're like me it takes you two eric because I, I can't read very well but by the end of that it's Words revealed hard, it's revealed so you don't feel duped when you get pretty much three months where you have two weeks between issues where you tend then to try to figure out the mystery. This happened with Batman and I am suicide. Same thing with us. Those two month or two week periods between issues, you, you start thinking like, okay, well, what has the, you know, this, and we're trying to figure out, we thought it was nowhere because he ended up getting killed underneath the water and nobody and all this nonsense. And uh, then we thought it was Maya. Then we thought it was what? And then the other thing is, I I thought it was mad dog Kate at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And then at one, can you, can you guess what it was? Because Tomasi legitimately said to Joey, who reviews the book on the site, that the killer, the, the mystery, it's an M. It begins with M. And we were like, well, Maya or, you know, Morgan yeah. Ducard. We were so going all these. Mad Dog. Where's yeah. M? What, what me? <laughs> the, you know, what, what was it? <laughs> Computer? Uh, mimulation mimulation it might have been the mind uh, <laughs> if somebody can figure out what the m is you know let me know Sh- muvel is that what he calls that shovel the muvel no uh, the yeah. m is mind I think your own it, damn business i think that it, you're supposed to be mind your business uh the art's good i like the art uh i like the art a lot too it's just the thing that the art's depicting is just mind your business what a worthless goddamn conclusion to a story though i'm telling you it's so disappointing for how much time we spent just discussing amongst ourselves about what's gonna be because it felt big it felt important yeah and then for them just to go and pull a dallas at the end i'm like you sons of bitches what did you do now i'm telling you you have you have really made the like the idea of moving into this number one thousand. Either it's like okay, all the shit is now done. We can move yeah. into one thousand, and you have that idea, or yep, this is the kind of shit we're going to get after number and one thousand. That's, like, that's the thing is, you want to go from this into the thousand, fired up for one thousand. Big, yeah. And it, like it, those it, last I, pages where Leslie Tompkins, it. Alfred, and Bruce go out for goddamn dinner are, isn't the thing that's going to get me hyped up for the next yeah, and, era. And, of, and, and we didn't even comics. say that. That's what it ends with Bruce, Leslie. You know, Bruce thinking, okay, you know, I got to pay attention to Leslie. She's pretty cool. She's alive again. Let's go off and have some dinner. And he doesn't get to pick what the dinner is. But yeah, I, I wish the simulation I said, one of the script doctoring would have been 
the simulation showing him at the end, it's solved by the whole Bat family coming in and saving the day and him like, okay, I got to get the family more involved, which we haven't seen a lot of in Batman and the Rebirth, stuff like that. But other than that, everything is just a dupe to lead you to this feels thing with this little Brucey. I just, and again, it's a nightmare where we already are getting nonsense nightmares. I'm in the regular Batman book. I need need something new. And this just felt like it was going to be, it felt like you said big, it felt important. It felt really neat. And it felt like it, it, it started out, we, we didn't understand with these parents, but it felt like the start of a really smart, intriguing story that was really going to blow our mind. And it did in the wrong way. Eric, what would you give this? I am telling you, I'm, I actually struggling You're gonna with You're going to go a five, right? Because I, I, I don't want to give it a fuck you five because I do really enjoy the I like art. The art. aspects to the story. It's just like even the uh, the victory lap at the end, it's a nice moment. It is nice. For the last we three, had four pages are actually very nice. If we and had more just, of that, I wouldn't have been Yeah, the upset. conclusion is just so lackluster and this takes all the wind out of your sails for everything you had leading up to this whole thing. Because even when you got to the end of last issue, when you saw this little boy dressed up like like Batman, and like, oh my God, what is this? What's yeah. going on? And then, oh, it's, it's basically a dream. None of it mattered. Well, yep. fuck me then. I, yeah. I'm going to have to give it a 4.5 out of 10 because I'm telling you, I was very disappointed with this whole thing for something that I had a lot of build up going yeah. on for what we had initially, the amount of time and effort I just personally put into trying to think, I, oh my you. God, what is Tomasi doing here? It's just, it's, it's just very disappointing. And I, 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 I can't know. give it higher than a 4.5, even though I love the art and I love that little bit at the end. Fuck you, five from me. Yeah. And the art's great, but I'm telling you, that's I can't do anything else but it. Uh, I like you said, and I agree, and it's something I wanted to stress. I told you I'm going to try to stress the positive, or at least accentuate yeah. a little. The last four the, or five pages, I got the you. last four or five pages are great. I mean, I think that once he comes out, when he goes to Leslie, even the stuff when he comes out, it is forced and the whole thing about, you know, how many people died and Damien jumps in, then Alfred jumps in, stuff like that about, hey, you have been making a difference. Please know this. I really like that. Where the whole thing is like Leslie and Alfred have no idea what he's been going through. So they're poking fun at him I about know. these things when he just went through jerk. hell, essentially. I'm telling you, this is where it is, Em, because when they're like, hey, well, we'll go get Indian food. And then Bruce is like, mind your own business there, old man. Start driving. That's why you're driving and I'm sitting in the back. I get to pick. I'm having Italian food. That's what he, that's like, what he should you say. Know, Leslie's like, hey, can you build me a new community center? Also, I'm picking dinner tonight. Jesus Christ, I can't catch a break. It's my birthday. Yeah, really. It, yeah, and that's the other thing. It's his birthday for crying out loud. And they just leave Jamie. <laughs> you get out of here, buddy. Go back to your teen Kitty table for you. Yeah, really. Yeah, but, it, you know, the stuff like that, like Tomasi is really good with those, you know, family interpersonal boy. deal. But we have had a couple mysteries with him, and they are the, two of them big ones. And if you don't know what we're referring to, at the end of the <laughs> New 52 and the DCYOU, he took over Detective. He had a story that was supposed to be six issues. It was shortened by editorial. It was a wreck. And again, this was, was also, a, you know, an I goo eating alien monster yeah. or some such and, nonsense. And this was, and this was when, space. yeah, and this was when Gordon was Batman and then Batman, he kind of yeah. had to kind of go, you know, back and forth. But, and uh, yeah, you ended up having this false face story that was a mystery. These are the two big mysteries, you know, in my mind of his, this is you know, so runs. reminiscent of that. It arc. is it's because crazy it just, me. we went through all these issues trying to figure something out. And at the end, it was just thrown at you what it was and made no Nothing. sense of what we saw before it made no sense and it was so lackluster. to hell 
Yeah, yeah. So and, yeah, and it, it, it this is exactly like that. That's why I am a little more angry, I think, than some people. But you know, we go off to a thousand. Hopefully, that kind of clears the palate because we're not going to have yeah, we're not going to have him on the book himself for another month. So we'll we'll get to go to the thousand issue. Enjoy that. Hopefully, all those other writers and things go. I hope this Arkham Knight really kicks in. But again, it's set up to be a mystery of who the Arkham Knight is. Is it going to end like this? Is it going to be another simulation? Because that's what it's I'm going to be the childlike Bruce. He has to prove to me that he has got a grip on doing this sort of thing with a mystery and, and ending. He's very he sets up a lot of cool things, even in his Superman run, Imperious Lex, the uh, multiplicity. Like you have a lot of stories that have really good setups and get us intrigued. And by the end, we, we want out because it's just like, oh well, then that just kind of ended. Oh well, here we go. Uh, so hopefully he proves us wrong because I want to like him. I, I think he's a, a nice guy. I like Do his. You? Yeah, I, I we've talked him. to him on Twitter. He follows us and we've talked to him before. We even hooked him up at one point when he messed up a little continuity and we kept it to ourselves. With we, the Tusk. Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> Tusk. And uh, But even so, I like his character work. I like when the characters, you know, like at the end, that's not – but it's the stories. It's like Super Sons. You know, you have these cool characters, but he doesn't seem to know what to do with them. But let's move on to the next one, Eric. That, that to me, was the most disappointing book of the night. We may have some that are worse. I don't know. The Flash That's is just, pretty disappointing. Not as disappointing as this. Six issues to end like that is so disappointing. Flash may not be great. I don't think it's as disappointing. But what's the next book? Action Comics number 1008, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Steve Epting, Brad Anderson, and Josh Reed. Leviathan is rising and Amanda Waller is on the run. That's right, the wall is being targeted like many important groups in the DCU, and now that Cobra and the DEO are out of the way, she seems to be next on the list. Who can save the director of Argus? Why, the Man of Steel, of course. Of course, Eric. And you start off at the DEO. Mr. Bones is the head of the DEO again. The he's guy been, can do no wrong, no matter he's how been many things he... <laughs> in, in this recent continuity, and I'm saying from the New 52 on, this guy has been ousted from the D.O. twice. Once in the New 52 on Batwoman, and yep. then recently in Supergirl. Supergirl. At the end of Steve Orlando's yeah, run of Supergirl. Steve Orlando yeah. had to end Supergirl because Brian Michael Bendis was coming on this book. It ended with the issue with Bones pretty much being exposed to the public and then just taken away. And now yeah. here he is again. I mean, the guy is a cool-ass looking guy. I mean, he's a skull skeleton walking around smoking the cigars. Eric, a cigar! A cigar! And, and he also loves those ties. That's the other thing that he always has. But I don't know if People told Brian Michael Bendis, listen, this doesn't make sense, especially with the Supergirl book nobody that we just ended. Nobody told him that. You know or, that nobody well, here's said the anything thing to him weird. about Mr. Bones. After the Steve Orlando Supergirl and all this stuff went down, it seemed as if there was either Brian Michael Bendis picked his editorial team or they changed up. But there was a change. While Supergirl, remember it went on that hiatus before it came back. Between right. that and coming back the editorial team changed. So is that they don't really care about the past editor continuity no thing? No editors did they care know? about the or continuity. They, what's weird is, or this is a classic D.O. head. You know, he looks cool. Maybe he Brian McClendis cool. has an idea for it, but... He's got the touch, the cyanide a, touch. He does. There, is a, there are a lot of other characters in this universe that you can use, and yet they well, pick the, thing the is, one. Well, like, the thing is, like, the thing... 
if they go after what was her name, Cameron, yeah, if they go after Cameron Chase, you'd have yeah. to imagine that she would somehow become the head of the DEO again yeah. after yeah. leaving in disgrace, you know, on the run after Mr. Bones set her up. And she was coming she back, back as if she exactly. was coming back to take over. That I'm telling you, the last issue of, of Steve Orlando's, you know, Supergirl, she was standing there with Laura on with handcuffs ready to take Mr. Bones away. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. all right, she's, you know, taking back her throne at the DEO head kind of deal. So, but Cameron Chase, in my mind, is not. A skeleton man. No, she that's is the not thing. That's exactly my point. Mr. Bones, yes. which is the problem. Mr. Bones it doesn't make has good continuity, but you, no. you want that. You look. want the skull. You want the skeleton smoking cigars with his ties. It's all visual. Uh, and <laughs> why also, why do you want Adam Strange? I don't know. And also, Cameron Chase. She's off in the Chase the Moon book. The with Lauren doing the Her werewolf detective werewolf. System, right? Yeah. That's what she's doing. But yeah, Adam that's Strange shows up. And, and here's the other thing. This is what makes me laugh with this. Now, maybe Brian Michael Bendis, it's a, it's a red herring. Uh, maybe he's playing a different, but from what we've seen in the past bunch of years as well, yeah, Mr. Bones is never on the up and up. He's always no. bad. So you're just waiting. So when Adam Strange well, comes and like- about the idea of Adam Strange coming there because he was summoned because they yeah. need somebody, a hero in the DO because Supergirl's off doing space stuff. I'm like, yeah, she Supergirl quit. Don't work she for was, you. No, she, she didn't work there you. either. She yeah. was a fugitive yes. at one point. By she the was end being of that. chased by the DEO so that they could pretty much look like they were going to dissect her or whatever. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Adam Strange shows up. And again, like I, he ain't the only one. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be trusting the skeleton who smokes cigars. How is he? He doesn't have lungs, Eric. What? What is he enjoying this cigar for? Uh, but yeah, then all of a sudden, he just likes the oral sensation. Yeah, they're, they're talking, and then all of a sudden, a alien-like doomsday-looking thing shows up. Thought, and it looks it, like it might as be, well be another rogue Czar with an energy. Yeah, that's like, who I know, thought it was. A at projecting first. face, and it ends up being the. I, that's who is destroying everything. That's who's bringing down. These organizations now the DEO being this brought down or tried to jellyfish thing as yeah, Jimmy I don't would see call any it. Jellyfish it's jellyfish deal. It's so weird why. that it's, both it's, of them say that. Like, did it look like a jellyfish? Blue you energy. know what? Oh. You know what? The, Mr. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent, it did look like it. I'm like, he's just saying they still whatever. Make pillowcases, Mr. <laughs> Kent. They make the pillowcases, Mr. Kent. Is that still a thing, Mr. Kent? Oh, Jimmy. Oh my goodness, Jimmy. Somebody hit you over you there. Some sleep. They got the lizard people. Yeah, it's more, uh, you know, it's more snakes. I don't care. There's some people in the pillowcases, Mr. Kent. But yeah, with this, it seems like this would be Leviathan taking out the DEO. It's starting to get now, a little wacky. We talk about the idea. Does Brian Michael Bendis know what's going on in the DCU? Because we do have this whole thing where Leviathan is a group that's going on in the silence right now. It's been a big thing since Batman yeah. Incorporated. It is a big organization that might want to take out all the other big organizations in the DCU. But when we have a hulking, massive beast here, it just makes me think that this is his new character, Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and also just – I don't know. The DA, DEO, I mean, seems a little – and even Task Force X with the man – seems like they're getting a little past like what they would normally go after as these organizations. Yes, Underlife, I, I can go with. You haven't silenced Well, stuff. that's the thing is because, yeah, that's what we have going on in silence right yeah. now. With, like, that them makes going sense. After Underlife this it is does. starting to but go above looking, the pay grade, it seems to me. And, and go – I'm telling you, this is like spiral, everybody. Looking at the, looking at the list spike, here, yeah, I it's, know. It's yeah, that's the worst. DEO, Cobra Cult, Argus, Spiral, Sugar and Spike Incorporated, Checkmate, Shade, and Cadmus. I'm like, yeah, yeah these are the big heavy hitters of the DCU pretty much yeah, organizational and wise and they're organizations though, that weird. are 
government organ like you know leviathan that's a criminal Sugar organization Spike. that is a branch off of the league of assassins with talia why would she go after shade why would she go after spiral I, I know that there might be some personal deals and stuff like that but it just seems like he is doing this just to go big you know, you know what I mean? Oh, man, it's going to take down the DEO without ever really thinking about why that would be or what's going on. And hopefully he'll spell that out, why they're doing this. But you're also – you go after Underlife like in Silencer, right? You take right. down Underlife. You think that Batman and Superman are going to get involved? No. no. They, they're probably Red not Hood even going to know. He already took down and, Underlife and they may not even know. Yeah, but this is what you're doing is pretty much putting a – you know, you're doing something that Leviathan to me doesn't seem to really do, and that's putting a target on your back for every person in the DCU to go after you. And that's not and now, been their also- with with all these organizations being taken down like this, does this also include the criminal organization that I like to call the secret syndicate that we were dealing with until that we had this yeah, abrupt we don't change know. of story yeah, all out of, of nowhere with Red Cloud? You know, and all of a sudden, all right, Red Cloud and Secret Syndicate, we're not dealing with that no more. We showed you an old woman who had the car that Superman, yeah. you know, destroyed in Action Comics number yeah. one. Yeah. You saw yeah. that. Now it's time to move on to Leviathan move Rising, on, yeah. and it's odd because we even robinson good showing up here who we saw before was the red cloud and uh, you know she works for the secret syndicate she is here and before we saw her i think it was maybe in the man of steel or maybe like superman i mean action comics uh 1001 where she really seemed interested in the idea of where lois lane is and like you know what's clark and lois are up to the whole thing that she was doing whatever lois lane was up to she wouldn't know about and when we have the like the grand entrance, the re-entrance of Lois Lane coming back to the Daily Planet here, you're supposed to have this wow moment. Like, oh my god, it's one page really. Robinson Good barely yeah. looks at her, and yeah, kind of looks is, at her for uh, one panel, yeah, and then just yeah. goes on. Yeah, it's and I, I don't know. Deal with her again. It's the oddest thing. I, and the thing yeah. is, I know we're dealing with a Leviathan rising right now, and you might want to put your you know secret syndicate. Uh, like but you, could, I, home, you would but think that you would kind of be able to incorporate that, especially with organizations going We're, down. Exactly. Have, have them have that secret and syndicate start kind of like, oh, my God, you know, why? I, I, and if it was me, I'd play the idea that they're pissed off that they're not targeted. Like, what do you think we are? You know, small <laughs> potatoes here. Look at you. But, yeah, they're going after things a little bit bigger right away that, that doesn't really jive with me. But also, again, though, this issue I didn't hate like a lot of the others tonight but uh, and also not a lot has where adam strange grabs a bunch of people gets them out of this building that's jelly fishing we'll like to call it eric and then what other book are you gonna have a mr bone skeleton go down why and then look up in the thing and he's not yet because he doesn't have lungs there okay he's just there it made me laugh so much i'm like what is he doing uh, but then you go like, off and you have what Amanda Waller. What are you Waller. so upset about, Mr. Bones? Was know. this career your entire life? The fact like, oh, no, my DEO building's gone. Yeah. Why? And there are, it looks like, like some people hurt over there. And, you know, he's You're not alive, a good Mr. guy. He's not a good guy. Uh, but maybe he had something there. I, I don't know. We'll have to see because there's like uh, Adam Strange like, who was that? Bones. What just happened? Because, like you said, this alien came down. Uh, you know, this energy came off and then it jellyfished and it's gone. And he's just like, ah. it hey, I like that he just has his mouth open up to the because he, he's not saying anything. He's he, speechless, you know. Jim. 
He is speechless. Where's his cigar, Eric? But yeah, then you get the meeting with Amanda that's Waller. That's why he's and, upset. He lost his cigar. Yeah, that's it. They, you have Amanda Waller and Sam meeting in a theater to Same try way, to talk yeah. about what's going on. You know, he's going to be, he's about to say stuff about, you know, Superman, Clark Kent, this sort of thing. It doesn't matter because Amanda Waller seems to know that Superman is Clark Kent. And that had a lot of people off as well. I don't mind it. I don't it. know. She, I, I always she's smart that enough to know things. knew who everybody in the Justice League where she knows that Bruce Wayne's Batman. There's no reason in my mind no. that she wouldn't know that Superman's That's Clark the Kent. And That's stuff why like that. I, I make that that connection as well. So I don't mind that. But as this is going on, you see that either Amanda or Sam, well, both. They were told to come here to meet, but neither yeah. of them set up this meeting. I would think that at least Amanda Waller is a lot more smart. She's smarter than doing this by somebody just calling, right. hey, Sam Lane here. Let's meet in that there. Yeah, you know, let's meet in the theater. And she's like, all how right. How do you like, you know, flask drinking Colonel I don't, I don't Sam mind Lane he, he's been contemplating his new life? Yes, you know, he's, the whole idea shaking. of like, I've been wrong for so long. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's funny. He's wrong because now he wants to just go and kill Superman. No, no. But no, uh, with that, I just think Amanda Waller would be too smart, especially what already happened. She ended up like, I got thrown out of a window and they want to kill me. And now she just shows up in a theater. I'm telling you, that is the weirdest part that nobody's dealing with. She was thrown out of a window of a building that was about to get got jellyfished. Yeah. And I'm like that that was very compelling to me because did somebody push her out the window to save her? Did they try to assassinate yeah. her that well, way and then and, jellyfish the And, and the weird thing about that is is it's spelled out then in Clark that like, oh man, Amanda Waller just ran off. No, we we had no idea what was going on. She was just yelling things. She was gone. We didn't know, but I guess she ran off. But you know, and then the theater gets jellyfished, Eric. Jellyfished, and it looks like Sam is in big trouble. So uh, you go with that. I, I and- love the whole idea. You talk about how smart Amanda Waller is, this whole thing. When this building is jellyfished and they're trying to get away kind of thing, and then like, all right, Amanda, we're we're okay because we had our personal force fields on, but check this out. I know a safe house. In here. She just starts shooting him to make sure that yeah. she can get away before. I love yeah. that part. Yeah, she's just, amazing she, to Amanda, me. The wall of thinks things, of like, only one person. <laughs> the wall. That's it. She doesn't that care. That was so incarnate character in my mind it was my favorite part of the issue though where she just starts shooting yeah. sam Wayne to I, I injure wanted him sam to so say, she can get away i wanted sam to say who who's this villain it begins with an m mind your business and starts shooting that's mind gonna be the same mind your business <laughs> she gets out uh but then you go and now we're gonna have lois and superman flying to the daily planet while lois is typing up a story on her phone about amanda waller all this stuff and it's just and that she's going back catch up is what this is and yeah it's yeah. catch up and then you're going back and she is, you know, making her return to the Daily Planet, but it's more to go there to get Jimmy, who is in the office underneath the desk. And even What's then, wrong that's with Jimmy? I understand he saw some we stuff. We saw him like, before, what? and he seemed, okay, you know, a little. He was talking what to Clark then? about it. I don't know. He went nuts. He went nuts. And then you also have the the crazy one guy's at the computer with his story, Bat Wedding Fallout. Please, we're done with that. You don't need that anymore. Do you see that there? You have a cat woman no. on there when right when Lois I, goes, hey, hi. I'm like, I don't need that anymore. Please stop doing it. But yeah, Lois's grand return. She is there. You do have well, isn't, uh, Trish. Isn't Q what happened to the wedding the big question? 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, really. Yeah. You have Trish Q. Uh, really, they should do that and send it to Barry so he can find out. You have Trish Q there. She's doing her Lois in the fast lane. And she like, oh, and it's like almost like it's supposed There's to be no more awkward than it's than it this, is. It really is. This is, in my mind, should be the big wow moment. The fan, Not even a fan service moment. It's just the idea where this legend, Lois Lane, comes back to the Daily Planet and it's nothing here. I'm telling no. you, this whole thing, she pretty much just walks past, gives Robinson Good some hey, advice about how to say, get hey, a quote that Hey, that's my desk. That's my desk. Give him hell. There you go. And, you know, that was my old right, desk. Yeah. You know, let's talk to Jimmy about him kissing a lizard person and what yeah. happened to the Cobra cult, and, and which I'm just, like, yeah. God damn it. I you already go, read this. You go bit. through I don't pages page after, after page. pages yeah, of this dialogue, and that's where you get the most Ben to see dialogue. This he, is. It, there's not was, much of it throughout this issue. I thought you were going to get through a whole issue. I really did. I'm telling you, the yeah. stuff with Adam Strange and Mr. Bones, I'm like, yeah. okay, it's not, this doesn't make sense to me. It's okay. And then going to the Amanda Waller Sam White's, I'm like, all right, this is good too. Yeah. As soon as we have Clark and Jimmy and Lois talking, I'm like, I don't want to deal with these people ever again. Give me the Amanda Waller Sam Lane book. Yeah. And, and it's Jimmy. Huh, okay. Yeah. Cobra Cold. Oh, no. What's going on, Mr. Kent? You got the pillowcases. There's a conspiracy afoot. And that's just nonsense. And even, and, I told you, no, 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 that's not even the thing. The Bendis dialogue is, look, Jimmy, you, you got to get some sleep in a real bed. A real bed with real pillowcases. They still like pillowcases, Mr. <laughs> Kent. You're coming home with me. Like, well, why are you describing the type of bed yeah. that he's going to have to sleep yeah. on in I your know. mind? Like, he's like, up. actually, Jimmy, there's no pillowcases. Lois hasn't done the laundry. And also, it's a pull-out mattress. It's an air mattress. An air mattress, Mr. Kent. They're still making those. When are we going to camping, Mr. Kent? Do you got it's the pump or do I got to blow it up myself, Mr. Oh, my Kent? God, Mr. Kent, I, I, I have a problem. I got a cold, Mr. Kent. Yeah, I, I hope I went that to this, bed, Mr. Kent. I hope that this isn't what we're going to get in that Matt Fraction book when that comes out of it. Is I'll freaking jump off God, a God, I hope Matt Fraction's better than this. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you see Amanda Waller. That's when she comes out of the <laughs> rubble, starts shooting Sam Blam, blam, blam. Yeah, and then it looks like that big, you know, maybe like you said, it better not be Leviathan. But that starts coming out. And then, yeah, you coming just have- at him. And the whole idea at this point, I'm like, people lost their minds last action comics when it seemed that Lois just revealed who Clark was to her father and no. stuff like this. The whole thing. And I like, told you, she's dead. Later, he's I dead. always tell it you that. <laughs> tell you it all the time. I still think that Sam I, I Wayne is think, okay, I but think it really okay. appears like he might be a dead at I this think, point. But I think I he's think okay. that he might be captured or something. Because again, Amanda Waller, they could have just sliced her throat, it seems, before. I mean, if it's this behemoth, but you know, that's the other thing. Somebody asked Amanda. Waller, who pushed her out the, the the window of that building? If it's this yeah. big behemoth Leviathan thing, then you know, tell us. But we'll see. I think that he, I think that this monster, whoever he's working for, Leviathan, or whatever, is trying to capture these characters. The wall and is this Sam what the Doctor Spicer built? I might, might be. I don't know. They still got the Doctor Spicer, Mister Kent. But yeah, then you just have Jimmy. He's resting. He's he's had a lot. You know, he's he's had he's a lot tired, to get boy. through. Um, but then you do get a little bit of the Bendis dialogue here with uh, Lois and Clark. Then yeah. when they're in the apartment, whenever we're dealing with Lois and Clark, it's awful for some yeah. reason. Yeah, and it's not great about you know getting messages from from my dad and the DEO and what's going on. And then he's just you have Clark just yelling like. 
Yes, aren't you are unbelievable? And then I'm like, what is this, EMF? <laughs> You're unbelievable. Oh, and then you have Amanda Waller there. So, sorry, Superman. It's finally happened. All bets are off. It's Leviathan. Leviathan's taking us all out. I just love it. Why is her gun still smoking? <laughs> Who did she shoot outside in the hallway? <laughs> no, because that gun is smoking. She shot Jimmy. She shot Lombard. She you, shot Trisha Q. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. As she Perry went White's up, laying the there, dead, like, yelling, great Caesar's let, ghost let me, in the let afterlife. Me, let me help you with that door. Uh, let, Take this. Oh, man, you don't have a force field. Okay, there we go. It's smoking. It's still smoking. But yeah, you end up with. Next. I'll tell you, like Sam Lane is laying there dead right at the DEO buildings right next door to the Daily Planet now for yeah. some reason. Yeah, it's all there. And yeah, everything's lined up to just get there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's nonsense. But uh, I'm what calling you, this big I, bad domino. Yeah, really. I, I like this. I like the art. I, I do like the art. I like the I art liked, a lot. And I I'm, like some of the moments. I like everything about this issue besides for anything that has to deal with Lois, well, Superman, Brian, or I was going to say, Brian Michael Bendis cannot write Lois. That it's just Let's no. just say it right now. Can't write he can't write Lois. And hopefully this Lois book that's going to be coming out from Greg Rucka is the exit strategy to get her out of this. You know, I still want her in it occasionally, but every time she shows up, it, it, it puts the brakes on enough. things and stuff. I, I don't know. He, he'll probably be very, yeah, he'll, he'll be good with it. So we'll see how it is. I just hope that the problem that I've had with some of the, you know, one shots with Lois and things like that is they, they tend to get very cliche about it. Here's the yeah. tough reporter Lois. I, I hope that it's something new. Maybe we'll get back to that brainiac power she had in you the new 52. Wouldn't that be mouth. great? All of a sudden she's got that back. But uh, yeah, other than that, though, I like this issue enough. It's nice enough. Now, in the Slack, again, I'll mention the Slack that Pauly e. P hasn't okay. been reading Action Comics for a while. He read this. He liked it. The problem is there right. is a lot of recap. There's a lot of catch up. So you can read this and kind of get caught up pretty much, go in with some of the dialogue. And it's not done in a forced way. But I think that by the end of this, there's not a, for me and you and everybody else reading this whole run so far. There's not a ton of things happening here that are explained. It's all set up to go no, on. And that's, that's you know, yeah. it's more of a Brian Michael Bendis. Again, you're getting that slow burn. And it's okay. I, I wasn't that furious about I'm this. I, just, I want more. I, I, I need to find out some things. And, and then you get Jimmy freaking out, which ends up taking up, you know, three pages. You know, some of the things that he ends up getting sidetracked with don't really Pillowcase matter. Kent. Pillowcase, Mr. Kent. Oh, my God. Uh, but what did you give this? Uh, because I really enjoyed the art. I, I'm, I can't even see how this. Look, I enjoyed the art. The part with Sir Bones does not make any sense in the no. continuity that we've had established even a couple months ago. I'm telling you, within six months, we have messed up the continuity of what we had established. But I like what we're doing with the story because I find it intriguing. The idea that Amanda Waller is being targeted and she's doing everything she can to survive, even going to Superman for help. And yeah. like, you know, saying like going to Clark Kent saying, you know what, Superman, I know it's you. I need your help. Shit's gone real. I might have just murdered your uh, father-in-law, but yeah, still, yeah, I, I won't mention that, but I need I, your help. I, li- I like all this stuff, but – all the stuff cases. with Lois and Clark, it drove me nuts. Yeah. And the, the, the continuity problems. I just need to have more at this point for Brian Michael Bendis because I know we're only two issues in for Leviathan Rise. And I just need to know that he knows what he's doing yeah. so I don't have to get fully invested to get terribly disappointed when Leviathan is not what I know it to Maybe be it's because a simulation. he's it's different. Superman is a simulation, Superman, but no. It's Superman's I birthday. Gave, I gave is. this a six out of ten because I'm of giving it reasons. a six five. Uh, same reasons, right. same reasons. Uh, what I do like, and it's funny because 
I, I understand. I understand it's a game. I understand he's playing the game where in this you have Adam Strange, Mr. Bones, you have Amanda Waller, you have, you know, and then the next thing it points out the question you're, you're throwing in these characters that, yeah, you might say that this is him trying to kind of shortcut us to be wild because, but I like it. I actually like Adam Strange characters. is not well made. Now I'm saying though, overall though, every issue seems to have like another character thrown in and then doing things like that. Next one, like I said, it looks like the question's going to be involved. And what so, is this? Just League dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that they're thrown in, but they, he's, it's not going to go off on a tangent for three issues, uh, you know, about goddamn blue demon, blue devil. Blue demon. Blue demon. <laughs> the blue demon. <laughs> they got the pillowcases, Mr. Cat. I but like no, that I, I actually dude. like that. His, his, especially this action comics now, and with with uh, Task Force X, and with the army, with Sam Lane, and then the DL. It does feel well, like the remember, whole universe Amanda's is involved. The director of Argus. Yeah, but I'm just yeah, and but it seems big. It seems like he yeah, is involving the whole DCU. So I do like that. So the yeah. Cobra Cold still Six, feels five. weird though. It's the pillowcases. And even calling it the Cobra Colt feels where it's like, you know, know. that's Cobra. Just say yeah, Cobra. It's just Cobra. Flash number 65 is next, Eric. We have the end of the price. But is the price too high? Is it, yes. uh, is it written yes, by it Joshua Williamson, art by Sefa, uh, Rafa Sandoval, Jody Tarragona, Timon Moray, yeah. and Steve Wands? Price comes to an end, and while I wanted it to be more than a fill-in crossover to do some Tom King house cleaning, eh, it just was that. More than anything, it got Gotham Girl away from being a baddie, but why did Joshua Williamson have to use it to push Iris out of the flashbook, which that makes no sense to me, especially with all of the lead-up to get them together. Uh, that that relationship is the worst. I thought me and Tanya were having problems. Jesus Christ. Bring back Patty Spot. They, they are just back and forth with it. But really, this whole thing seemed like where Tom King had the story all along. It was this 100-issue story all along. And then had Gotham Girl standing there with Bane and went, oops, people didn't like that. I better you know, have an exit strategy here. And the exit strategy is just to get Gotham Girl to end up being helped by Batman to the point where she also doesn't remember anything. So going out of this, again, might as well be a dream because nothing really ends up happening by the end of this because you have a Gotham girl in a back-to-tank with no memories. So she can't say to Batman, oh, I bought the powers from this person and I got it from and this. That's and that's that book. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm telling you, you would think that you're – what I think that this – New concoction would be would be cool would be a mixture of Lazarus Pit goo oh, the super and, venom? and and venom that's what I would think it would be like that sort of thing because it did seem to bring Hank back from the dead but also juiced him up did some, so right. I would have liked to have seen that with well, Gotham the Girl thing, in that back to tank do you think we're ever getting back to that do you think they'll ever not. deal the with it? I don't like, either this was it the super venom that she injected herself with at the end yeah. of the last issue. Yep. I mean, it's such a weird she idea had like because an we EpiPen of it. Boom. Yeah, we we still don't know what gave her and Hank nope. the powers to begin no. with. And I thought for a second, like maybe this was the same formula that, that they nice. originally took, and that's why she was supercharged, but she'd burn out fast because this whole and, overdose of the idea. Yeah. But. We have this whole thing. We have the idea that she came in and destroyed the Flash Museum, was supposed to destroy the CCPD, so she would have the equipment and the neat, the goods that she would and need to bring to Hank back to the dead. And even give, you know, but whoever it was, give her the goods as well. Why and who? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll like, never know. All of these reasons, I don't know why she would out of nowhere decide, you know, I don't know what she's been doing. No, if she's and, been and just think of this. Because we yeah. an answer to that No, either. we don't get an answer to that either. You don't no. get any, what you end up with, you had Gotham Girl standing with Bane. We haven't seen her since. All of a sudden, nope. she shows up in this. We thought, okay, Claire's here. We see these clones. We see it actually looks like it's Hank. He's coming back from the dead. She's doing this. She's doing that. We're going to find out. Who gave her her powers? This is yeah. the, the big thing, the big question that you had or at least after why she's we a saw before. Right now. But he, yeah, leading to that, though, but get both. We didn't find any. And she brought back Hank just to die three panels later. So he's yeah. back to square one. Gotham girl and, now and is in a tank square that, one. She doesn't remember anything. After this super venom, using her powers at a godlike level, she's still alive. I'm yeah. telling you, we were able to revive her and to then, the point like you using know, like you know make flash it worse. CPR. How did it end when she was originally in the book way back at the beginning of Rebirth and Tom King's run? How how what happened? She was sent off to train. She was she sent, was off, sent to off, off to train. train yeah, at so she didn't of, have to use her powers. At the end of this. Batman says the exact same thing. I'm going to train you. I'm going to train you so that you're good. And in my mind, she wants to be a hero. Yeah, in my mind, you had her standing with Bane, and then people started going on Twitter and said, "Well, what's going on? You said that she was going to marry Duke. How's she going to marry Duke? She was going to kill Batman. She's going to kill Batman. She's going to marry Duke. How is she going to possibly end up marrying Duke later if she is a baddie with Bane?" So this gets it out of it. This is just a quick fix here to say, oh, I wish we maybe had I the quick had fix. Tony, I would so much rather have Gotham Girl standing at Bane's side instead of a Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman because yeah. at least Gotham Girl makes more makes sense, sense to me than the a Flashpoint Thomas Wayne world. Batman. Yeah, but even then, don't even have that. I mean, we didn't need no. it either. He's going to have to explain that later. And the, this and is and an explanation idea, though, just to get away from a, a non-explainable point, it seems. so. It's and the just, idea that this is a Heroes in Crisis tie-in four-ish yeah. crossover kind of deal, I'm like – you are just having these people have some emotion because there's absolutely no emotion going on in Heroes no. in Crisis about no. what has happened. But it's only dealing with Wally West, it really feels like, because even though that's a massacre, all these people died. We're only focused on Wally and West then, and the idea and then, that Batman's yeah. the problem. So we have a tie-in to Heroes in Crisis with what we hoped would end up solving a big mystery from the early Batman run with Gotham and Gotham Girl. We didn't get that, but you have this tie no. Then at the end... It's a setup for the year of the villain. I mean, all of this was just, a, 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 you know, a tie into a, a book to go a motion that to oh. an event that's a crossover between two series and to all set up it is, an is event. a prologue to another to event, an event coming down the line yep. for that year of the villain. All it you All fuckers, it how many yeah. times are you going to do this to us? And you are right, Eric. This is disappointing. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But there are moments in this issue that I like. I love seeing Claire throw up. up. That was great. Eric. Why, she, she why is she vomiting out freaking know. sewage out of nowhere? And then, like, um, at one point, I thought because of the way her mouth looked, like it was turning to rock, and they're talking about the idea that, yeah. you know, chest compression is not doing anything. I love it's, like, to. doing it to concrete. It, it, I thought she, she was turning to stone. And why, why? Why would her chest be, you know, I can't. It's like pushing in the concrete. First off, it looks like she's about to die and her powers are should be gone. She should be dead anyway. And then her chest feels like concrete. Maybe it's what appears to be a metal shield thing on, you know, breastplate. I can see rivets. Take that off. 
But yeah, the, the with this, are just the, for show. <laughs> there are some good moments between Barry and and Batman. Uh, Batman throws a zinger. I'm telling you, he, trash talk city. When Batman basically says to Barry, "You know That's what? You want to throw part. shade at me? You forgot about ro- your part." I'm telling you. How many more Robins have to die? Oh, yeah. At least I never forgot my sidekick yeah. ever existed. I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. No that one's awesome. ever gotten it burned that hard oh, right there. My. Oh, and then, my. And then even then when Barry goes. It's like and he planned out this I, comeback. I wanted more of this where Barry goes to punch Batman. And the, the cave initiates its protocols to, to protect Batman. And then it really doesn't come to, about to be anything. But when Barry's like, I could punch you a million times before you even live. That's good. I mean, there's some things here. But. I don't need where Claire is, oh no, what's happening to me? And then there's Batman thinking back to Sanctuary. And then they're they're trying to bring back, you know, Gotham Girl with super fast flash, you know, compressions, and he remembers standing with Wally. I don't need this. I, I really don't need this. I want this answers whole time in this. That Wally does nothing because pretty much we begin the same thing every issue yeah. about this whole thing where Flash is angry that Wally's dead. He blames Batman. And not only that, Iris West for and who for some reason <laughs> I had no idea this was Iris West yeah. when she was there. It's, she showed up here. Yeah. I had no idea it was her because in my mind, this is not what she looks like in the she normal just got out of the rubble. Have. Yeah. Like her hair, I don't remember being this long. I don't it's know. It's so lush, Did I Eric. completely it's, forget She's using what that Iris horse West shampoo like. that uh, Tanya used to use that gives you a full build, you know, full lush hair. I mean, really. Did it work? It has a lot of volume. It's volumizing shampoo. Yeah. It makes you look good. Tanya used to have one Why of those I cut my hair? Haircut. All I needed was some hair, horse hair. That's all you need. Horse, oh. horse shampoo. That's all you need. That's what she's using. I, I like. I even like when she slaps Batman because you know what? She's going to be mad about Wally, and no, she is. No, everybody's no. blaming. This Batman, is the most though. ridiculous thing. The idea that what she's is Superman in this and, and Wonder Woman going to get called for anything, though. That, you know, Look, they get out scot free. Gotham girl is laying here dying. We we know that there's a, a thing that we have to get her medical attention immediately, and we stop so Iris can blame Batman yeah. for Wally's West, so she can slap him in the middle of this rubble. I'm like, this is yeah. the most forced bit of it's this forced, whole it is. issue. I, and I don't it doesn't mind do it. anything I like, because I, like, Iris needs, she needs to do medical something. Attention. Yeah, well, other than no, that, other than that, Iris is like, you know what? You, uh, you, you have Lois Lane over there, and she leaked those those uh, confessional videos, and we really thought that it was. And this is uh, Iris talking to herself, and she's like, okay, "I really thought right. that that was going to reveal identities, but you know what? Tom King, she knows she's she's going full fourth wall. Uh, you know, Tom King didn't do that, but uh, fuck him, I'm going to do it here. She writes an obituary that we can only assume is going to go in the paper. Is Wally West was the Flash." Really? Like, that's how you start in this obituary, and aren't I, you? I, I love the idea, too, because Wally – I mean, Barry does come home after all of this to find out the whole thing. It's like I was writing his obituary, and I, I started writing it. Wally was the Flash. He brought hope and all this stuff. But then I realized, Barry, I wasn't writing Wally's obituary. I was writing yours. I was writing yours. Yeah. I I'm went, like, well, am I going to see this Barry. in the paper tomorrow? The What's funny thing, on, though, Iris? I just – I wanted Barry to go, but, but my name's Barry. I didn't know Wally. My name's Barry. This whole thing, I'm telling you, I, I, the, the best part about this whole thing is that it leads to something that could be an interesting story. The idea that the heroes yeah. in our universe aren't Are acting, acting weird. the way they're not. Which, they're, exactly. which is so funny. It seems like this is a way to write a story after this going the year of the villain to basically say, hey, everybody, you know all that bullshit that we've been writing and you've been saying that we're, the characters it's aren't bullshit, acting yeah. their way? It was because they weren't because they were, you dun, know. Dun, it, dun. Yeah, really. That's I'm interesting you, this to me because be we've been complaining about this for two years. It might be the most brilliant <laughs> thing ever. That, that the reason but, why 
they were writing shitty stories was on purpose all along. It's a twist. Oh, my goodness. But no, with that whole deal, before we go on, Iris has been around Barry now in, you know, in our run here of Rebirth and in the New 52. I mean, a lot of stories have happened. And yeah, it's more now with Rebirth with Iris and and Wally, but or Barry, I mean. But this is when she realizes now. I know, yeah, over and over. And now she realizes, you know, you put yourself in danger all the time, and I don't think I could deal with that. Really? Like, you should be, be we, we went beyond I, I, I that. You just you went on a the hero, quest. And you might, yeah. but you'd eventually you, go back, and I can't yeah. deal with that. Yeah, but he, he, that's what he's been doing. Oh, th- this is when you realize? Just, I mean, just at least keep just, chipping away at the stone of the hope and the legacy yeah, that we're talking about. The whole all idea. it is. All right, the, the love and the, the hope love. and the legacy kind of thing. This, right, we've been Barry waiting Iris, for... Yeah. Done. I mean, really, you, right. you want Aquaman Wally and Mara to get married. You want Batman and Catwoman to get married. We just want Barry <laughs> and Iris to get along. I just want them to be, you know, go out on a couple dates. And, and, and they can't even have that. We had the whole idea that Commander Cold is, you know, staying inside yeah, Barry's apartment because Barry's, Barry's moved apartment. into Iris's. Well, that is – now you know, I get that this is, is a plan because now he doesn't have to find it. how many times have we really seen Barry and Iris doing Never. house stuff together? That's the thing. This is what I'm talking about. When, when you have Joshua Williamson in this Flash run – You'll get these things thrown at you. Oh, my God. You know, the the forever force. And then it's just shoved aside. We never get enough. We never get a full explanation of these forces. We never get the full explanation of the things. This is just the same where he, he must think that he's had enough. Like, man, I'm really tied down by this Iris and Barry relationship. I got to separate them for a little so I can get back to what I want. to. You have had nothing. She went on a force quest with him. That's it. That's all we've seen, and now a she's already and, and now, yeah, really, and now she's like, you know what? Yeah, you, you're a little dangerous. Uh, you know, I, I I see right now with Wally dead, and, and I see you fighting Batman. You're at your worst right now. You are you are on the edge. So what I'm going to do is leave you. That's great. Thanks, Iris. Thank uh, you. I love the Thanks whole for thing being too, there. Because we talk about the idea of Iris and Barry. We've barely seen them as a real couple. I'm telling you, they went on vacation together doing the Force Quest. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, that's their vacation. Yeah. But we don't ever really see them together. I'm telling you, they only really got together, it seemed like, after, what was it, after the Flash Wars? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Because they had been yep. broken up for a little while there, where she went and met they him at his mother's cemetery yeah. yep. at the gravestone. But the whole thing is, we have here, Batman, he says this. What happened to the Barry Allen who was always hopeful and optimistic? I'm like, I want to know the same thing, Batman. Is this how he's acting weird? This is why he's on your list of people that aren't acting the way they're supposed to because Barry has been a sad yeah, sack mope that's, it's for set years up. now. Yeah, and he has been. And this is where it's funny because it almost is as if Joshua Williamson is setting up a story that is going to explain why – Barry hasn't been acting like himself through all of Rebirth when he was the one who wrote him. Also, I love it, too. They're in the cave. And and we always like when Batman takes the cow. And that's when he gets down to business, right? He takes the cow off. He takes it off. That's what he, he talks about. shit. He, t- he talks <laughs> shit. Barry goes to punch him, doesn't. And then Batman just puts the cow back on then. Huh. <laughs> what what is going well, on? He's done this? talking shit now. Yeah, what's going gonna, on? That was here. Bruce Wayne talking shit. That wasn't bad. Yeah, as we were saying at the end, that probably is. Besides for that end bit, the whole idea where Superman comes walking out to, to talk to Batman about this idea that people are not acting the way they're supposed to. But besides for that little bit, which while it's infuriating, it does set up a cool story. Mom, this whole yeah. thing where the, the shade throwing and Barry about the freaking lay out Batman okay. so hard—that was my favorite part of the book. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's okay. And, and all this going on, it's so funny because you sit there and you have this epilogue which sets up this year of the villain where Superman and Batman are on a case together. Also, you, you, you are in the middle of Sanctuary deal. And it says near future, so maybe this is after Sanctuary. But you just went out of Sanctuary. And if that is, you even see a booster and stuff. So we can assume maybe that's a spoiler. Spoilers, but, man, uh, damn. but going with that. Um, is that Booster or Animal Man? I, it might be Animal Man, actually, now that you're talking about it. But uh, w- with this, you have just had a mystery that involved a very secret thing that you set up and nobody knew about. And it caused you a lot of trouble. Now you're starting it up again. Hey, uh, Superman, let's have, don't tell anybody. This is just me and you, right? Wink, wink. And with that, I'm looking at it and I'm assuming nope, it, Booster, it might be Booster Animal Gold's Man. Booster on the right-hand side of that. Okay, yeah. So you he's have on, He's on the right panel. <laughs> and, and what's funny about that is, yeah, yeah. And what's funny there, okay, so I sit there and go, okay, this is weird. But yeah, Flash, yeah, I, I don't think Joshua Williamson's writing him that great. He's always muppy. Okay. How? Yeah. yeah, and the Green Lantern, he's acting wacky. All right. He's then weird you get down to things like a Booster Gold. Yeah, Tom King can't write him. All right, there's a check. Uh-uh. Uh, we have, uh, who else? I mean, you go down Damien. Yeah, you can say Mr. Miracle. Batwoman yeah, and yeah, the Lost Year. She spent saying. forever to tell us that about that Lost Year. That was things, weird, Batwoman. A lot of these things, you could just go down this list and go, yeah, that was shitty. That was a shitty book. All right. This guy guarded them. Like, I, I can't say the guy guarded has been active weeks. We don't no, get I to think see him anymore. I think he's good. I think he's good. Plastic Man seems to be okay. Mr. Miracle, I Martian don't know. Martian Manhunter has no idea what his origin story yeah, is anymore, really so he's, he's weird. He's, so, yeah. So, that's it's setting up this idea that they have noticed that some of the heroes have been acting weird, and they think Mr. that Miracle? something is taking Obviously. them over. Yeah, Mr. Miracle. I'm telling you, when you see Booster, Guy that's the one himself. that makes me laugh the most. Because everybody's like, man, that's the worst Booster I ever had. Well, there and explains it. It's supposed to be that way. It's all been a plan all look, along. Look at, ne- look at next plan? to Booster, though, because it looks like it's it's just Billy Batson in the Shazam costume. Yeah, it does. With maybe it's next weird. to him Pac-Man. <laughs> you see that? It looks like Pac-Man. That's his cape. It's Pac-Man's about to eat him. Uh, <laughs> watch out. It's a ghost. That's cool He's perspective. Oh, my goodness. Why are you Shazam as a kid? What what is this cosplay? There's Jessica Cruz. All right. But yeah, he's like, hey, and that and that's how it ends. Like, Batman, can we trust the F- Flash is the best CSI. We can trust Barry, right? Batman. Batman! It's like playing Metal Gear Solid. Snake! I, 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 I like this too. Keenan Kong's on there. I'm like, what do you know enough about <laughs> Keenan Kong to say he's not acting right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yes, that's some good stuff at the end. Uh, like I said, I don't think this was as disappointing as uh, the what Detective Comics. What ending was this? You got but, nothing from this except for the hey, idea there might be a Gotham cool story got, coming again, down remember the line. Remember the whole thing is I can go with, if I'm going to you know, accent the, the positive here, accentuate it, um, it's that I didn't want Gotham Girl to be bad. You ain't a baddie anymore, Eric. She's in the back of the tank and she ain't got no Who memories. Knows? She can no. come out and be bad all over again because we got no. nothing else. We have no idea why she was bad, who she was bad with, or why she, she wanted, has no well, memory she of being hang bad. Back. And this is the only thing that I think gets Joshua Williamson off the hook here is that when you're going through a story and it is Claire trying to get Hank back to life – she probably would do anything. She would even go against Batman. She would do even this. Even so go I, but, crazy and then immediately well, get that's cured. That's the thing. But again, that is kind of a weird deal of her being crazy and stuff like that. I wish that I they would have shown her using that. She was using that that super venom before, and that was making her crazy. But no, my Gotham she girl, used a that junkie. EpiPen. Then, yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> See, it, it works. It works so well. 
Uh, and and really in this, I hope that they um, they look into Roy because he isn't acting right either, Eric. He's acting dead. Maybe maybe that'll be the case. <laughs> what happened if we saw Roy here? We'd get excited. But uh, what would you give this? Uh, I'm going to give this a f- a five out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving I don't it give a, five, anything a fuck five. you five at this point because the thing is, I yeah, really you're, do you're enjoy shying the art. off of that. Well, the art and actually overall, you, the art and the DC stuff has been better. And so yeah, it is I, I, I dig all that and I dig that ending and the whole thing. And the Batman throwing the hardest shade ever thrown by anybody oh, was, was amazing in my yeah, mind. That was but this, great. This whole tie and crossover nonsense really did nothing except for say, hey, everybody, remember Gotham Girl? Yeah, she's in a Bakken tech. You don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. her no more. She, yeah. she, she, she doesn't nothing. remember anything. She, she lost her memory, I so we can't Iris even ask her what's book. going on. She, I don't understand Flash it. Is I don't understand again. it. I don't know why. Yeah, he's mopey. I don't uh, know. Do maybe a, this. Maybe it's one of those that – How about – I'm giving a 5-5. Five, five. Maybe it's one of those where uh, – do you think that they are going to reveal – say this villain thing by the end. Would say, are they going to reveal that these characters are being controlled or they're replica dupes, things like that? Because maybe they want to get the Iris out of here. Out of nowhere? No, I'm saying that maybe they want to get Iris out, almost like a superior Spider-Man where you have Doc Ock with Mary Jane. You don't want to run into that problem where by the end you have like, it's revealed that Barry hasn't been really Barry. He's a, a, a different guy. He's a dupe. He's an alien. He's a Durlin, whatever it might be. This year of the villain goes, you don't want He's to end up. Well, you don't want to end up people saying number one, man, why didn't Iris see through this? She's supposed to love him. Or like, man, they got busy. What the hell's going on? She's going to have an alien baby. Uh, maybe that's why. Maybe all of this is the setup that Barry is not him. That's and they right don't want to go. go there. She's going to have an alien baby. They knocked the boobs. She's she going to have an alien oh, baby. Mr. Ken. Don't need that. Oh, no. The, the pillowcase of Mr. Ken. They got the alien baby, Mr. Ken. But yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe and uh, uh, more, even more of the uh, the deal of oh man, what you a know, scoop. my girlfriend gave it to me. At the end, you're <laughs> you're just basically like, man, why didn't Iris see it? That's supposed to be the love of his life. And then she's just she leaves. She should have said. I mean, it would have been a cool setup for her to say leading into that. You know what? You just ain't acting yourself. No, she's kind of like, man, you get in a lot of trouble. I'm I out. guess the source wall energies is making everybody act funny nowadays. It might, be. Huh? it might be, but I think that maybe that's why. Because by the end, you don't want Iris to be hanging out with somebody that's not acting themselves without her being able to tell, and people would throw shade at that. But if that's the case, then it seems like Iris is going to be gone for a while. When's that? Year where's the she going to? What's that? The year of I the. I don't know where she's. It's, when's that come out? Is it? Like, it's is coming out in May, I believe, is when the, okay. the first starts. But it's a year long thing. It seems Shit. to be a yeah. This is not just the, well, you know. I one, guess it makes it's sense. It's the year, year of, of the, the villain. villain. <laughs> 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 you dummies. ain't acting right, buddy. What are you? No, no. I'm acting right on point. That's really that is true. Ah, oh, yes, but yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Iris. Yeah, I just said uh, I got an alien baby. I don't need that. Maybe that's why Jimmy was acting weird. He's an alien too. They're all Durlins. It's all just clay faces. Uh, yes, oh, but I, I will give that a five five. Uh, so again, disappointed. It's disappointing. It's disappointing more. This whole crosser was just disappointing because it just seemed like a Four wasted issues. month. It didn't it just say seems anything. like a, a wasted month of both Flash and Batman in the end. And now we'll move on from you know We're from that go to, back go. to the fucking we nightmares. We gotta go back to the nightmares. Really, and the forces. <sighs> 
I don't. I don't even know what we're going back to in the forces and things when's like that. When's the flashier one start up? Is that I soon? think that's coming up in in May again. I think a All lot right. of these things start in May. Let's get to May. Right, so we get is some it, more August heart coming is our it way. May yet? Yeah, you guys, we're taking a break. We're going on vacation <laughs> in no May. I'll be back in May, really. Uh, but we're going to go off now to uh, some mail, Eric. So we're going to cheer up a little. I'm telling yeah. you, thinking of Iris having an uh, alien baby and Jimmy announcing it, <laughs> and that makes me laugh. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, do you know what makes me laugh? Because every, every time you say Jimmy Farrell, I, I think of Jimmy you from think work. Of Jimmy I just imagine work? Jimmy announcing Jimmy? it. It makes the me first off, Jimmy announcing anything would take him at least an hour. And he would kick around weird ideas and say things, and then you try to play along. At it. That's the worst guy. He'll come up and look, oh, man, did you hear about that Bryce Harper? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like, I, I would jump off a bridge. And, oh, yeah. So, no, I didn't mean that. Like, he, he says weird no, shit. No, Jim, I, I really wouldn't jump off a bridge and, and in I, case you go, were worried is, about me. Is, is, isn't Bryce a girl's name, the Bryce? I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's the boy, girl name, whatever. Uh, I knew that. I was just saying it's a Jimmy. joke. Yeah, get woke, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> he, he comes to me. He's like, oh, God, yeah, I hate him. They, they just told me that my, my wife was disabled, and that's pretty funny because she can still walk. I'm like, there's, there's other disabilities than just being crippled, Jimmy. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I know. She's not crippled. And then walks away, shaking his head. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. I have no idea. That's what, part of I think, my mind. I think he's for how and, his mind works. He and thinks really you're with an him. idiot. Oh yeah, and, and with that, he might go get a knife and, and slice my throat. He has to be medicated, right? You know, I would hope Remember so. about two years ago when he would just flip out and scream just mind, yeah. random shit out of nowhere. I want no, that Jimmy back. The thing, the thing is, I was always out those days. Yeah, you thankfully. were. Remember what was the one thing? And I talked about it on the podcast way back, where all of a sudden you just like in the middle of a huge room, everybody working just yelled like, "My wife hates me!" and just yelled. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? You know what? We do need more of that. We need to yeah, make work. That's way what more I needed. Or or him walking through the warehouse and we see him and he's in this contorted thing with Quasimodo over there, one arm over his head. Oh, you got, remember that? He's like, I, I, what did he think he had? Like, he, he did something. He thought know, he did something. Yeah, know. he said something like, I, I, I fucked up my nervous system. And he went off to the emergency room and then was pissed because he had to pay like the 4, nervous 000, system. He had to 4,000 bucks. He owed them. And it was nothing. Uh, oh, it was a panic attack, possibly. He didn't know. And that was all just because they told him he had to do something over. Oh, or man. or yeah. when you went into work that one day and he was just laying on the floor of the warehouse yeah, just in laying the dark. on the floor. Yeah, yeah, laying on the floor in the dark. I walked right by him and got to work. I didn't say oh, yeah, a word you don't to want him. to deal with that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I thought he was planking. They still do that? The kid's doing the planking. <laughs> That's what it looked like. He's just doing nonsense. Uh, what is he doing? And he's just laying there. He actually was stiff as a board. I don't People know what's going are on. So weird. I said, wait, either I either he's them. whacked out or Chris Angel just came through this joint. I don't know. This looks like street magic going on. I don't know <laughs> what is going on. Here. What the hell is going on here? You uh, mind actually. freaked me. <laughs> he did. He is a mind freak. Uh, maybe he'll have a mail this week, Eric. That'd be great. Maybe. If he did mail in. It wouldn't be pretty. I, do you think he could write out a mail? I seriously, no. I, I don't know. I know. It'd be about Penn State football or something. But we're gonna go off to the mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah! It's 
with Jim. And the milestorm comes out. We oh, all my, it. the milestorm comes out, Eric. Oh, my God. Hello, weird science. 117 oh, episodes hello. later, I'm still waiting for that milestorm. Yeah, you're still waiting for that. That was the classic from episode 100 where you were saying, when is this milestorme, meaning the milestone, you were so drunk. Never uh, again. And that was when we we had already been waiting for that long for the milestone stuff to come out. And it hadn't. So you're like, when is this going to come out? As you and said. And the milestorm comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then we still haven't gotten it. That's because you confused them, Eric. You confused them so bad with that. Hello, uh, weird yes, but this is mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail, mail us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Jay did. Oh. Jay says, hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. Hey, Jay. What's up, Get Fresh Crew? Doop, it's Jay from Canada, and here we are again. How was your week? Terrible, terrible. Terrible. Jim, are the pitfalls of destroying your children at bowling still hurting you? Yes. <laughs> Everything I move ends up hurting me. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm little fingers. You'll get better. I know. I have little fingers, and we found out this week that Wrong Turn has little, <laughs> feet, little feet, and it made me laugh so much. He's got real little feet. Tiny little feet. Eric, are the paparazzi still hounding you? I imagine being America's sweetheart can be quite stressful, you know how it is. but you're handling it like a pro. I still yeah, have like to a get recluse. that uh, America's Sweetheart song that I was doing, and I ended up not that. That ended up being put on hold because of that computer as well. I got to get that computer back. Jim, did you see Kawhi's game winner last night? What? I did. Tell me you aren't impressed. I am. Do you know Kawhi? No, just <laughs> no, imagine. who's your that? What, I'm going to give you a first name. You give me a last name. Kawhi. Give me a last Jones. name. Jones. No, uh, Leonard. And Smith. did you see LeBron? If you have a soundboard, cue the clip. I do not have LeBron James walk off the court like a little bitch. Los Angeles ain't look so hot now, huh? That is one of the things that people were saying this week in Philadelphia because we'll get a mail later that's going to celebrate a huge free agent that we ended up getting here in Philadelphia. Not basketball, but baseball. Yeah. And uh, along celebrated. that lines is also like – Oh, you know, we we dodged a bullet with the old LeBron James. As for the comics, I enjoyed Shazam, but it hasn't hooked me. Johns is my favorite writer. Me but too. this feels similar to what Kate's is doing with Guardians right now. Oh my, Eric Jim, Marvel talk. What is Kate's doing with Guardians right now? What I think what Kate's is doing is kind of just setting up a book and it's not really moving forward that Uh-oh. fast. I think that's what he would say. It's <laughs> solid, but without a hook. I have total faith though, and I will continue. And Jay says that. I think that is a great way also to express what we think of the Freedom Fighters. It is a solid book, but without a hook. Uh, I thought the price, though, the hook might be, you know, Nazis, the Nazis. But I (laughs) thought the price ended. He thinks the price ended all right, but it was kind of anticlimactic. That double page spread with Flash and Batman was epic, though. Action comics. Action Comics continues to be the Superman book I don't care about. Uh-huh. I really just don't care for Leviathan. This was actually the low point of the week, week for me. Mine was Detective. Uh, and, and maybe Heroes in Crisis. Next up is my book of the week, and you know me, King is my guy. I thought Heroes in Crisis was insightful, poetic, and really emotional. It's okay. I know you guys hate it, especially Jim. I know you get really down on it. Well, we'll, we'll be talking about it later, but... 
He ends up changing a huge thing from Rebirth number one, the Rebirth special, and and has no idea how to write Narc because Narc is in this continuity and he writes him wrong. Uh, Narc does not talk in Caveman speak. You'll hear Eric talk about later uh, when we do talk with it uh, with Reggie. But yeah, this was an add-on issue and it showed because it did nothing. I'm always open to your opinions, but I think this book just isn't for you. It's not for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of people just bound. It always makes me think to go back for a reread, but for you guys, it causes stress. I'd recommend dropping it or for the sake of the podcast, just summarizing what happened and then moving on. That's not what we do, though. I worry about the anger you guys get. But hey, if you enjoy doing the book, by all means, keep doing it. I just don't want you guys to get so upset and then have it affect your lives outside the podcast. What the hell is wrong uh, with yeah, you? the thing is, this, this heroes in crisis is this heroes in crisis issue is, is a nothing issue that was added on after the fact, shoved in at this number six. And to me, it again, seven? there's no tell me, tell me, no, this was six, okay. and then we have seven, eight, nine, nine is an added in issue as well. So we only have two more issues really of the plot. And we still don't. We're, we're no further along than we started. I, I mean, the whole idea of this quote unquote mystery. And again, I don't need to have a caveman quote Keats to me. Why? And, and a caveman that a caveman that most people, when they read it, had no idea who it was. And then those who do know because he was in both Titans Hunt and, and has been in Rebirth yeah. in Titans and comes in. And this is usually Narc when he comes in a room. Hey guys, what's up? Nothing much. Now, how Nark. you doing? I'm going to go out yeah. hunting for a while. Oh, okay, Nark. I'm going to go That's out so here. You. I mean, the the most you ever got from him, if I believe, if I remember, Titans Hunt, you went back was when he would put on that war paint, yeah, and he was like kind of going around, but he would be like, "Hey, I'm going to go out now. I'll see you later." Well, that's the point. Not that the thing of me go Titans out. Hunt, he was me hunt. He might have been this at a certain point when they wrote him back in the '70s as he was Nark the Cave Boy, but the whole thing for Rebirth, where they reintroduced the character for the Titans, was the idea that he had forgotten his past, and then he. He had to remember it yeah. all of a sudden. It was just thrown upon him, but he had the sensibilities to be a normal person. He was a caveman at a certain point who was frozen, brought to the present, but he is pretty much just a giant man at this point who has increased strength and durability kind of thing because of his caveman backstory. That's all you need yeah. to know for this because he is a normal character at this point. He's just a normal guy right now. And yeah, and it's written like he's, you know, he's Fred Flintstone times 20 here. And uh, yeah, just the, the idea of... He's you know, us not liking it. There, the average score is a six point five now on on the roundup, and that goes from a couple tens all the way down to a one. A one being a guy on that is uh, John Jack's one, site. Uh, but he said he said it would be a five, but he's giving it a one. So they read his review, but it is a one. Uh, you also have some threes. You have three, three point five, four point five, five, five. Yeah, there's a lot of people not liking it. We yeah. are not in the the you know minority. It's if anything, it's split down the middle. But I think that the only people who are really loving it are Tom King, you know, super fans, which Jay is. So that's why I think he likes it more than the story, because there's no story. I'd say love is in the air. And since I never made a Valentine's Day themed email, why not do it now? Jim, Ooh. Eric, how do you how do you meet Tania and Jess? What made you how he is Tanya? <laughs> Tania. Don't let Tanya it's find not, out about Tania, it's not Jim. That. Well, T-A-N-I-A. I was like, well, and then Jess. What made you fall for them? I've known Tanya uh, since high school. Uh, so I, I don't even remember. It's so long ago. I used but to drink Tania, a lot all the time. sexy Tania. 
Now there's somebody I'd like to get behind, if you know what I mean. Now, me and Tanya knew each other and dated in high school, and then I went to college, and then when I came back, uh, we kind of got back together and had kids, Eric. Yes. Uh, how about you and Jess? I was drunk for a long time during that, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. It might even involve, involve the bet. <laughs> a bet gone wrong. <laughs> the negative stories are cool, but I love to hear you guys talk about the two women on in your lives that have stood by you throughout the entirety of the podcast. Let's hear those love stories. Now, I got told uh, today. She moved out uh, once. <laughs> they, t- yeah. Tanya, Tanya, at one point, boy, what, a couple months ago, I was told I had to find an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the podcast or or, or else. Yeah, I, I got some ultimatums. Yeah, it's fun times. Fun times. Thanks a lot, Jay. Next, <laughs> yeah, next, I thought I'd share this link. I know it's more applicable for the Marvel podcast, but what do you think uh, of this? And it is a story about Disney shutting down Marvel Comics and a thing where they're going to try to uh, try to convince Disney that the Marvel Comics uh, you know, side of things means something and don't shut it down. He said pretty scary stuff, right? If Marvel goes down, what does that mean for DC? I think they'll be dancing, <laughs> dancing in the streets. Uh, I have the yeah, same I, amount of podcasts that I always have. And, and basically what this, this uh, story kind of says is that Disney – would want to shut down Marvel because the comic side of things really doesn't make the amount of money that the movies do. Uh, but in the meantime, the comics guys the other. were, well, I'm saying the comics guys argument are these characters that these movies that you're doing were developed in comics. So you're, you're kind of shutting down something that might feed the movie industry uh, in the future as well. So I don't think they're going anywhere. Are they that trying to rob crazy. Peter to pay Paul over here? And, and really, I mean, what would DC really do? If you ask me, it, it, they would buy it, I, I would think. If, if you're just going to shut down the, the Marvel comics, I think that DC – now, again, there would be weird sort of you know things that they have the rights for movies or whatever. I don't think it's happening, but no, uh, maybe I'll maybe I, I'll I actually saw it. this headline right before we got on tonight, and I thought to myself, oh, this is just clickbait. There's nothing really to this. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, they are having uh, – this is kind of coming from the idea that Marvel hasn't really – been very uh present in a lot of conventions and things right. and they're gonna have this big convention thing coming up so and the, but i think they're changing up their game too over at the comic side of things and lastly a is fresher start maybe he says gridiron but he means gridlock still the official unofficial drink of the weird out loud dc comics <laughs> podcast uh it, it is not uh, no. and it's funny i did read this email when it came in and i was at aldi today and i meant to pick up some gridlocks but of course i mess everything up yeah. and jim listen to one of the early podcasts where you kept using the word penultimate had me in tears <laughs> It comes to roost by the end. Believe me. Hey, Eric, you know what the best part of a penultimate issue is? What's it's that? a penultimate issue. Not the <laughs> ultimate, but the penultimate. So here we have the penultimate issue. That's what I said then. He says, great stuff. Wait till you hear old lady Harley. As always, much love from Canada. Keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully you'll have gotten a better week or have a better week. And let me know when these emails are too long and random. I can shorten them. No, we do never. We would never say that. Uh, you got me depressed a little, but you're always there to pick me up. Jay always picks me up, so he's yeah. allowed to depress me I sometimes. will say that he did bring up something that I forgot to talk about when we were doing Sideways at the end of the podcast for the idea because we had to catch back up in order to do that final issue. And one of the things I did see, which was during one of our favorite issues, the the interlude issue over in Paris, yeah. there was that whole thing with Leviathan going over and doing cat, like you know terroristic things. So I'm like, yeah. oh my God, there's Leviathan over here in Sideways. I'm surprised we didn't talk about it before because we both weren't reading it, but I thought that was a big thing that yeah. – I didn't get a chance to talk about when we reviewed Sideways later in the podcast. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Was that sideways the penultimate issue? No, no. Oh, no. It was was the finale. Yeah. It was the finale. Wolf Cypher's next, he says. Chapter one. Hey there, big boy. Is that what? That's what the name of chapter one is there. Dear Jim and Eric and everyone in the Get Fresh Clue. 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 He he wants a sound effect there. Can you tell me what your favorite sound effect that you ever had in this podcast is? That's what he wanted, Eric. I had to get there. I hope you guys are doing well. I mean, in general, you know, outside of the comic books, everybody's worried about us outside of comics. Uh, Is there anything outside of comics that you got to, uh, you're down, the Tom King Defense Force? That attacks you for not conforming to their books. I've stated, started listening to the whole of your DC a review show, not to hear the reviews for the DC books, as I'm really only reading one book from DC now, but just to hear the banner and off-topicness that come up from Jim and Eric. I was listening to the most recent DC solicitation and Marvel solicitation shows, and you guys might well as call those episodes the mostly all Batman solicits and the War of the Realms, War of the Realms, War of the Realms. Oh, War of the Realms. I agree. I re- you should see it. Today I'm doing the no, new show on Patreon. Or you should hear. Uh, I was doing the new show on the Patreon, and I read the solicit for the issue one of War of the Realms, and boy, th- there is this nonsense Thor speak times 20. <laughs> I really have to wonder if it's me outgrowing comic books or not, because maybe it's not the quality of the work. Maybe it's just me. I think the quality's gotten everyone down. It's, really, it, it's hurting us as well. It's hurting us as just people doing the review show. It's hurting the show itself. It's hurting my knee. I don't know how that happens, but it does. Yeah. My left knee really hurts now. No, it's just because it hurts. No, don't don't get into that. What are you talking about? (laughs) I have to wonder if I like character development to stay consistent. Continuity matters to me. Why I'm so dependent on comics. Is this just a habit I cannot break, or do I like being unhappy and having something to bitch about? Well, are you Now, Jim, I have a suggestion. He says, "Here he has a suggestion because you know I don't have uh, too many podcasts." He says, "If you need more workload, have you ever considered doing a video game show?" And when I see that, I think it's a game show with a, a spinner, and we Come do things down. about video games. Dan, 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 dan. So it's pretty much the next contest. Yeah. You and Eric, maybe Brandon or Reggie, can choose one select game or game system where you spend 30 minutes or more talking about trivia, nostalgia, cedra. I especially would look forward to Jim episodes since I'm a big RPG gamer. Eric, what are some of your favorite video games? I, I am a big a Mega fan, Man fan of Mega Man, the original Mega Man, and even the Mega Man X series. Castlevania, I, right? I've gotten away from it as a, I don't know what they're doing anymore. I think it was Mega Man 9 yeah. was that first downloadable one, and that's the only one of those I've played because I don't really play games, but I love Castlevania. I love the Mario Brothers series. I'm sorry. Once we get past pretty much Nintendo 64, I'm out of video games for the majority of it, and even that at that point, yeah. it's like uh, I like the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo eras, and even N64, I tried to be a part of it completely, but they didn't put out a lot of great titles, but I have a huge nintendo fan and i never really got into the playstation xbox things except for a few games here and there yeah and uh yeah you're not an rpg uh fan my first episode episode one episode one vandal hearts eric that's what i would do and he says burger time fat princess beat him and eat him i think there's a theme he's saying (laughs) superman 64 what yes thoughts thoughts and prayers about the burn victim may west and bring it back Billy. Uh, yes. Uh, well, just a, a little time. deal. I didn't mind Burger Time just for a little arcade it game. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. 
I, I like I like the RPGs. I don't like playing multiplayer games. I don't like playing games online. So I, I like the whole RPG thing where I can just sit by myself for 120 hours yeah. and waste time. That's the thing, Tanya, when she does yell at me about the podcast, she, first it was you playing these games all the time, like the Star Oceans. <laughs> Star Oceans. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what that is. Uh, yeah, it's a game, Eric. There you go. See, this is why we need the podcast. Maybe it'll happen someday. I know uh, that there will be a uh, Patreon show about cartoons that me and Reggie are going to do, starting with Thundar, and then episode two probably being the Mr. T cartoon. Now, I'll tell you about more on this whole video game thing. I would actually, it's something I was thinking about to myself, because I saw an article about how well the Resident uh, Evil 2 remake was selling and stuff like that, and I thought to myself, yeah. how cool would it be like if you take the first-person perspective of the, like the Metroid Prime's and redid like you know the original metroid in that style i'm like you know that might be a really cool remake to do like prime that's what you're saying yeah. like that over so the, the first shoulder person prime, like it's, 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 yeah. it's exactly the you know metroid number one and then maybe even super metroid mm. after that and metroid two i, th- I thought you were going to tell me you had an idea for a podcast you're, you're just throwing out no, game i'm ideas, just giving you, you random know. thoughts about video games i had this week no. That's your random thoughts. Save it for your episode. And the way he says this, it seems like we would be doing separate episodes. Like this week, it's just me. I get on. I'm like, you know what I really like? I, I'm trying to think of some other games that I like Persona. That's my favorite. And then because you wouldn't have anything to say about Persona. Right? I have no idea that's, what that is. That's not your jam, is it? You know, so Leisure Suit Larry? No, I don't think I do Leisure Suit Larry. Though I would go, I do some Baldur's Gate as well. Do some little PC stuff that I really liked. Uh, I, I I liked a, just anything role playing at one point. I really liked, but Pokemon. No, not really the Pokemons. I, I was not, but Golden Sun, Eric. I'll, I'll play the hell out of that. I did one. like Golden Sun. That, that was a good game, wasn't it? Ah, uh, but we're gonna go off my now. Fir- my, um, before that, oh. say my first RPG oh. that I actually got into because I didn't see only RPG. one I actually really played was a Game Boy game called The Sword of Hope, and I really got into yeah. that when I was in like junior high, and then didn't care about RPGs except for Pokemon after that until. What's <sighs> Knights of the Old Republic came out. <laughs> oh, Knights of the Old Republic was was outstanding. That that was great, right? That's I that was it. one of those RPGs that you could get people who don't even like RPGs to get involved with because of the Star Wars angle. Yeah, yeah. That, that was awesome. I'm still a favorite. My favorite is Final Fantasy VII just because that was the first game that I, I really, really got obsessed with. And then, you know, from there, I, I had some other Suikoden 2 or, you know, oh, the Suikoden all dance. these things. Yeah, you know, got to put those. some oil on that, Dan. Oh, those do. Yeah, really. But we're going to go off. What, what? Dan, you said? Hello, weird science. We're going to go off now. <laughs> oh, that's a squeaky to, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that is. We're going to go off now to some more books. Hey, <laughs> that didn't work. It was that. <laughs> I needed to have a song to go in, and I was well, trying I to know desperately. The, how the show works. Dent, dent, dent. Well, you gotta have faith. I, I thought that that would be a little better than what that ended up being. I, I, I still don't have my computer. Oh, back. Does he have a new parody? I didn't know no. about. This sounds no. nice. Well, I gotta. Well, I'm gonna kill Rafe. Dent, dent, because yeah, he's yelling that. downstairs. That my kids are down there yelling and screaming at Madden and Fortnite, and pretty soon they're gonna be yelling for an ambulance of their own for their own doing. Eric, I'm getting very they angry. They want to drive an ambulance. 
tent, tent, where they're going to drive an ambulance because his name is Rafe. Yeah, maybe that would be a good parody, right? I don't know what I could do it with, Raish. Well, it's got, well, his name is Raish. Tent, See, I don't tent. know. I was going to go, go with the whole idea of Dr. Fate almost. Well, you got to have and Fate. And you got you to have Dr. Fate. Dan, dan. Yeah, you gotta have Dr. Freed. And I'm talking Khalid. There you go. And done and done, Eric. There's done. another one. That's on album six. That's on a that's a B side. Uh, I thought that that was going to be a little more exciting. Uh, the problem is, it's not that I don't have songs, because obviously Dancing Mike has hooked us up with a lot. Oh, yeah. I don't have my computer, which has a lot of the songs on it. And I'm too lazy to download them because I keep waiting. My computer's in. The Geek Squad has come through, Eric. It took about a week. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot more quick. A lot more quick. A lot more than quick. Than was supposed is. to be. That's it. A lot more quick. You know what, there? You are a moonshiner now, you Eric. Oh, now? my. <laughs> Do you believe now? Oh, yes. There we go. Yeah. So my computer will be back. I was going to go get it after work today. And I told you no. I don't need that nonsense. No, no, no. I, you know, when we're going to record, which is almost every night anyway, yeah. uh, I don't want that because even if I brought it back here and I put it in the room, I'm like, all right, I won't get to it. You know, I'll get to it because I'll, I'll, I'll get all, you know, <laughs> nervous and jerky and, and obsessed with it. And then something would go wrong. Then we, so none of that. Yeah. But you know what you do have to have? You got to have, have faith. faith. Dance, dance. There you go. See, it all works out. It works out. That is inappropriate. That is. Hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. <laughs> what are you that doing? Is I don't know. I was hitting more Hello, songs. Weird science. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, Eric, I'm tired. I'm tired of this nonsense. We're we have uh, three books in this section. Uh, one better than the next. We're going to start with Just League Odyssey number six. And it's a book that I, I don't know if anybody's a fan of the book. I mean, legitimately, this book is a wreck. It's It's been a wreck since it started. It got delayed right away because they were changing things. Stepan Sajak. Stepan Sajak. He, he, he hit the road, Jack. He said, I'm going to hit the road, Sajak. And, and got the hell out because he, he did a bunch of issues. And they told him, no, we're going to change stuff. No, He's like, not on different. my watch. He's like, what? You paid me for those issues? So, yeah, I'm out of here. So he Smell left. And then, and then with that. The book just hasn't been good. You're stuck in the ghost sector that nobody likes. The worst you're place there with the idea. Been. Yeah, you're there with the idea of, you know, dark side being there with them, but that didn't make total sense. You got this idea of they were the old gods and they that didn't make much sense. So Joshua Williamson pretty much in, in five issues ran this book into the ground, as they say in Paris. Uh and so they we found out Dan Abnett was going to jump on. And we didn't know at first if Dan Abnett was jumping on mainly because Joshua Williamson was doing the price crossover that we just talked the ending of, or if he was going to be on full time. It seems like full time. And so people got excited, said, Oh man, you know, Dan Abnett, he's classic uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That the team that he did Guardians of the Galaxy, that's pretty much the movie deal. And And so he has a pedigree with the, you know, outer space type deals. And so people were excited. Now, the problem is I was too. And I still am a bit 
The problem I have is the idea that you're not going to be able to step on a book in five. Well, I'm saying, how do you, you can't expect one issue to change things in a book that's been five issues that have meant nothing and have been a convoluted story that, you know, we're going to have to give them our normal three issues in this issue. And I'll even tell you, it's just like Odyssey number six, written by Dan Abnett, art by Carmen D.G. de Monaco, Ivan Placencia, and Anne World Design. Dan Abnett shows up to try to save the day. And while he does seem to try to get the book in order, it's still confusing and at the end of the issue not much happens i'm still going to give him three issues to prove his guardians of the galaxy pedigree is the ticket to making this better but this start wasn't the wow moment i was waiting for and i didn't read this issue and say to myself all right it's in good hands i uh, joey did it on the site he ended up reviewing it he thought that he thinks that this is showing him and that's good i'm glad that he likes it and uh, maybe a lot of people will be back on board or i can't even say back on board who was ever on board with this I mean, the, the only thing that was good about this was the announcement of the team. Yeah, and we said, boy, that's wacky. Let's cool. see what goes. These people all yeah. together out there in space and, doing justice. And it did stuff. seem right. – here's the funny thing. They announced the team and they announced the book and we thought, boy – that seems like just a bunch of characters thrown together. After five issues, we realized that was a bunch oh, of characters yeah. thrown together. There was no reason for these characters to be together. They're, they're stu- Again, they're stuck in the ghost sector with planets that were taken that were trying to get to a story here. And that's why I'm saying Dan Abnett at least is trying to go. At, basically, he is grabbing – he's going to the shit pile. He's grabbing a bunch of garbage, and he's trying to make art out of it. He's one of those artists, the trash artists. Uh, but at least he's trying – He's going to have to try. And he's kind of – and the one thing that we were talking about at work before either of us really read the issue was the idea that he was changing it to being – you know, brainiac stealing the planets, and that's not exactly a hundred percent what they weird. say. For this whole thing, where the you know this this I don't even remember what it was. Was it the uh, the point of mystery or wonder? Whatever the point was on Kalu, where all of these worlds were the ideas yeah. we had to release them. It seemed like a whole big Kalu and wide conspiracy to keep these planets. You know, well, for some here's reason, the that's thing that's do. still there. No, it says Kaluan at one point. That's the thing. There is a line that says the Kaluans kept it, but they mention brainiac. And I'm not so sure if what he's playing at is that maybe Brainiac took the planets and then the Kaluans grabbed them and they stored them because Brainiac was ousted and all these, but they didn't know what to do with them. I don't know, but there is a moment in this. There is a a narration that says the Kaluans hid the planets away. And I'm like, okay, you did say Kaluans, so you might be able to worm your way out. It does also say Brainiac, though, at points as well. Uh, So that doesn't make sense. But with this... He's trying to make sense of of, of a story that makes no sense. And and I'll give him credit. You're also going to have, you know, some things brushed aside. Some things changed a little. I'm telling you, Blackfire, she seems like she is like completely different than what we had before. I don't know what happened with the progression of this issue because we, at one point we do have almost like that earthquake that went throughout, you know, the DCU during your convergence kind of thing. And yeah, and that was when the planets disappeared. Yeah. When the the source, source yeah, when the source wall energy, like the source wall completely broken all the energy went out that, you know, perpetual was released that got rid of like the new gods. It got rid of a bunch of different goddamn things. Like I think even Themyscira at that one point was taken away, but I, I digress in that whole thing. The idea though, for this new Genesis, apocalypse all of the new gods were wiped out with this whole thing and now the idea we have dark side who was saved because i guess he was in the ghost he sector. was in the ghost sector um, that seems to be all of a sudden like i know this maelstrom and stuff like that 
it seems like all of a sudden that becomes a very important thing. Before, like, nobody was ever really saying, like, man, I'm, I'm skedaddling, smell you later. And now all of a sudden it's like, you can't because of the mouth. And that seems to be what is the barrier that would but, have kept this change of it, it, it's it's Space Jam again. It, this, dark this, side is now Michael Jordan. He's in there, so he isn't affected. But but this whole keep, thing with this energy going through, is this what destroyed Tamaran? Like, I'm telling you. Because the planet is destroyed, and she seems to think that you know Darkseid has screwed her over because now the planet's destroyed ever since this whole thing. Like, he knew it was going to happen, but I thought they were protected because they were in the maelstrom. No, I don't know. I, I think we have to – I think – but they even said – remember at one point some of these – and I think that where you're getting the idea is at the very beginning where they do say – that these planets are kind of in a weird orbit and some are hitting some of, they do mention that there's some troubles going on. Thousands are captured. Yeah, I think that that's what's causing the issues. And I think that we're seeing, and, and we even had some of the other planets kind of being, you know, kind of ripped apart and things like that. And I do think that maybe that was her deal with dark side. Like, Hey, can you protect the planet? Because these planets are all going to end up smashing into each other. They're, they're in this weird deal. I mean, basically they've been just thrown into space and they're there. So I, I can go with that again not a lot spelled out you do have a bunch of set you know recap this is Jessica Cruz you can see that they're hoping that people are going to join in here with Dan Abnett but again the story has been so convoluted and so confusing that he can't even make sense of it and then the whole Uh, idea too that Jessica's kind of a liability now because while she is technically on the team because she's a part of this whole thing because we're in this maelstrom we cannot get out she cannot locate or get to her power battery to recharge which again like, is that the dual battery with exactly. simon we never like, spelled are, that are out we dealing and, with simon bass here does he have to be there to charge yeah, something with but you? again What's going on? this is where dan Amnett jumps on and we we haven't heard anything about a you know her ring and the battery before <laughs> and in fact i mean for the most part just go with sam humphreys all she has to do is get some willpower that shit's going to be spiking she, she, she'll not only not need a battery but it'll be at seven thousand percent so this is dan again dan abnett is jumping on and he's making up some rules of how he's gonna play it it does give jessica at, at least there's something interesting about jessica now again it's been a while since we saw percentage of the rings. This is something that they rebirth and new 52, even by the end, like they, they're trying to get away from some play. It, it just goes back and forth. It's okay. So, okay, but again, but you're also, handcuffing she, your, exactly. your hero. She can't do anything now. And like, you know, she well, has 40% left and she has to pick and choose what she's going to do. And that's the with thing. At least, she, you know, she'll pick and choose. I also think that maybe this is the idea of, okay, maybe it's Dan Abbott in, in the opposite way of saying, listen, I'm not one to handcuff my heroes. And here's a little wink, wink. We're getting the fuck out of this ghost sector because nobody likes it because she's got to get out of that. And I even like the explanation because, again, he is trying to make sense of a very nonsensical five issues that Williamson wrote. So they're like, you can't get out of here. The Maelstrom, it'll stop you. It's a barrier. But, But we got in. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah, oh that's my God. basically there was the explanation. No explanation. Though. No. Yeah, I, yeah, we got lucky when we got in here. Like, we got lucky. And like bitches. I said, here's the deal. They they mentioned a couple of times with the planets of, you know, Kaluan tech. And yeah, that could be. But I can just say whatever. Let's just get on well, with this. I really wish. The whole idea that wish... Brainiac has put on this futuristic tech in order to stop Darkseid from collecting his pieces to feed to the other yeah. box so he can rebuild Apocalypse. Am I... Yeah, that's I, basically I, the whole thing. And we're I not going to get they, there's Yeah, there's the not much to talk really about here. came from. And the yeah. whole thing, too, is that, you know, we're going to go on the scavenger hunt idea that we have to go and collect all these relics and artifacts for Darkseid to go and do this somehow so we can rebuild Apocalypse. And it's Apocalypse. funny because. 
it seemed like it started out we were going to go on a scavenger hunt with these gods. Well, these saying, that's and just the, the, like we're like, done like, with know, that. We talked Let's about go. this previously. The idea, like, when did they put up these whole god thing? Because you know, like yeah. at the one point, the one Kloan didn't join to like this just happened, but they t- spell it out here that. They have been praised as gods for thousands of years, yeah. and somehow Darkseid was the one to do this to set up this whole plan to get yep, them to there. set all this. I'm like, because I have basically, no idea how and any here, of this here's makes sense. here's the basic deal: is while this was all going on, Darkseid had a plan. He seemed to have known that at some point eh, the Source Wall nonsense might happen; yeah. it would end up wiping out Apocalypse, New Genesis, blink all these people out. So he started collecting planets, or at least he. To me, he targeted planets like, okay, I'm going to use this plan. I'm going to need this. In the meantime, Brainiac and the Kaluans kind of got that word themselves like, okay, he's going to be doing this. Let's us act proactively, grab these planets and hide them from him. Unfortunately, they got released in the ghost sector. Darkseid has gone to the ghost sector to collect this. He seems to be trying to make a new apocalypse from this. Again, this doesn't make sense with what we saw in a lot of things, but this is kind of what's being spelled out. And he's now going to get these relics to join in with this other box to try to do this. And in the meantime, he's duping people, including, you know, Blackfire, stuff like that. But again, I, I this issue doesn't do a lot for me. But I think that maybe this one we have to kind of go, okay, it's not the greatest, but he's trying to do something. Let's see where this goes from from here. Because at least, you know, we have Dark said he's trying to gather some things. We have the heroes going around. If this continues for three issues and we don't get answers and it's confusing like this, then I'll be like, I'm out. You know, we'll still talk about it. Obviously, again, I keep saying we're out. We're out as yeah. fans. Then we're just reviewing and it, reading it, hoping on, it gets you know, better. We have Starfire on our team going to Tamaran to see what's going on with her missing planet where Blackfire's pretty much like you guys are a part of dark side's plan i'm gonna keep yeah. you here kill you if, if i can screw over dark side because he screwed me over and in the meantime dark side is going to another planet the aeolon with where he's fighting yeah. the anuk people the anuk he's following the anuk and to they get have a weapons relic. that can hurt her hurt yeah. him, exactly and at the point and, the, though, and that the weapons were set up by brainiac yes. there, there was these almost like a tech type uh defense system that ends up activating that can hurt dark side but again, yeah, keep going. But whole, it's but just kind of thing, thrown out there. We have our heroes now going to have to fight Blackfire and the other Tamaranians yeah. who are going to try to stop them to the screw over Darkseid. But Darkseid himself, he has got his other his new relic for the other box. But because New Genesis and, and Apocalypse are taken out, we have the anti-life carrion yeah. eaters yep. Yep. that have shown up that are supposed to show up when the new gods die. But I'm like, what does new gods dying have to do with the anti-life equation? Like they, they feed on anti-life and the idea like, like, you know, all of these new gods are dead now, but yeah. uh, the dark side, he's still alive. So now they're somehow in the, ghost sector to feed yeah. on him which the ghost sector again we were pretty much spelled out nobody can get in and out now but, but they're the lucky they could of the anti-life yeah now, they looks like they they killed dark side at the end of this yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're doing dead Abbott, but you're doing a lot of what joshua williamson was doing that's pissing I'm, me I'm off i'm telling you at least maybe we we see how the next issue is and maybe because of all this is just like i said you have to kind of explain dark side's plan which you, really you know, was you know never what spelled out called? what's that Things fall apart. Yeah, well, there you go. They but sure yeah, do. I'm, I'm telling you, though, like I said, you're going into a sixth issue, which will end the first trade, pretty much. I, I would hope that they'll just do a five issue trade if they do any trade. You have that whole deal with Dan, uh, Dan DiDio saying they're not going to, you know, 
you know, get every story isn't going to get a trade from now on. Um, but yeah, this five issues went and we really didn't get it. Like we didn't really know anything about Darkseid's plan. So we had to throw that. And we in. still have that multiversal re- key. Don't forget about the multiversal yeah, key. Yeah. We got and right he, away he ended up having Starfire feel weird. Yeah. And he ended up having to reintroduce the character. So we'll see how it goes from here. But yeah, I was, I was pretty confused and, and underwhelmed. I really was hoping we'd get more of the, I actually would have liked it if they would have just been like, just smell you later, ghost sector, you know, defend for yourself and just <laughs> all, get the hell all out of the start the guardians new. come to the rescue and help everybody yeah. out. All right, let's that, get out That's here. the other thing is what's going on with Jessica and the great, I said this last issue, what are the green lanterns and the guardians and all doing where Jessica was supposed to be in the ghost sector to watch that everything's okay and now you can't get in or out. That's no. now all of a sudden. And the idea that she can't report. Now she can't even connect to the battery, which should have other problems as well in my mind. But uh, other than that, I, I just – where are the Guardians? Where is everything? It's just happening. You're busy and, doing Grant Morrison stuff. And this book really has no reason to be around. It, no. you know. And I think that basically they might have said, listen, this Just League Odyssey, we wanted to have these three Just League books with Just League This and Just League Dark. We have some plans down the line. We, we got to make a change. Dan, you know, try to save this. And maybe he will in a couple issues. Maybe all of a sudden it will make sense. Maybe some of the things he's setting up, he's going to gradually explain in a different way and go. Um, but I would have thought that this book should have just been canceled. Now it still is selling, you know, decent amount for what it, but it's, it's going down. Each yeah. issue goes down because it's just not, and it's I not the place to I be. See that happening like more yeah, and more as it i know on. well that you're, you're gonna change because you want to change but also they're hoping plus dan abnett isn't on any you know he's on silencer yeah. but you know he's not on aquaman anymore you have to get him going so they they throw him on here but yeah I, I yeah yeah so i'm not really enjoying this what would you give it i just imagine titans over now he spent all that series not doing anything with those characters and i see to go over here and not do anything with these characters as well but i would end well up i'm hoping this. that he's forced to kind of do something here it, you know but that's his mo he ended up you know aquaman had pretty much one meandering story for two years yeah so we might get that and that's not what this book needs this book needs it, it needs an anima the, Eric is the, what it the needs. The art in this issue is okay. I think the colors yeah, I don't mind are, the are way better than the art, though. But uh, the story is just kind of garbage. I'm telling you, we have to reiterate everything that we're doing because it never made any sense. And even no. after they reiterate, it doesn't make much sense to me. And then the whole scavenger hunt aspect of Dark Side, I'm like, I hate scavenger hunt stories. And the ghost. That's sector, all this has been. I am telling even you, before. Now you have a different type. I'm giving yeah. this a four out of ten. I I'm giving it a four out of ten as well. I'm giving it a four out of ten, but I'm giving. I, I'm saying a lot of this is Joshua Williamson's garbage that started the book, and you know I'm going to give Dan Abnett a couple issues once it starts where I feel that it's his story uh, going forward. Then I'm really going to be like you know in or out. Uh, but for now, it's a four, but just because it wasn't that great. But I, I'm not saying it's Dan Abnett's fault. He, he is given not much to go with, and no. he's trying. So we'll go from there. We're going to go to another book, though. Then I, I have to stop. I mean, I always say it at the beginning. Whenever we talk Wonder Woman, I always start with this whole thing about how I love G. Willow Wilson oh, and how I got to keep it. I, not anymore. Not on this book. There are things. And, and DC seems to and now i can't say that g will wilson doesn't seem like she would be great on wonder woman then that seems like from what i've read of her books and things like that seems like a perfect fit but dc seems to have really bad luck with grabbing people who are not good for a book 
and I don't know what's going on in this very book. Bad luck with Wonder Woman in general. Well, I'm just saying. Also, you have you know Flash that hasn't been really like to us. A lot of people love the Williamson Flash, but we don't really enjoy that. We're not really enjoying Tom King's take on Batman. It's a lot of these characters. Like uh, say, this we're not one, though, really enjoying it. No, we hate it. Is what we do. Well, I'm saying, well, yeah, but you know, a lot of other people are enjoying it. So this is just us personally. But boy, she doesn't seem to know what to do with this book. She doesn't seem to have like y- you get a big. Name name on wonder woman and it seems like that's where it beginning and ended the plan hey let's get g willow wilson on wonder woman hey you want to be on wonder woman yeah all right you're on it and now we'll figure out a story because these stories are nothing i mean there is nothing intriguing to me there's nothing that makes me if i was buying this go from one issue to the next and want to keep reading i, you, I this would be off my pull intriguing part of this issue is to me aphrodite's costume What's changes it? throughout I'm going to wear yeah, a bikini yeah, and I'm going to okay. wear this yeah. over here. Like, I'm telling you, I, really I mean, she's she, going to start hitting on Steve Trevor out of nowhere. I but think I never she is. I actually think she is still. I, I really do. When she starts out with how much of your time do you spend waiting for? I actually think this is a setup for her to start hitting. And then her hair is it's glowing. Aaron. I know. She's I using was, she's, she's using the horse shampoo, like, but which is weird go too, though. To find her son now. So she's not going to be around well, Steve later. Wonder Woman's, you know, hair starts sparkling as well. It's weird. Uh, you know, and I like the art enough, but I'll, I'll get into the stats here. It is Wonder Woman number 65 written by G. Will Wilson. Our team is Jesus Moran. Andy Owens, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Pat Brousseau. I have not been enjoying G. Willow Wilson's run on Wonder Woman so far, and this issue throws in some confusing and forced situations. On top of more of this political angle that I have not enjoyed, I keep hoping this will get better, and it keeps not getting better. And that's my biggest problem. This issue, here's the best I can say about this issue. I didn't get angry. It's just there. There's nothing that entices me. It it doesn't excite me. Yeah, I'm saying, though, it doesn't excite me either way. I don't get fully angry. There's four situations where I'm like, how the hell did she like out of nowhere? She just flies and finds one cave. (laughs) Nemesis must be in here. And and Nemesis isn't. You know, she's right. So what are you going to say? Uh, but even at the beginning, you have this whole thing of like, there's Wonder Woman. She ended up last like flying up in the sky. I'm all alone. Now she's going, and it's this whole thing of like, oh, no, now that Ares said that he killed himself, that means that Themyscira and Olympus are off the map, and I don't know this and that and all that. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're getting at. And really, you're confusing the whole thing with Themyscira and Olympus. Still, that seems to be what they're going with anyway. But then she's just like, hey, Aphrodite, I'm going to go find, you know, what's this nemesis? I think that this is that she's controlling uh, what's her name? Veronica Freaking Kale. Uh, Veronica Kale, and not the other way around. Because at the beginning, you have the news that we report, like, "Oh, here we go, Veronica Kale. She's suing Wonder Woman, and this might lead to, uh, you know, more actions against the superheroes." Nobody likes this. This is an idea that has been tried over and over and over and over, including Civil War, which was the biggest one, but even recently with Priest Run and Justice League. Nobody wants to see their heroes now, on trial for being heroes. It's just even not this the whole case. Thing where if you want to get past the whole thing where nobody likes that whole scenario the way it's described through this news broadcast, suing and stuff i'm saying she's suing wonder woman but kale has called for costume heroes to be regulated like other businesses and claims that wonder woman broke the law by interfering with her own business venture 
Yeah. You mean you mean that giant crater in the ground that killed a bunch yeah, of people? Yeah, the, the that weird seemed thing like is, that's is where Nemesis came down she, and hit the ground. She's, yeah, she's trying to make it seem as if her vent that basically you're going with the idea that fighting crime as a costume hero is a business. And what Veronica Kell's trying to say is Nemesis was her employee trying to fight crime. What? But that's not what happens. No. This isn't what how this thing works anyway. It's not like all of a sudden they're like, all right, let's punch in the clock. Wait a minute. What's that? You, you got, this is your territory? Well, I deliver papers here. That means that I could do this. Like, it, it's nonsense. And she goes in. Everybody saw that it was not, like, what were they doing? At the end of this, where you have this whole idea, please think it out. Because by the end, w- when this crater is cleared, Nemesis and Wonder Woman come out. What What's in the crater? Where is Veronica Kell going to say, well, we were fighting this entity? Or do, there's nothing there. There's nothing there because the crater was caused by Nemesis. Nemesis. It was caused by Nemesis. So there isn't – it's not like you had a dupe where if Veronica Kale was as smart as she is and should be, she is pretty much to the Wonder Woman book, the female Lex Luthor. She should have had two people involved, Nemesis and then maybe – you know, major force, somebody that she's controlling <laughs> or nemesis is controlling. That's also in there that they're, you know, play fighting until Wonder Woman comes and disrupts it. Now you have a point, but not really, but at least you have something where when the smoke clears, Wonder Woman did stop nemesis from doing something that you're calling out, but you don't have that. that yeah, Wonder matter. Woman went she in. She stopped wh- the giant spider lady. That should be enough for the Well, public. and that's nemesis. But that's the problem is that's what she's suing. The spider lady is why they're suing oh, because no. Wonder Woman stopped the spider lady who was the employee of Veronica Kale. They need another party. You need a third party that is the bad guy or girl that was fighting. This doesn't make sense. Wonder Woman went in there because a crater was made, probably killed 10 people, and she went in to stop when them was attacked that people saw it this was not under cover of the night it was in the middle of the day you had police officers there now if you took if you showed me and set it up that nemesis controlled them as well to get mad at wonder woman you had now you're starting to have something still not a lot you didn't get that that that's the problem with g willow wilson and this is where john wayne he reviews this on the site he loves G. Willow Wilson. He's struggling too. And I think he'd agree. The problem is, is this idea of politics without setup. We had the first arc where you had a quote civil war at one point, then it seemed to be an invasion, whatever it was, but you didn't set up either side ever. So when you get to the resolution, it made no sense and it just kind of happened. Well, even in this and issue, then, they even say that Ares caused that civil war. I thought it was yeah, going on. Ares yeah, was and, and fire. So you are, yeah, you, you're not setting up your ideas properly you're not getting us on board with you see like this should be that veronica kale has such a devious and clever plan now in the meantime it is nemesis you know going with veronica kale and and controlling her but still you should have a plan that really makes wonder woman look guilty of something then we have you know now we have a, a plan now we have something going on it's just there to be there. And it's also just the there idea to say then this. That we have to stop what we're doing then because we have to take care of this Veronica Kale thing because not because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's waiting in the idea that her daughter's missing, Themyscira, yeah. all the yeah. gods have disappeared. But the idea is I need to do all this stuff and not have to worry about a court date. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> she, really? So basically Wonder Woman's like, huh, something smells fishy. Let's go find the first cave that we find. Boy, this looks scary. It does. Oh I mean, it's a crazy even this cave. Idea here, like for some reason, I, I guess it was maybe meant to be like this, but 
for all we know at this point, Nemesis has been chained up by Veronica Kale. Yes. Veronica Kale is controlling Nemesis. She's under her employee, to, as, as far as we know. So the idea that I'm going to fly around, find the first scary Kale I can, and swear up and down that Nemesis and I has love to it. be here. And I love it, too. Nemesis yeah. is in control of Veronica Kale. Yeah, there it is. So, you know, every and what? also, I love the idea that she's like, huh, let's see if Nemesis is here. Oh, man, because Nemesis goes and people want revenge. People want to bully people. I love that the one trophy is a school picture that says Nikki is a fathead. No, I <laughs> want to say a fat hog. Yeah, I think I like fathead, but fat hog is better. But even that, that's there. Wonder Woman's like, oh, it's like it's like the, the guy in that infomercial where he's using the the uh, the Q-tip in his ear. Ah, she and drops it. Ugh. Even this picture, though, she finds a nemesis because I'm telling you, for some reason, nemesis takes trophies of the life she's ruined through her bites yeah. now. But the whole idea where there's this picture of Nikki, and her eyes are etched out on this yeah. photograph. And I swear to God, before I like realized what it was, I'm like, why, why do they got a picture of Wonder Girl here? Yeah, <laughs> like, I actually, for some reason, I thought it was Veronica Kale. <laughs> like, why is Veronica? What is that early picture of Veronica? Oh, Nikki's a fat hog. All right, I'll go with it. And whatever. I don't know Nikki from from oh, Adam. Maybe she is. Nikki. Maybe maybe the girl. You know, she runs right to the fridge. I don't know, Eric. You know, I'm not here How to judge. You? What is it's wrong a judgment free zone. This this. Uh, I just and then you have the idea. The nemesis goes bites Wonder Woman. She gets the poison in her. She starts sparkling like a Aphrodite right. earlier. Is, does that mean that well, Aphrodite is under control? Because it doesn't seem to be, but it, it just seems was like weird. Whenever you see a godlike power yeah. going on, like Aphrodite's it's love weird, is sparkling though. her. You know and what then, I'm saying, though? No, no, it's a weird, weird kind of deal. Wonder Woman immediately has rage for the idea that Ares yeah. has destroyed her, but then immediately shakes it off right shakes after. Shakes it like, off. Well, I guess Nemesis ain't shit. Yeah, she isn't. She shakes it off and then says, oh, you know what? You biting me, that proves that you're the one, you know, with you, you're Smell controlling you Veronica. Smell you later. I'm going to go talk to Veronica, who's in the middle of a press conference and just like, yep, I'm going to go after all of these, you know, things. They're going to have and to then, pay taxes. And then and this they, whole thing, too, or this forced idea that the American people or the media in general are idiots, where we're talking about yeah. this whole big, you know, crisis situation with, you know, vigilantes, capes, crusaders, yep. whatever, though. And then the whole... Miss Kale, can you tell us about your bold new vision to support alternative media? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what was that? That's and a, then she's like, you know what? Yeah, I don't like the regular press. So so I love this too. It's like, I don't like the regular press. So we're going to make alternative press, but wait for the press release. Uh, my, my. And also, even well, that, it was it's, it started at the beginning too, where you have the talking heads talking about this whole thing. And the guy ends with, yep, wait for live coverage and commentary from your favorite know-it-alls. I'm like, okay, you're just bashing the. I, I don't know what you're getting at. This, it's not interesting, but yeah, like, I, out I of don't nowhere, know what you're trying to reach here with these different points. But you gotta, you gotta take all your ideas and make this. Put one idea in the and whole make story. It if, you, work. if you've got some gears, you got your grinding here. Just do one thing at a time. Yeah. Don't throw everything that you're upset about all throughout because it doesn't lead to an interesting issue. It leads to a mess. Yeah, I'm proud to announce I'm putting five million in seed money into Iniquity Media, funding reportage beholden to the truth instead of the corporate interest. Again, what? this seems like we're going to start going, and you know, this will trigger Dancing Mike, but I'd agree with them. This is going to end up being. You, that's fake news. And I don't need that nonsense. No. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, Give neither does Mike. He doesn't need them God to, because it. basically it looks like that's what she's setting up. You know, whichever side of the fence you lie on, 
with that, but it's just to set up this crazy media thing and all. I don't need this. This again, if you're going to do a book that has politics, make it smart politics, make it mean something, and not just this. I'm just going to throw this out there because, like you said, I got my grind gears to grind. Hey, what is this, Andy Rooney? You know what I don't like the press. <laughs> I kind of wish it was like, Andy Rooney. Doesn't anybody read newspapers anymore? No. You know what I don't like? People don't dress up to go on airplanes anymore. I'm gonna, put the, bit, I'm gonna put We're that in a thing. Sake. You know what I don't like? I wish that I could smoke in the movie theater. Yeah, uh, tell yeah, me about right. It, Andy. You know what? You know what I hate? People who say they're gonna go out for a smoke and they're actually vaping. I call them douchebags. You go <laughs> right. You got that. But no, the, the, like you said, she has these axes to grind and just forces them in here. And so you have Wonder Woman go off to Veronica Kell and she they're yelling and it's like, you know, I hate you, Wonder Woman. My my daughter. Also, if you remember, Greg Rucka, it was a fine line between the idea of her loving her daughter, but also hating the idea that it seemed like Wonder Woman and these gods had duped her or yeah. got one over. It wasn't exactly a hundred percent love there was a lot of other things that that's what made it interesting because throughout that run of greg ruckus you weren't really sure if she was just embarrassed about her daughter or was she really and by the end you saw that she did have a lot of feelings for her. and it was a nice moment where veronica kell kind of became more of a character that this is just like hey i hate you my my daughter's gonna Give me a hug. All and right, I love thing. you. It seems to break Nemesis' spell of rage and hugs. hate. Like, hugs. Hugs. Hugs, yep, hugs. hugs help, Jim. And the whole yeah. idea is like, look, Veronica, I promise I'm going to search everywhere I can on this earth to find out if Themyscira yeah. is still a thing. And I like find that part. I actually like that. I, I like that part until I realized, oh, my God, it's a scavenger hunt. Because the whole yeah, idea, it we is go a scavenger to, hunt. And not only that, we have – there are yeah, times Aphrodite of the essence. join in. We have to find Themyscira because the gods and, and Olympus, obviously, because the gods being on Earth, it yeah. is fucking things up. Nemesis is making it, people it's, hate. Yeah, it's messing you know, things like, up. Uh, Ares has started a Ares. civil war that somehow, but the whole thing it is almost like, seems right, to I also must... be ca- causing like uh, even like uh, you know some sort of uh, incongruence with the time. Shit. Like everything's getting messed up with but them so being like, there. Look, like time they're not is supposed of the to essence, be. Aphrodite. I must go on this quest. Okay, I must go with you because I need to find my boy before we go on and do anything. Uh, Eros? No, no, my other no, boy. No, my older Atlantis. Ch- yeah. I mean, what? this is the thing. Like out of nowhere, she's like, no, no, another one. Yeah, he. I left him at a soccer game. I didn't pick his ass up. I got to go find him. He's probably pissed. I know. You have all this, and Time not is even of like the essence. But I now love we too, have to too. go and search for her son before yeah. we go to this other thing. Even and I love the, the idea essence. too. Is that Wonder Woman like never even look at the look at the blank stare that Wonder Woman is giving her at that point? Like really? Like I'm telling you, she's like really. That's what you're talking about. And like, at least have Wonder Woman go like why. What is this going to benefit us? Well, it's my son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, please. We don't need this. Also, I like uh, with Veronica Kell, too, the whole deal. You mentioned it earlier. I just want to bring it up again. Really, Wonder Woman hugs her and tries to resolve this because I ain't got no time to go to court. That's all it is. It basically turns into a... Yeah, I don't really want to spend time in court. Look, look, I, I don't got time to deal with this nonsense. I don't so. really have an ID. I'm not, I'm not going to go well up, there. I have to say I can't do it anymore. We have to immediately get out of this thing that was just set up now because I don't yeah, have and, time. And again, so I'm so glad that we talked about and, it. And the best what? is if you know that if we went to court, all G. Willow Wilson's going to do is have Wonder Woman walk in, wrap that damn lasso around her, say something and leave. There's the truth. 
Sayonara and leave. I don't but think luckily, the last word truth that. holds up in a court of law. Jim. I don't know. They've had some. They've either. had some things with that though. That they actually, uh, I believe that they even used that. What was it? A story recently that where they were going to try to use that, but even so, Aphrodite's going. And then out of nowhere, hey Aphrodite, can you fly? Uh, no, but uh, but I can make a swan. The, that, that's all I. Swan that I, can I, I just want Wonder of. Woman to say, "Let's go." That that's all I'm asking you. God I'm not asking if you're going to flap your own goddamn wings and fly here. And you know, I'm not uh, you know singing. You know, I believe I can fly. I'm asking you, do I have to grab you and, and fly with you, a la Batman and Superman, or do you have your own way of getting places? Oh, I got the swan. All right, please, How is let's this go. Book a mess already. It's a mess. It's a real mess, and and I like the art somewhat. So do I. Some some pages look great. Some panels look is, great. I some like kind of get Rami a little off. Fajardo Junior's colors. Usually. I love his colors. Usually muted out though. Well, here. here's like, the thing. Just dull. You know what's weird is the book looks really good to me until you go in that cave. And then the, in that cave, even like Nemesis, at one point I thought Nemesis was some goddamn clown with, with like a, a balloon head. Like one of those things with the balloon. Uh, you know, Pennywise all of a sudden? I don't know. It just was weird. It, it really took a I, I dive there. I just know there. what this clown with a balloon head is you're thinking of. No, I'm thinking more of those inflatable things that they have at the car sale. Okay, like the know. car. Like, yeah, you know those things. That's what it looked like. You know, the, the, <laughs> Clowns with the balloon head. Clowns with the balloon head. <laughs> what the heck am I? These books are getting to me. My my brain is eroding. Oh, you make me laugh. You do. <laughs> but what would you give? Four point five out of ten. Uh, I'm, just, I'm giving it a fuck you five. I, I have to. I, I really I'm do bringing enjoy it back. Jesus this is the art. thing. I, I, I like it. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm bringing it back. We've been too nice with these. Yeah, five, but not an fu five. No, no, no. It's back. It's back, baby. Fuck you. We're back in business. (laughs) I'm back in town. Uh, F you and F you all. Yeah, and this is a, a run that I was looking so forward I know. to. I thought I, that I'm this was going to be a good uh, Wonder Woman run because while I wasn't a fan of everything that Greg Rucka did, he that was the best Wonder Woman run that we've had. It's, since it's almost then. like the big joke about you know Taylor Swift is she's always writing you know songs about boyfriends yeah. dissing her and things like. Please, everybody around G Will Wilson, don't don't trigger her. It's going to end up in this book. Something, something happens. Oh, man. Turns on the t- I don't like this news show. All right. Let's get to right. Yep. I'm making alternative. Please don't cut her off or anything. Or something's going to go wrong here. Uh, what are we going to end this section with, Eric? We're going to end this with Freedom Fighters number three, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Eddie Barros, Eber Ferreira, Adriana Lucas, and... And World Designs. And World Designs. Who are the Freedom Fighters and what are their individual motivations? Well, it looks like that's maybe a running theme going through as we watch Black Condor take out some ratsy jets while also learning a little bit about the hero as he does it. Hopefully they won't get too cocky, though, because the Ratsies are about to turn up the heat on them by bringing Adolf Hitler III into the game. Oh, the Ratsies. Yeah, there's not much to talk hey. about here. I don't I don't hate this issue. It's just that not a lot happens. It's a lot You're setting up some characters. You're setting exactly. things on a on a it's chessboard n- it's type not deal. It's bad to a degree as the last issue in my mind just because that was just an over the top fight scene to show you how bad yeah. the freedom fighters are. Now we're, you know, having an over the top fight scene. It's not as long thankfully, but while we're doing that, we are getting some information about who these people are, pretty much this Phantom Lady and, you know, uh Black Condor, but yeah. the idea as well what they're doing to write up the ratsies and get people back on board with the idea of america and cachet he, and he's there and cachet. uh cachet he he's the big part there 
Yeah, and the blue tracer. Uh, but yeah, really, there's a lot of things set up. I mean, really, we're waiting for this whole deal. We're at issue three. Yeah. Uh, we want Uncle Sam back. That's basically it. And, and in my mind, this has put the, you know, you're you're stepping on the gas now to do that because you even start, you know, with Hitler back in the day. Like, you know, hey, Papa. When Hitler Bon Jovi died, isn't yeah. here, Papa. He's there. And Hitler's watching. There. Hitler's watching, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the celebration that yeah, they have, the one, national you know, the holiday. Day from when they killed the, the great butters. victory. Yeah, yeah. So he's watching that. Papa, the TV Papa. And uh, you have Hitler there and he's like, yeah, you know, did, did you get to Uncle Sam's yet? This, this is straight up Hitler. You've Papa. heard some Hitler right yeah. you get that papa. there uncle sam's yet but the plastic men said that we don't need to but get papa, the uncle sam's papa papa bon jovi <laughs> isn't here papa uh and he's like no it's it you, you get this whole deal and i like this setup at the very beginning and nothing and, inspires americans more than living on a prayer papa <laughs> man hey i want him dead or alive please oh. you know lay your hands on me you, you end up with glory you end up with some things that's just well that is Bon Jovi, but just yeah. him by himself. Yeah, you, you have there where uh he's just says, and I like the setup of how important Uncle Sam is. We know it, but I yeah. like seeing in the book where he basically says, Until Uncle Sam is dead, this whole thing isn't done. You know, that the American spirit will that still be there. guy is the spirit of America. We need to kill that spirit of America if we're ever going to win completely. And this this is one of my favorite things. I, I've often told you that one of my favorite things in any sort of literature, especially comics or movies, stuff like that, is the idea of biting down the cyanide tooth, right? That's one of my favorites. But <laughs> yes. one of my one of my other favorites is the idea of anytime someone who is a leader, a president, Fuhrer here dying and then them saying like oh no the Fuhrer is dead hail the Fuhrer I love long that I love, oh, yeah. I love it like the king is dead long live the king <laughs> makes me smile because Adolf Hitler time. Jr. he was not ready for that responsibility and, and, and you know what I actually like the way this is played out because this isn't like the idea he you know you think in your mind number one he isn't ready for it so okay I'm going with the idea that these rats he's may not be you know, the, the have the best leadership because he's not ready. He doesn't, and he doesn't seem to be like, all right, my time is calm. I mean, so I, I actually like that more than if, you know, we found out that he killed Hitler, oh, which yeah. maybe, but you know what I mean? He seemed to love his dad and now his dad's dead and he is thrust into this power and position. And almost to the thing where he has to take up like this mantle, like even if he was more yeah. of a passion, like a it's passive like, kind of guy, but he like, has to put on the Hitler persona to yeah, be it's the like Kim Jong Il and Kim yeah. Jong-un, you know, you have these things where all of a sudden they do have to go this persona of this. And, and I like that. I actually like the idea that it does show little cracks that, you know, you don't really. It, it, it I thought it was very subtle the way yeah. he did. It. I just like that whole idea that it didn't seem like he wanted to be in. It was a bunch of pages that really didn't seem to matter. But there was a, a bit of stuff going on. Yeah, there I like the it. death of Adolf Hitler and the rise of Adolf Hitler. Jr. And, and him Hitler. basically saying in his last dying breath to his son. You you know you got to kill Uncle Sam, Sam. and so okay, that Papa. is like this has to be like the one thing that he wants no, to do. You, you know now that, that the Freedom Fighters have come back and they're yeah. trying to resurrect Uncle Sam. It's like Papa was right, Papa. <laughs> I really like that beginning. Uh, but then again, then you go into this whole deal where you are gradually 
starting to, you know, there's Black Count, Condor, there's Phantom Girl and, and Phantom Lady. And, and the way these things are, there it is a little bit of filler. You know, you're, you're getting a little is, bit I of stuff. I wish it would have been done a little bit better. It is very subtle for how they want to give you the backstory. I just don't feel that it was enough the idea that, you know, Black Condor is upset because of, you know, he, he had to leave everyone behind because the, the, yeah. like, the people of color were like – like put in they're ghettos put in, put they're in, hunted around in the ghetto and yeah, exactly and they're put in like labor camps slave labor camps and the whole idea is that while he's on the team with phantom lady he like you know thinks he's had it worse than everybody else which he has because phantom lady she comes from a, a family where her father was a big deal lawyer who wrote the laws to put the people in yeah, the ghettos yeah. and stuff like this. yeah it's crazy so it, she was a woman like of means that. in this whole fucked up world but she decided to walk away from that to it do just the right takes thing. too long though there's there's just a little too much and then he goes off and he wants to free and she has the best point in this whole issue where he says i'm gonna go in these ghettos and i'm gonna free these people and phantom lady's like listen you, you gotta slow your role here they're gonna be free there's no place for them to go free yeah we have to you know we have to stop the ratsies that's our main goal yes while we're doing this it's a shame that there's gonna be people who probably die while this is going on there's gonna be people who have the worst lives for the next two months but the main goal is to stop this whole thing not to just free a couple people that won't have anywhere to go then and i i really like that that was well set up the problem is is with this issue and the last issue as we go and you do have black condor going off you do have cachet in their under they're in a uh, lake michigan under right. lake michigan and their whole you know underground lay, underwater lay the, the blue tracer and i like that but by the end with this whole thing where he's going and he's taking down some rats well, they're trying to do this, this uh, like you know uh, action scene of the book takes way too long for what it is because the whole yes. idea is black condor has to go by this air base in order to have a signal that allows them to like backtrack to hack into their signal and then they realize what they're doing so they end up shooting at him with this whole thing but it takes way too long for the idea that we're pretty much hacking the ratsy you know like uh like uh signal to be able to like get into the computer tech signal deal and with that though my biggest complaint is that this seems like already that we're going to get one of those you know deals where you're going to get 12 issues it's a maxi series and maybe we didn't need that many that you're already having a couple issues with a lot of filler to try to pad out i'm still enjoying it but uh not a lot of it's not selling well i can't believe how bad the sales are for this it really took me by surprise because well, freedom fighters for some reason it just really struck me as like man it's gonna be the big hot book that everyone's gonna be talking about for it how seemed, little is going on cool, in the normal right? dcu I mean, well it's earth x i'm like well that's something new something different and like uh, the idea yeah. of the freedom fighters nobody's is a cool jumping concept. on nobody cares it is I'm telling you, we like it. You love anything with Nazis in it, so I knew you were right for it. (laughs) But even (laughs) so, we we I I think that because we're doing all these books and we're reading every book that comes out, we're talking about them. Something off the wall like this does intrigue us a little, so it it gives us something neat. I don't think regular people who are putting their money down each week are going to drop, say, a Batman or a Superman to get this. Or, you know, whatever. Especially now at this point where, you know, say they don't even know who the Freedom Fighters are from Earth X, and you get introduced to not only these characters, but new versions of these characters, the human bomb black. And they're not getting, and this is the first issue where we really got any information about the Freedom Fighters. But, you know, Marcus Robbins is the black condor phantom lady. 
Those are two people that we know, uh, like some stuff about now. We don't even know Phantom Lady's real I mean, name really, at this point. W- one of the the most known characters in this book is Jesse Owens. I don't even know if anybody knows who that is anymore. <laughs> and people don't care. And, and also the idea, and I, we we ended up having some technical difficulties yeah. at the end here, so I, I don't really know what we have said or hadn't said or what was getting all mixed up. But my thing was, if I did say this already, I'll have to edit it up. But uh, yeah. I'm not getting a wow moment each issue. I'm not getting this idea where it's something. And I think this is what this book needs. You have a setup for it. I mean, legitimately, the characters and the Ratsies and all this, this is wacky, wild stuff, as they used to say. Uh, Johnny Carson would say stuff like that, Eric. But uh, And people don't know who he is. But no. at the end, I need to be able to go to somebody and say, oh, man. You got to get on this Freedom Fighters. In this issue, this happened. And we're not getting that. We're not getting like what we think is a problem a lot of times with like alt futures and, you know, Elseworld stories is not having the fun that you need to have. And right now, this book, while I do like it, it, it seems like there's a bunch of missed opportunities already. And we're only on a couple issues. So I can't say that it's going to not change. But you're 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 dealing with a lot of cool things. Now, this does happen by the end where they're talking about where you do have cachet has, you know, broken in and they're playing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, no, they're the playing American God bless America on. with or the God, American okay, flag yeah. going through yeah. all the Nazis so, networks and stuff like that. So it's really to stick it until yeah. at this point, so they're really, getting the message really out there to it. try to bring, yeah. them, you know, Uncle Sam back. So the, the idea. The, OK, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say the the name drop of the Overman. There's the cool deal. That got me but excited. That's not, but that's not exciting for me to tell just a guy at a, at a shop. You know, and the me saying, I mean, even we like the, you know, the plastic men, you know, yeah, the Nazi the plastic, plastic men. Plastic SS men, all right, you're at this comic. Well, what's cool about? Well, there's plastic men. They're the SS. This isn't something that's going to grab well, people. Well, what's cool about go, that? They spell plastic yeah. with two S's. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Get it? <laughs> get it? It's the SS. And and there's you know and oh you know it's it's Hitler's son and uh, you know it, oh, it's not Hitler's son's son. And this is one part of the issue where they talk about the idea of like we need to take down the freedom fighters so they don't bring back Uncle Sam and all this other stuff. Why aren't the plastic men getting on top of this? If they don't, I'm going to have to bring the overman. And I don't want to do that. I want the people to see that we can handle this without the overman. But yeah. if like, you know, the, this thing really threw me off the end. I don't need stable. I need an explosion to snuff this fire. And if there's one thing my son is good for, it's, it's exploding. And I started thinking it's like, yeah. you trying to say the new human bomb is Adolf Hitler yeah. III, but we see it at the end. It just looks like he's just, it's like a James Gordon Jr. He just looks to like a degree. He's psycho. A, I'm telling you, this guy is a psycho who has this, this person stretched out with chains on the hooks and stuff yeah. like that, you know, all throughout the skin. But I don't know almost, why it looks like a Robin. For, and I can't even say, I don't know why it looked like that to me. Just the way the eyes were. And what, but what, it's, what it's do you weird say? for some reason, whatever, like, because the smock that he's wearing to torture this person, Adolf Hitler the Third, who they call Addy, which I kind of like, but uh, yeah, I, it really threw me off because I thought this was the human bomb costume. Like, yeah. what are yeah. they saying here? But no, I think he's just a psychopath along the lines yeah, of like Spawn's Billy Kincaid. Yeah, and we'll go over the top to do anything. Now, the the other thing that gets me is you have this whole deal and you have this setup. You have the freedom fighters. And, you know, this is the whole, you know, the Nazis, the Ratsies have taken over America. You have Adolf Hitler's son. You have all these. It's a weird deal that I think that I would have pushed the angle because, you know, when Hitler came to power and, and during World War II and all this stuff, he, he didn't like anybody with, uh, you know, he didn't like 
anybody who was different. You know what I mean? Not just the Jewish people, but also he didn't like anybody that was, you know, mentally challenged. Like they, they rounded up the gypsies. They round, but it, it oh, seems like yeah. this. And I, I'm saying like even anybody with deformities and stuff like that. It, it's odd that you're not pushing that idea that superheroes and metahumans are, you know, they're an abomination and they're not the right. master race. You're not getting much of a master race angle in this. You're not like it, it's weird. It's like the the Ratsies the way he's doing this, the Nazis are bad because they're Nazis and we're not going to get much into it. And I I would have liked that to scope out the world a little better to see. Yeah. They rounded up, uh, you know, the African-Americans and put them in a ghetto. But other than that, what else is going on? You know, where are the other, are the metahumans that would have been around at this point, you know, that we would know, have they been all eradicated because I I do want to see if this does pick up after the mastermen of multiversity, which is supposed to be a spiritual successor to that yeah. one at the end of that uncle sam you know crashed down a ship into metropolis and destroyed it because it yeah. was overman's like you know home kind of thing like he, this is how far the, uh, uncle sam was willing to go to take back his country and that's where, destroy that's where i city. wanted to see and one of the classics of the deal of these people I mean, not not even just hitler is the idea of People who are that's you know a, a Jewish guy who hates Jewish people and, and stuff. So using you know Plastic Man in a world where the Nazis hate metahumans, I thought that that would be a cool angle of you know why are they doing that? And even when he says, "Oh no no, we're not using the Overmen yet," I would have liked that to have been more pressed that it, they don't want to because he hates metahumans or he hates this. But all in all, a lot of these characters aren't even you know they are well, metahumans. Even that, you know, lot, but if you go just back to that the angle. Wasn't there. Hitler in that saw, you know, uh, Kal-El when he crashed down to Earth. So like, no. He saw this child as the Ubermensch that he would no. always envision for no. everybody, kind of thing, you know. And so, like that, that was the perfect man. That was their Overman. So again, like, so though, they, we know that, but it's not set up in this book either. No, so not, you know, you could even go the with the Overman. Yeah. That's it. And when you say that, you could even go with the idea that we're going to find out that you know, you know, Hitler Junior. He he doesn't like Overman because Adolf looked at him him as the perfect son and Maybe. you know you might have that sort we of could get that. i don't know but i'd like more I, i'm telling you it's weird to i'm gonna use your deal uh, i'd like to see more nazis uh, and not even just <laughs> what i want to see uh, yeah i want to see what they're about i want to see what this world is more like well, Jim, because you we're just getting... go and read a book huh well no i'm saying <laughs> you, you have this freedom fighters who I are know. fighting against the atrocities but the atrocities are we're getting bits and pieces of them when I want to, you know, I don't want to just rely on, well, they're well, Nazis. You want to so know bad. what the world of today looks like with a Nazi ruled America for yeah, the last 70 that's years. That's the cool things about this. The, the cool thing about an alt future and an alt history timeline is to see the differences and stuff. And, you know, that sort of deal. It's like if you go to France, Eric, they don't have a quarter pounder. <laughs> They, they don't got? they don't have the they got the metric system, you know, so they don't have that. What's but, it called, you know, Jim? I can't even remember now. It's a Royale with cheese. Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Royale with cheese. I haven't seen it in a while. I, I'm so they call it a Whopper, Eric. They, they I don't know. I don't get Bird King. Le Big Mac, Eric. But no, <laughs> with, with the whole deal. Uh, I'm not. It seems so isolated. It seems it so just right there, and I need a little more like, now. Pretty with the much, whole we, we do want to. Okay. We do want to see the interesting aspects of what this world should look like after the differences yeah. that we saw. But all we have are pretty much normal things you would see, where instead of you know normal people are there, it's just rat- Nazis instead, and that's the only yeah. difference you're getting. Is like yeah. okay, and this that's is what here, I think he's. It's not. He's relying too much on. 
Nazis. I mean, I'm telling you, it's almost like the, well, he's Batman in the Batman thing when things go wrong here. It seems like that is the be all end all. Well, what about this world? How do we know it's bad? Nazis. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll go with it because they, you know, they're the classic. Listen, that villains. first and second issue, we had that giant war machine bozo. Yeah, thing let's, they that's, that. that was cool. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I, that's the sort of thing that I think I need more. Went I on need a more bit too of the long, world. But it was cool. Yeah. Well, I, it's weird. I need kind of a, a, you know, an even keel, both world and character. I get you. And right now, We're not getting it's, either. It's, it's, no, it, it's weird. I'm yeah, still enjoying you're, myself you're because I am this too. is a cool at, premise that I'm interested yeah, in. I gave this issue a seven out of ten because of that and the idea that I also what are you love pushing me to my score? Listen to you. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking at your key? Look, tapping I just on don't the watch. Want you to, what are you going I out to drink you to tonight tell or everybody something? How much you want more Nazis? Okay, I'm trying to look out for you. I'm just trying to get on board with what you said back in the, you know back in the day. <laughs> I, I want to be an Eric Shea. I don't, when you don't said that, that when you said that I, 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 I said just I need thought, more Hitler. I thought someday. Yeah, actually, I think that I need more Hitler is way worse than I need more Nazis, possibly. I don't know. They're both bad. Um, but yeah, I, I just need something more. I, I just don't want to get through 12 issues. You have the space. Explore it. Don't get to the end. And then all of a sudden we're like, boy, 12 issues and you really didn't scratch the surface. I, I'm really worried about that, even though it's only three issues. But yeah. it, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's kind of his M.O. I've been saying M.O. a lot tonight. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of the Venditti M.O. He likes to take his time. Sometimes I, I don't like to take my time. You know, maybe lovemaking, Eric. I, I, I'm one to take some time. But when I want a story, I need to get in there, right? I need to get in there deep. Freaking right up to my elbow, I need to get in there. Right? Are you with me? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I, I like the premise, like you said. It's still carrying me on uh, throughout, but I, I do need some, you know, more. So there you go. There yeah. you go. I hope that I hope I can splice this together. They got the deck to splice it, Mr. Kent. Is that what he says? Isn't, there, isn't he saying that? Did no, I displace no, it? You, no. got the, you got the pillowcase? What's that with the Nazis, Mr. Kent? There you go. I don't know there what is go. with the Nazis, Jimmy. I don't know. I don't that know. That is inappropriate. That I'm is angry inappropriate. About that. You shouldn't say that. We're going to go off now to some more mail. I hope we don't have any more snafus. At Me one too. point, we were recording, and I went on what would have sounded like an insane tirade because I was waiting they if got you that could anyway. You lost the you lost connection. And I just I didn't know because it didn't really tell me that you just shut up. And really, when does that happen? And and so I'm going. It might have been five minutes of me just yapping and not even. And I'm like, by now, you usually will say something. I know that I talk over you all the time, but by now you would have tried to get in. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck happened? I just stopped. (laughs) And then you did try to come back. Oh, it was a disaster. All right. So there you go. Behind the scenes. That's how you that's how you make the pizzas. That's what they say, right? And that's how I you don't make know what the we're cheese. About. That's how we make the cheese wheel is what you say down in the business of the press. <laughs> I'm so tired right now. I'm so tired. Uh, I'm looking at the end. Are you gonna get Mara Tidebreaker? You gonna get that? Absolutely not. That? I'm not either. But uh, a lot of people seem to be excited. But we're gonna go off right now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast so we even no shade is such a freak I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim hello weird science and I've got such a long way to go and the milestorm comes out to make a 
One more ding, Eric. Ah, yes, it's mail section number two. And we're going to start with Wolf Cipher. And he is back for chapter two, has issues with his life, he says. This one's titled, Dear Jim and Eric and everyone and the best friends, dude. Insert the one clip with the guy starts making sound effects, then starts coughing shit. That would be Brian <laughs> from Arkansas. Sure is. And here we go. Get fresh, crew. Yes. I've been waiting to send a new mail for you guys for quite some while now. I've been trying real hard to get these out more regularly, at least once a month. But life's been busy for me. I've been distracting myself with all sorts of partying and drinking, movie going, etc. Good time. Sounds like Eric Shea. And in all honesty, these distractions are for the sake of getting away from my boredom with life. No, this isn't a cry for help, but nothing I do seems to make me happy for longer than six minutes. Six minutes? Doesn't fresh you on. I know what what he's doing. Six minutes. Six minutes. I've spent an irresponsible amount of money on so much alcohol. I figure becoming an alcoholic would shake things up. And unfortunately, my high metabolism permits me to drink a lot before I even get tipsy. And I sober (laughs) up too fast. Interesting thing happened to me at the bar, by the way. While we're still on the subject of drinking, I went out alone to drink. Quite like one America's sweetheart over there, and a lady started choking on her food. I Mm. tried to help her out, and as I panically attempted the Heimlich, she pepper sprayed me. So I'm on the (laughs) ground choking while she's still choking. This is 2019. Do not put your hands on a woman without her consent. Or anybody. Yeah, really. Sometimes I think I'm happy shit like this happens to me. That, That sounds like something that would happen to me. Over time, it gives me a story that others can laugh at, and someone else might as well laugh since I can't. I asked my coworkers with my sense of humor, my 50-50 morality, would I be either Spider-Man or the Joker? Am I closer to a hero or a villain? My best friend said I couldn't be the Joker since I never smiled. Uh He's starting Uh to sound a lot like me, even if my life depended on it. You know, writing this chapter in my emails just made me wonder if this is why I'm addicted to those Jim S. Issues podcast episodes. (laughs) And we're we're me and Tanya. Me and Tanya. Tanya had to uh, put the the last month. We're doing it tomorrow as we record this. So we're going to have two in, in March. And I already told her, I'm like, yep, we have to do that. And she's like, are you going to yell at me the whole time? I'm like, yes, I yes. will. That's, yes. That's basically that the yes, format yes, of I the will. show, love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to yell about this this month, too. Hearing that someone has so much dysfunction in their lives must be making my me feel better. Maybe misery is porn to me. Either way, I'll drink to that. That's kind of like says. the point of the show. It is. The whole show. I'm the, anything weird I know. science is just nonsense. I said, my kid's down there. They're playing games right now. I go down. It sounds, if you just hear it, it sounds like a telemarketer scene in a movie because just they're both talking separately and sepa- separately talking to people on their headphones and stuff like that. So I said, and they start getting loud because they can't hear. And so I'm like, hey, guys, can can you please just quiet it down a little? Just You, you don't have to off, stop Papa. talking. Bugger off, I wish. I got told to go fuck myself. I'm like, really? That's now now I'm going to roll up my sleeves. 
<laughs> and they're going to get down to laying hands on somebody like Bon Jovi, Papa. The next one is, thanks, Wolf Cypher. We're going to have Thank repairman you, check next. <laughs> we have too many Bon Jovi references in this podcast this week. Repairman Jack's next. And he says, it seems like I'm now in a routine of just emailing in and talking about stuff I'm enjoying that isn't comics. Oh. This week, it's the Orville. That shit is actually legit good and a million times more just like Star today. Trek than actual Star Trek Discovery is. And I told, I, I'm telling you, Repairman Jack, I told Eric this when you sent this in. Yeah. And said, I'm hearing this more and more, though when I see the commercials, it drives me nuts. And But I do like myself some Scott Grimes. I'm man. telling you, I ended up – I didn't think I liked Scott Grimes when I watched the first episode when it came out. And that's where I left the whole show. I went back and started rewatching it today, but I really, really yeah. love Scott Grimes to the point where that I then had to go on YouTube and see him perform Daddy's Gone yeah, as Daddy's Steve gone. Smith And if American you don't know, Dad what is Alive. the character – what is Scott Grimes' character name? Do you know uh, – no, I have no idea off the top of my head. It, but he is also plays Steve on American Dad, yes. which is right now for the past six months, me and Eric's obsessively watch He's TV He's also show. the main character in Critters 1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. You told me that. Me and Eric talk probably at least three hours a, a week about it's weird just, and just yelling scenes to each other. It is the characters and sci-fi run and morality stories with the added fun of comedy from time to time. First episode or two is kind of iffy as it leans too much on the comedy. I saw the first two episodes, actually. And it did throw me off. But after that, it finds its own footing. And it's not just that I wanted a pure Star Trek because I don't like Star Trek. The comedy didn't hit well for me. Right. So that's why uh, its own fitting becomes a really good show. If I told you, and it's funny too, as I would watch football every weekend, they would always, and the Eagles are always on Fox for the most part. So I'd see the commercials and I'd come into you and I'd say, you know, they had this commercial for the Orville. And when the commercials got serious, it looked really, really good. And then another commercial would come on with just jokes and it would fall flat. If anyone out there is looking for some Star Trek and was highly disappointed in the weird over-the-top seriousness of Discovery, which Eric has grown to love. I have. I would re- highly recommend the Orville. It's, it's so funny to me, too, because I watch a lot of TNG, right? And then before I even started watching the uh, Orville. What's that? Some country show? No, country the, the next, music Star Trek, the next, gener- Star Trek oh. the next Generation. But then before mm. I watched the Orville, I had watched the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery, which I, I really do enjoy that show then going in the orville i'm like god damn this is really so close to star trek i'm telling you i don't know how they haven't gotten sued really i i watched the uh first generation that's what it was called right Uh, and i watched it and now now the first generation with with picard oh enterprise i got you general picard was in that i like the one with the tribbles in it that was neat also though i I I actually i actually bailed because I did like that character five over three, uh, but, you know, played by Jerry Ryan. But it, she kind of scared me, and I, I didn't really like the smorg, Eric. They, they scared the me. Smorg. The smorg. <laughs> the smorg, Eric. Oh, yes. That's the worst. basically <laughs> Just the worst. Uh, fuck comics. Everything else is great right now. Find cool. out what comes up next time on Repairman Recommends. You've been recommended, Eric. Ooh, I he also recommended a uh, anime to you. Not doing that. It. I have now. I have now forgotten. He he keep he kept telling me he's like was it you that gotta tell Dan? Eric to watch it. No, no, I'm going oh, back okay. to look. It's a uh, Gen Lock. G E N colon lock. And anything that I want to do is locking down my colon. And I said, I says to him, I can recommend it all I want. It, the minute he heard anime, he's <laughs> out. And then also you have to recommend it yourself. If he, I said, tweet it to him 
and maybe he'll watch it. He didn't tweet it to you, did he? No, no, he did you not. Were not. You had not been repaired. I at, have not that yet. There. You haven't been. Jen Locke. I'm he telling said you, that there's you a few really animes that I have liked you in my past. You only like that demon even... high school animes. That's all you like. <laughs> high school with demon. That was a high school DXD. Yeah, you like that one. <laughs> you would talk to me about it and you, you were obsessed with it. Then you just kind of watched it and went on to then something else. They brought Not it another back anime. And they, ha- they had a new like animation style and they just completely disavowed what happened in the last episode before that next season. And they re- well, changed that's... everything. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, that's ridiculous, Eric. Why Why would they do such a thing? But that, thank you, Repairman Jack. The Orville is his recommendation. My recommendation is American Dad, Eric. Me I, I too. also watch, also, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though, I have been disappointed by the last two episodes. I told you that. So, But it has been renewed for another season, so that's cool. Brandon is next, and he says, Sup, fellas? Well, Sup, my back is still royally screwed up. It hasn't stopped snowing here pretty much all winter, so not much going on around these parts <laughs> Or fall. I did want to mention, though, one benefit. See you next fall, buddy. Is that the next trip? One benefit of this winter has been the massive snow hill the grocery stores apparently decided to place in the middle of their parking lot. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and at one point exceeded the height of their building. It's definitely going to come down on a car sometime in the near future. And dear God, I hope I'm there when it happens. And I think he's hoping it's him. Uh, he any wants to sledding, get alive. Any sledding going down on the old supermarket mountain? Can you imagine that's the kids in Buffalo like years later? Remember that summer of Snooper Supermarket Mountain? It was so fun. We ate candy canes together while we got our leader hosing on. Buffalo's I have to weird. take a picture of this thing. I have 100% confidence. Also, at, at random spots in that hill, there's probably buffalo wings in there. Uh, <laughs> the snow hill, I'm not toppled or taken away by heavy equipment. We'll last through the summer and in the next winter. I basically think we get the start of Game of Thrones ice wall being formed here in Buffalo, New York, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Since I missed last week, on I'm, I'm fire. I'll, I'll fire off a few comic hot takes to get things moving along here. I like turtles. That's his first one, Eric. If any sort of public transportation drives by the D.C. office this week, they'd be wise to give Josh Williamson a one-way ticket to hell out of Dodge and never return. That guy's terrible at writing any sort of D.C. comic. Prove me wrong, he says. Eric, buddy, the others who keep bringing up Milestorm, it's never, ever happening, guys. But, hey, at least we always have clips of drunk Eric Shea pining for it to keep us happy. And the milestone comes out. <laughs> you Thank guys you, mentioned a couple weeks ago. This is like getting to old, you know, sound effects here. I'm, well, I'm telling the figures. He's talking about old business. I want new business. You want new business? <laughs> you guys mentioned a couple weeks ago at this point that DC would never reveal the killer to heroes in crisis in a tie-in issue. Now, while I mostly agree, they did have the first appearance of the Batman who laughs and tie in the metal, which can fetch a decent penny on eBay if anyone's interested in selling it. So it's not like it's unprecedented for them to do stupid things. Uh, yeah, they actually had that first appearance at points that some people are saying in the Teen Titans book. Yeah. Nonsense. Books, Batman Flash crossover. I guess the jury's pretty split on this crossover overall, according to the really? roundup, while it currently no. sits in the green. But I have no idea how people don't think this isn't typical Josh Williamson trash. I, I mean, can worse. the guy write one comic where someone actually talks 
out to the other person without the nuclear option being their only course of action. I'm never really even sure if Iris and Barry are ever dating or broken up at this point anyway. <laughs> so the whole emotional punch he went for fell flat right on his face. <laughs> uh, we agreed with that. You'll hear that. Or I did hear it. Then, of course, Barry, or will they be hearing it? No, I think they heard it. Aaron. They That's already heard it, Jim. Goes. Calm down. Yes. I couldn't remember if we changed up the, the <laughs> rotation of what we did. <laughs> then, of course, Barry, in turn, acts like a clown as usual. I just can't decide anymore if I'm more sick of seeing the same names at DC keep popping up. These books are really that bad or maybe both. Detective, well, I didn't have that. hate the reveal and thought the way that Tomasi talked his way out of things here was okay. It wasn't exactly a fair mystery story in any way, shape, or form either, no. so let's not even call it that. Speaking of mysteries, when was the last time we ever got a debate about a good mystery in comics that didn't end up being some sort of bullshit? Like, legit argue. No, I think that's the killer type stuff, and have people try to prove their sides. We keep doing it, and get the, it bites us in the ass. It does. I don't want to talk any Tom King mysteries time. either, which are total fluff, and also no mystery at all. I'm going to get a thousand, then this book is no longer for me. I've been down this mossy detective road before. Y- you gotta wait for the next digitally. arc after a thousand. What the hell, man? When a solicit piques my interest, but Arkham Knight, isn't it? He doesn't yeah, want any either. more Arkham I have to Knight. Get with you. I have to agree with him there, because it's not really tickling my fancy about, at this point do you know either. The, do tickle, you know tickle. the song No More Lonely Nights by Paul McCartney? Do you Maybe. know that? Maybe. Because Sing I me a think few bars here. I, it goes, no more lonely nights. I think I have a. <laughs> I think I have an Arkham Knight uh, parody coming. Aaron, yeah. That would be good. Oh, Lady Harley. T- it doesn't work, though, because not many people have seen. That was from the uh, Good Night to Broad Street, I think. Well, that's good, Broadway. because they're going to think you're a genius, and you, this is your song completely. Damn then. right. Oh, just Lady be like Tom Harley, King talk. and never tell them the truth. Just assume, yeah. like, no, you know, I'll tell it when I get called on it. Yeah. It's an homage, I'll say. But I- I'm so dumb. It's an homage. Oh, Lady Harley, talk about striking out with a whiff. <laughs> Jesus, this was an awful finale to a series. I had some fun with Joker Jr. Might be the single ugliest individual I've ever seen on the comic book page. Legit nightmare fuel sequel. No, thanks. That's what he says there. Heroes in Crisis. I read roughly six to seven pages before I tapped out and just looked at the pictures. I, I hope that he does physically tap out, right? All and right. then all of a sudden, I I I'm come out. flying in. No, he taps out, that's but he doesn't ta- realize tagging. he's tagging me in. No, he tags me in. I come flying in looking like the ultimate warrior. Start shaking the, the ropes. God, <laughs> you know how much money I would pay to see this? You oh, come running so down good. all crazy, like, shirtless, painted up like out. the ultimate warrior. Oh, my warrior. God. Painted up, shirtless, jiggling all over the <laughs> goddamn place. tassels on your biceps. From parts unknown. Why do people <laughs> like Mitch Gerard's? Is it the beard because is his art is terrible? Is that why you're terrible. always asking me, hey, Eric, do you want to see my parts unknown? Get That's away from me, That's what I do say. And I'm telling you, around this house, they are parts unknown. <laughs> oh, my God. How did somebody get five kids with, with the parts unknown? Anyway, DC, Call get your shit together, will ya? I fellas, and that is Brandon. That's the end you, of Brandon. mail section, a number dose. And we're going to go off to talk to Reggie about some books that, you know, Heroes in Crisis and stuff, Eric. Books oh, is stuff. what it is, right? Yeah, some stuff. And we'll be the right Reggie back section. with that. Hang around downtown by myself. And there was so much blood. But I'm just sitting by myself And there she was Eating some peach pie And there she was Why did Wally have to die? I smell death and crazy hair 
Why's it seem like I don't care? Who's that ruining DC's rebirth direction? Mama, this surely is dream. Yeah. Yeah, Mama, I'm hoping it's a dream. All right, we're here with Reggie with three books, mm. all better than the next one, oh, as we yeah. say. Ah, uh, yes. Actually, today. It might once, be. That, that actually might be true. <laughs> that that's might, kind of, kind that of might be slightly. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. we are here to start with the big book of the week. But the, the thing is, and it's Heroes in Crisis, and a lot of people would say that's the big book of the week, if not the month, if not whatever. But it, it really, we talk about it earlier in the podcast, in the mail, there is definitely a divide between mm. people who, I mean, and there's no between, it seems. You either like it or hate it, love it or hate it even, uh, the Heroes in Crisis. And it does seem to be drawn to uh, down the line of, you love it if you like Tom King, you hate it if you want a good comic. That's my opinion. Basically, but, you know, yeah, if you want to spend five bucks on something worthwhile, that's really... And, that's and, what we yeah. review the books on, folks. You yeah. know, that's what it's all about. And the thing is, this is the when people will, you know, try to convince me to like it. What they always get back to is not even trying to convince me then, but going with, "Oh, you just don't like Tom King." And, and it's it's there's more than that. There's more than just not liking Tom King about this book. Now we we're obviously at the sixth issue. By now, the idea that he killed off Roy, killed off Wally, that's kind of in the past now. And it, it's. It, it, no, it? Well, there's no emotions <laughs> Never at forget. all. There's no emotions at all in this book ever between the characters. Like you oh, don't no. see that, you know. And then you keep getting these thrown-in issues, these flashbacks yeah. where all of a sudden we have Wally again and things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, it's it's kind of silly now because I want to know a mystery. I don't want to just keep going back to greatest hits of these characters while they were in Sanctuary. This does not make the story any better in my mind. It's him trying to rope you in with other things, but where is the story? Where it's is a, the story of Sanctuary? We already don't really understand and they just keep throwing it at us like oh they just yeah. keep going to the hollow deck in this one we got poison ivy and harley forever killing the joker and yeah not even the idea of the holodeck, though, but these continued confessionals, which seem to be different than they were previously, just sort of the way I saw it. But this whole thing, like all these people are dead and I'm going to add nothing new to the story. And beforehand, they're not going to tell you who the killer is or give you any clues to the mystery of this. It is just such a weird waste of space for these confessional bits that don't the, mean the anything more, in the long the run. The more we go along, the more useless they said. They're just placeholders yeah. for nothing at yeah. all. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, it, it'd be cool if that was where you know the, the secret aside was said or like you know yeah. I, I told superman i didn't have uh recordings but i've been keeping them in my bat butt or whatever yeah but really never yeah. happened there's always and, the and, most and, fucking bullshit yeah. in those, and that's in those the thing is with this like just imagine because this big reveal this big giant catastrophe of sanctuary is that these confessionals were taken out and brought to the public so you're gonna tell me that when the uh you know joe schmo in cleveland ends up seeing narc say what it mean save (laughs) oh no what do you think you're doing you heroes i mean just think of these things going on in this where you have you know it hardly say how many people have you saved. What, what, what did they, you know, a guy in P- 
Pennsylvania is going to see that and go, holy moly, I hate these heroes. Nothing connects. I think that might have happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> nothing connects. Well, it might be that you read this whole book and say, I'm not into comics yeah, anymore. I hate all heroes. But, but just the idea, who who is safe? Narc, not no. Uh, oh, my goodness. Don't let that out. And, and really, the confessionals, this confessionals, so yeah, the confessionals are, what what are they now? What were they? What, do you clock in? You, you, the first day there, you go and bear your soul in these confessionals. Now we're being told it's almost like it's a quiz game going on. It's a game show. <laughs> you know, how many people have you saved? How many people have you saved? And I just, it's there to have Tom King try to force in character moments at points. I mean, even here where you have Wally. Wally's such a good guy. He won't even say how many people he saved because he's from middle America and that's bragging. And so, but I don't care. I really don't care. I think you're, I think you're exactly right. It's a way to force narration in just a totally artificial, like, lame, yeah. lazy-ass way. The whole thing is so lazy as hell. That's all I can think about with this. I'm just like, we're just expanding the story, extending the story, and yet somehow we've added three issues, and I still couldn't fucking tell you what the average day in Sanctuary is like. I know. Like, I don't know where either. They, where I they don't food? know. Well, you know we don't I mean? know. Not, not like I really, really care. However, we're going to spend so much time. I know, I know plenty of an Arkham Asylum. You know, I can tell you a yeah. whole bunch of different iterations of that. Uh, I, I really couldn't tell you a damn thing about well, this. Well, and here's the thing. Your Tony and robots yeah. are there. There's a holodeck. I don't and, know what and, else. And the compassion of Wonder Woman. <laughs> you, you end up right, where right. this is supposed to be a, you know, it's supposed to be about healing and things like that. That got washed away really quickly and it turned into a murder mystery. But a murder mystery where anybody out there, and I'm, I'm looking at Jay up there in Canada. He's a big fan. He's throwing shade at us. What mystery have you ever been involved with where, it, really, we have two more issues because we have three issues, but one's tacked on at the end. So we have two more issues. So what we've gotten up this hill now, we don't even understand the crime scene. We don't right. even – there's not even anything where I can envision The puddlers exactly, are dead, Jim. Yeah, the puddlers. I, oh, I God, can't I even – I forgot about that shit. Yeah. I can't <laughs> even sit there in my head and think of like, okay, there's a room. You go into there and then you go into here and somebody goes. When they have this you know, big oh, alert and things like that – Yeah, it, really. But when they have this alert, like alert, alert, everybody, I can't even sit there and say to you, okay, these people got killed, but there was a force field here. There was something here to start to try to, in my mind, figure out the mystery of who would have the powers right. to get through there these no defenses. As, as Eric pointed out, though, this is one. Of, this is a Charlie Chan style murder mystery where there are no clues leading no. up. There was no way. There was no way to know. What we know now, which I guess yeah. we'll get to in a minute. And, and, and we'll, we'll get into your blurb in, this, in two seconds. But just the idea is what I'm saying is, like, say we knew that when they check in that first deal, you ended up having to go through a kryptonite field. And then you uh, had to go through this. Then you had to go through that. And we know that the killer went through all those. Then we can start playing around like, okay, it's not him. him right. It's not him. Right, it's right, not right. her. It might be her. And, and start can to play along. Can you guess who? Do you have a clue? Yeah, we don't. Hey. We don't. And, and so with the idea that we don't even know what the crime scene is, and really in this, again, we see Wally with a dead Roy in another position. Than he, there's been three times that we've seen this, and all three times it's been something else. Now, you if had it him ends in the middle up, of the room, you had him outside, you had him at the back of the room. Yeah, yep. if this ends up being another one of these simulations gone wrong, and it's all a dream-like I don't know what I'll do. 
I really don't. I will I'm, flip I'm gonna out. I'm going to be furious. However, if it turns out to all be skeets, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think that the the, the way of I doing did. this is it won't be skeets, but it'll be the same thing, but with an AI booster. I, I think that he, uh, nothing is new. Nothing is real to, you know, to him. Everything is ambiguous, and you can't have a mystery with that. But like I, mean, I said, I mean, this is supposed to be a crisis. I still, six issues in, I have no feeling that this is a permanent any. I, no. I don't feel like the status quo. No, it's, quo it's actually since it started. <laughs> yeah, don't you? Aren't you numb to anything in this? Like, even if, if we saw the Earth blow up right in this, I, I'd be numb to it because I'd I, be like, I yeah, that's just a heroes in crisis. That's yeah. Oh, give me, give me your blurb here. Give us the it stats. It is Heroes in Crisis numero six, written by Tom King, art by Clayman, Mitch Jareds, and Tomu Mori. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. What the fuck? Who gives a shit? Wally West misses his wife and kids, though everyone thinks he's a sign of hope. When he's alone, he just likes to mope. And Harley Quinn snuck Ivy in so they could kill Joker again and again. It's lazy writing. What did you expect? That's what you get with a hollow deck. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a breakdance move and ended up with my arms crossed and my shoulder there. You know what I'm talking about. We all know that. Uh, yeah, th- this whole thing, this is a thrown-in issue. This was a issue after the fact. You have Mitch Gerard's on art. I don't like his art in this. It throws everything off. It looks way too much Mr. Miracle-like, even to the end being glitched out where he, they're coming out of the simulation. You have that glitched-out deal of Mr. Miracle. Is that his signature now? Because I, I don't mean, like it. it. That seems ridiculous to do that. I mean, you're always going to have a glitchy panel. Every yeah, time yeah. And that, it doesn't, it's one of those. It's almost like telling the same joke 17 times. It's yeah. done. It, it's over but you also have a couple things in here that really throw uh, me off i know that they bothered eric as well and one is narc who starts out and is pretty much you know what everybody was talking about and most of the people are like who's this Gnark guy who's this you know caveman they don't know who he is so him being there really doesn't serve any purpose anyway but it also is confusing people just to have him out of the blue here and he is a character that was a titan a team to you know all yeah. that so he, it he makes was sense in the first issue Did, didn't he have a scene or one of, what about yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, yeah it's but, one of those ones where I think he was in one of those, you know, twelve panels in the, like yeah. the last page of an issue. That's what I, yeah. that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, like one of those, yeah. you know, so he's stand here. up and be counted, whatever. Yeah, and he's here doing his confessional thing here, and the problem is, and Eric will go more into it as I do my impersonation. At one point, I thought he was going to ask to go to Manhattan, but he, <laughs> he says that what it means, save. Who is safe? Narc not know. Narc not know many things. And, and it basically, it is the worst of the worst. Are there any cavemen around that can get mad at this? Because it's very offensive. To <laughs> guys where where are the yeah. Geico guys? Because it is this. They'd be cool. It know. is this speak, this caveman speak that basically, again, shows me that Tom King just gets a real brief synopsis of a character and then goes oh, with it. Boy. Because, gotcha. Eric, t- tell him, this is a character that. 
that's been in this new 52 was, and yeah, Rebirth continuity. Yeah, he was the Titans hunt and then went into Rebirth with the Titans where he was in a side character. He wasn't a part of the Titans, but he did help Harold Malcolm Duncan out to try to find Bumblebee when the rest of the team were busy doing stuff. But he did not speak like this because he's a modernized version of the character who was just a caveman and actually they forgot because of what happened in Titans hunt that he yeah. was this person. He remembered, he joined up with the rest of the team, but he is just a regular caveman kind of guy. He does not speak like this. He does, he might want to like you know read Keats on his off time, but he just certainly doesn't quote it like a goddamn douchebag. No, no. He, whatever he, he's he can. Actually, sort of like the beast for the Titans yeah. in a way. Like I've seen yeah. kind of like he looks like a monster, but he's super smart. Or you know he's like Vandal Savage. Also, he was a caveman. Does he talk like this? Come on, come no, on, guy. No, no. Together, folks. Me not like knock talk like and, this. And, and, and go to Manhattan. Even the idea where we have Narc, Wally West, and Harley Quinn given their confessionals, this I have to go back and look, but it just really makes me wonder what this confessional is because we've always assumed at this point they get in, they tell yeah. their bits of story to like whatever camera, whatever's recording them. But it seems that this thing is asking them questions about who's the same. Yeah. Like who is the person who's on the other side of that table or chair? And I don't that, like, think there is. I think it's, it's the weird. AI. I think the AI I, is talking. I the thing that I, I have, the thing I have a problem with is that. At no time did Harley say to anybody who ever questions her, meaning like a poison ivy or a booster at one point, hey, Harley, were you here before? She never seems to have said like, boy, the three times I was here, it was better. But yet, why is she doing a confessional? She is there on the down low. As far as we know, that's all she's been there for. She went there to sneak in for poison ivy. When is she going into a confessional and being part of the whole sanctuary deal? So this is the thing. She may, it makes sense to me that she may have been at the sanctuary before. That's why she knows that. But there's no setup of that. You never have the idea that she's like, oh man, when I was here before, I went, and really her look and her clothes, even with the rose in her hair suggests that this is going on now while these guys are doing it she snuck in there's no yeah. reason she would do a confessional and if that's the case something would have been like error error you know non-patient non whatever maybe that's what happened maybe it went wacky because of her we'll see but it's just confessionals because you you want to have these character moments speaking of character moments you go to narc then where he's in a simulation quite like the others and it does make sense again without setup but the idea of narc not remembering his past like eric said in titans hunt and titans and then using the this sanctuary because when he does it, it's messing with his mind so he can go back and kind of live in a world that he has forgotten and wants to get yeah. back to whatever that makes yeah. sense to me it's not set up that way and then he's there quoting keats and talking not about only that but why do we have to have an issue that primarily focuses on narc and his caveman days and how freeing it you was don't. just to deal with this whole thing when the character's already dead by the time this happens and nobody yeah. knows who Narc is, who's a just an everyday reader. Yeah. There's no reason. It doesn't nope. add anything and to this the story. Doesn't, it doesn't even set up who he is. It just kind of – he's there quoting Keats. And again, yeah, you can sit there and say, boy, having a caveman quote Keats, that's clever. That's neat, whatever. But if you have been reading Tom and King's Lado books, Lado. he does this all the time. He's done it in the Batman book. He does it in Mr. Miracle. Every book that he has now – he ends up wasting, you know, space by just quoting other people. He, we said before, you know, at points in this Batman run when he's with KG Beast and all these things, he just put it on autopilot and had everything done by Russian folklore, Keats, 
all these things going on. I, I don't need that. And I, I'll be quite honest with all of you. I ain't reading that. I, I see all these things. I see where we're going. I don't need it because I know it doesn't mean anything. I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah. Then you go with Wally and, and you have the big moment of rebirth when Wally was remembered by Barry and says, how could I ever forget you? They hug. That's the one of the best rebirth moments. And then he messes it up because he's like, you're finally here, Wally. How do you know what this means? This is the return of hope, almost stabbing us, you know, in the gut with that, showing us, you know, we know Wally's dead. And yes, he was supposed to be hope. And then there's, well, I know, I know it's well, but Barry, where's my family? If this is supposed to be what happened when he came out in Rebirth number one, that's not what happened. He tried to get a hold of Linda that was his well, lightning rod. It didn't. Yeah. She didn't remember him, so she well, couldn't be the lightning now, rod. Guys, that came out a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. You can't keep long, that, you know. And yeah, a long time. Two long years. Long. And so <laughs> there was never a thing about his family at that point. He didn't remember yeah. his family until recently in Flash War when he saw them in hypertime and then got upset. And was told because, about them by Yeah, was uh, by told Zoom. about. And then Zoom ended up, you know, going away. And he needed to get to Zoom to see how he could maybe get them back. And Tom King's just completely just disregarding all of these things just for a non-issue. I mean, this is a thrown-in issue that really doesn't get us anywhere. Why do you have to keep pressing issues and going one step too far? It just drives me nuts. Then you get Ivy and, and Harley talking, and they end up going in the simulation and just keep killing Joker over and over again. And really, what uh, what else is there in this? You know, uh, how how fucking boring was that shit? <laughs> the, the whole thing with Harley and Ivy, and uh, you know, a lot of people that oh, certain people that made such a big stink about Ivy's inclusion in this. I can't really see how she even factors into the damn story, except uh, yeah. to have, except to have snuck Harley in. They might as well just like and she died. But again, if you goes. if we talk about it, like I said in that confessional right there, there's Harley with that rose in her hair, as if she just yeah. did the confessional. She snuck in. She, they even say, you know, Ivy says, "Yeah, you shouldn't have come here, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. They're going to come and get you, whatever." No, she's in there recording confessionals, being asked questions by either an AI or somebody else there. But it seems like there's only AI there. Now, what but if, still, what if they were to flip the camera in the confessional and you see what they're looking at, and what it is is a full spread of sandwiches and potato salad I would just love waiting that. to be stuck I, up your Then sleep. I'd go. I'd then, sneak you, Then in. you'd be in the confessional. I then you'd would understand. be. But then, yeah, then, then you go, and you're having this deal on where Wally is there hugging everybody and they're remembering him, but yet, of course, he's a sad sack. It's almost like Tom King wants to convince us in this issue, listen, Wally ain't all you think he is. He's a miserable prick. Why do you want him back? That's why I killed him. Because he's there, all miserable. But again, because of Mitch Gerard's art, it looks just like a Mr. Miracle page. And, and it, it's, I don't like it. And uh, then you go to Nark, and, and some of the no, worst I, I like art I've art ever seen. Narc's. I hate Nark there. He looks so stupid. Some of them, but I, I do like some of the art, like especially when he's fighting the lion. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I know that some people don't like it. And I do think it's out of place. It's kind of sucks to just throw these artists on what is really supposed to be a short a series, you know, now yeah. it's become this overbloated thing with like several people dicking around on it. Yeah. Basically what this comes down to, and there, there are people out there I've seen that this is their first event, quote unquote. And I wouldn't be surprised if they never come back to comics. Yeah, again. they're like, this I'm is, done. This is, this is kind of the reverse of what happened with Final Crisis. Final Crisis was supposed to be, uh, nine issues or 12 issues and they made them crush it down into nine and yeah. stuck a crisis on yeah, it and made was... it like, 
this is the other way. This is they bloated it and made it more important than it than, yeah. than it was supposed to be. And it yeah. really is. And nothing. they when they I'm talked you, about it in the be beginning, anything. they said that these extra issues were to flesh out sanctuary, to flesh out right. the deal, and it didn't. It didn't. Well, I think <laughs> at this point it might be a thing just to add to the mystery because before we saw the idea that we saw Harley Quinn kill Wally West, believing that you know Booster Gold's telling the truth that Harley killed everybody here at Sanctuary, which I felt weird. But when you look at it here, when we even get to the massacre part, when Harley walks in right after Booster blows away like Wally West. If you look at that there, you could see that throughout this whole issue, she had the rose in her hair. They made sure to point that out. When yeah. she walks in, that rose is gone. So maybe that's the whole thing saying that that part's not real because that's not the, how we've seen Harley this well, time. Again, and they and needed then it this to add been, to the whole It would have been the AI. But even the thing like you have Harley go there. We don't know how sanctuary works. So how do you go into a confessional that the confessional starts asking somebody who's not a patient, not supposed to be there, specific questions to their therapy and also in VR and things like that? Because the VR here is more geared towards a Harley than it would be Ivy. They're they're killing the Joker over. Where yeah. is this step where it would be like me just walking into an office and just going, hey, doc, and then the doctor just sits down not having any idea who I am and just starts doing therapy with me. They wouldn't know this. And, and that's what gets me. Where is the check-in process? I mean, How did really, she get in there? Really, and, you you have you do have, kind of have a look, Jim. But that's I, true. I, you know, well, we they, we they get just, your point. Most they people, just assume <laughs> they say, "Please, uh, sir, come in out of the cold. <laughs> have a have a coat. Have some have soup. Some, have some soup. <laughs> have some soup, my <laughs> my gentleman. I have no socks or pants, yeah. sir. <laughs> like, oh, what happened here? Oh, you're out in the cold in shorts. Oh my." <laughs> Uh, but no, and even as you go, you do have a panel with Harley and Ivy, and now it's almost like Tom King's like, man, everybody keeps talking about that Brian Michael Bendis. I have to get in on that. And it's the most Bendis-y page that I've ever seen Tom King oh, do. God. And it's it's just, why? Why? Why know. are you doing Tom that? Tom King has dialogue like this where it repeats Yeah, but not like, like that. this in this, this – uh, he usually has question. like seven different panels for this. In this yeah. one panel, it's just really. over the top. Because he really spent all the other pages doing nonsense. Yeah, he needed to yeah, condense that's this. true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, yeah you, plus, you, plus they have to gra- – you know, Mr. Ez, even though he – was grabbed on, you know, they probably have to bang this thing out pretty rapidly, you know, to yeah, be considering you only do about it right before. Yeah, right the before the whole thing was you know? released. So I bet, I bet yeah. they were like, yeah, we, we don't have time to get precious with, uh, you know, five yeah. panels of paint. Well, we yeah, you have Narc, you have Narc, he's hunting, he's going. Harley and Ivy are there, you know, beating up the judge. That's also the other thing is like these, these personalized, you know, therapies, again, it doesn't make sense that you can just kind of do them on your own and invite anybody yeah. in as well. This doesn't seem right. Like, you think uh, that would register with Sanctuary be like, why is Poison Ivy that, killing like, the There would be an oh, error, error, <laughs> error. I mean, you could go in this and really get wacky. Again, is that what we're seeing like, overall? Kryptonian technology pretty much sucks. I yeah, think, it does. It's, I mean, it's a, that's, why do you think the planet blew up? I mean, really, <laughs> if it was so great, there'd be yeah. Krypton left. But then you have the emergency go down. Everybody glitches out of these things. Uh, you do have Poison Ivy staying in the VR and, you know, no, she's Harley leaving. Tells Harley to leave. But yeah. Harley, it's just what, how would this be? Like at this point, what are, again, what are the protocols of sanctuary when something goes wrong? We don't even know what happens 
happens when you go in, what you go and what it is. So you, you don't really know. So this idea of a mystery of then seeing the massacre again, a little different. You see Barry uh, or Wally there with Roy and like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to be alone. Then he gets zapped by what looks to be Booster, who now looks to be killing everyone. And that sets up that and maybe Wally. And then at the end, you have the full nine page grid again with the, you know, continuing this. How many people have you saved? And I, 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 I don't care. I really why that, don't. Why, why that, why? Yeah, it's just nonsense. It really is it nonsense. It really does. And, I mean, this, this was the first time, uh, the first issue, and I haven't liked any of the issues really, but this one was a true and uh, utter ripoff. Yeah. Uh, because if, even if you came out at the end of it with like some kind of thing where I could say, all right, we're, we're, 90% sure the ki- the killer or yeah. happened this way or the murder was this. We, we come out of this with, or we we're saw no a better. Twist. We're no better off than yeah. we were when we fucking first bought the damn thing and read it. So, or all of a sudden we see something here and we're like, oh my God, you know, that's what all this was about. Or this yeah. is that. I, I'm telling you, my biggest problem is still we don't know anything about sanctuary. So how are we going to figure out a crime in sanctuary where we don't even understand what sanctuary is? does i mean at the one point we had those like you know the robot mop mom pa can't like but what was that is that there the puddlers written there we, we don't have anything everything and and the problem is is you had like a mr miracle where again it was a mystery that but that was lending itself to be ambiguous that was sure. lending itself to be kind of a wacky at the end it, it can mean whatever this is set up to be a murder mystery. You can't be wacky and ambiguous in There's a no straight-up mystery. Yeah. And we need clues. And we're so far into this that this issue to me was pretentious as hell. You yeah. know, the whole narc quoting things and things. What, how did that help us understand anything about this mystery or this crisis? It was just thrown in there, nonsense. And there are a certain people that should be ashamed that this even came out. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? I agree. I totally agree. I think this was... A- 100% unadulterated ripoff, a attempt to pilfer more money out of people's pockets, and uh, I had to give it a very angry score of 2.5 out of 10. Yep. Even be, even because even if I I do like the art, the art change is is yeah, unnecessary for an unnecessary and issue, and it throws you out. And it's not really. I don't think this is definitely you know Gerard's best work or you no. know I think I really feel this issue was probably on the rush side, but the regardless, you know, 2.5 is all you yeah. get. It's funny you're not the lowest on the roundup either. I uh, I'm gonna go 3.5 uh, just to be positive, but it I it really I read this. I'm telling you 3.5. I'm positive. I'm positively hating it. Uh, it's just that it's not one of those things though. It's not like oh it must not be for you. I'm waiting for something to click here and a light bulb to go off and I could at least understand what's going on. Yeah, I may still not like the dialogue or I may not like certain parts of art. I want to understand the story. I, I don't would, know I what's going on. Moment, even if I don't like the story, I'd love there to be a moment where I'm like, I want to oh, just shit, know what's going on. That, you know what I mean? Like, but uh, so far it's like, what's oh, happening? Oh, I, I, I want somebody to sit here who really likes it. And email me or, you know, find me on Twitter. Or if you're in the get fresh group, boop on Slack and explain to me. All that has happened in six issues, because really all you're going to get is a bunch of people died. Oh, Wally died. We don't know. We thought it was Harley and Booster, but we're not sure. Done. I I don't know what else we got. Oh, they leaked the – I mean, even the idea that you leak these confessionals seems to have been left behind already. It didn't really mean anything, and it's just nonsense. So, yeah, I'm 3-5. What about you, Eric? 
The only bit of substance we have in this issue is one page where we see the uh, wraparound of the other side of the story we said before, but the whole idea that, you know, oh, uh, it was Booster Gold that killed these people. No, yeah. it was Harley Quinn that killed these people. That's the only bit because now we see the other side of this where it looks like Booster Gold has killed any, uh, everybody. But yeah, and I just think that, that that's just to throw another wrench in. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's, I mean yeah. You, you kind of need that because they were saying the whole thing where it was this guy, no, it was her yeah. kind of thing. You need to have that wraparound to see the other side of that, but the lead up to that, the whole background of Narc's hologram freaking, you know, uh, therapy sessions, completely unneeded. You, the, Tom King knows nothing about Narc. I don't know why he did an attempt to have yeah. the character in here when he knows nothing about it. And even the whole thing of Harley. Yes, she's upset about the Joker. Tell me something I haven't known for 20 years now yeah. at this goddamn point. That is not needed information. Now, this whole thing, I'm not a fan of the art, the dialogue, or the story, and nothing here has really grabbed me still after six issues. Fuck you, five. Oh my! Oh my! Uh, also, I'll I'll say, do you think it's Harley or Booster? Really, Harley or Booster? Not. Okay. And the other thing is, what's weird is you do make a point where you did have to see that other side of the coin, where right. they said at the beginning it was, but but this was added after the fact, so I obviously know. he Imagine forgot about before. that. That's what, nothing. <laughs> he forgot about that and had to throw that in here after the fact. Now we're starting to see Eric Shea might have been, you know getting the veil uh you know lifting the veil here to show that at the end they're like boy you you had a lot of things hanging you better go back and add these issues uh it's because this was added after the full story was done and you didn't get any you have the benefit of knowing exactly what you were going to do exactly what's going to be printed and still can't give us anything and again a mystery isn't withholding info and that's all this is that's all it's ever been. Yeah. And it's I, just. I hate it, that. I hate it. Yeah, I hate, when I hate it too. I just hate sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I, I would love to know thee. I hardly know ye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what sanctuary is. I just want to get away from it. That's all I need. Oh, well. But let's move on to the next book. Reggie, what is that? Are you wearing a veil, Eric? Is that what's happening? He is. He does. Me and him are getting married after this. So I'm going to go over there. I yeah. do. <laughs> our, uh, <laughs> oh yes, our, you too. <laughs> our next book, which actually I, I did enjoy a lot more, was Batgirl number thirty-two, written by Mayor Greed Scott, art by Paul Peltier, Norm Ratmond, and Jordi Belair. It's rhyme time! It's rhyme time! Time to put the comic books in rhyme! It's rhyme time! It's rhyme time! Time to put the comic books in rhyme! The time is now! The interview is here! Alejo on TV will appear, and Cormorant is gonna take her out unless Batgirl puts his scheme in doubt. But she gets capped in the back of the head and left in the hallway, mostly dead. Then Babs comes back to have a chat, but Jason takes Cormorant out in seconds flat. Boom! I, I do like that variant cover. I'm looking at that now. I, I dig that. Uh, yeah, we have this thing now. It, it's weird to me. I, I think that you guys are going to like it a little more than me because I talked a little to Eric ahead of time, and I do think he likes it a little more than myself as well. And the only thing that I have is it's a weird deal that at the end it does push you to see that the next issue, which is odd, is going to be a Batman Who Laughs tie-in. And I, I didn't remember that. And for some reason, to me, this issue seemed like a lot of things were kind of forced along. It seemed like things were sped up, and maybe this was going to be one more issue, and then they well, shoved even in the that idea tie-in. of bringing Cormorant in as like, you know, oh my god, it's Cormorant, the hitman, the big bad of Batgirl from before kind of thing, and he's dead. Okay, that didn't matter at all that bit. Never mind. Yeah, yeah it, it just seemed – everything seemed rushed, and – and, and like the fact that it was just like, oh, I'm wearing body armor, no real trick to it. You know, no, just no. everyone has body I'm armor, you, everything's fine. Yeah, I didn't hate this, no. but it did seem to 
be, okay, we want Jason Bard in this series. Uh, we have to have a, a little deal. Let's get a little political, but we have to finish it quick because we're going to have this crossover. Then we'll move on. And it just at this point, even with the, uh, the one lady, the one lady that's in charge of Izzy. all Izzy, like Izzy. Izzy Flip flops so easily by the end. Like yeah. Yeah, At one she's, point, she's like, she "Barbara, him. I hate this Barbara. I hate this Barbara." The minute that she called her Babs, I was like, "What's going on? Like, why is she getting?" I've real had friend? girlfriends like, like this. Well, and then uh, yeah, really. <laughs> and I have a wife. Yeah. And then you? they, she, they're hugging at the end. And like, yeah. oh man, I was hard on you. I'm sorry, and things. I just, I'm sorry. I, like, I really? said you had a baby, dick baby. Yeah, I was. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I was just really like, it. It was really quick, and overall, I didn't mind it. I like Jason Bard, and I like the interactions between mm-hmm. Bard and Batgirl, especially. Uh, but I will tell you right now, art-wise, I think that Barbara. I don't know what happened with her face half the I time. I like the art in this. I do like Barbara's the art too. jerk off face for oh, some reason. Face. I don't just, like looking at her. Everyone's face is sort of oval in this. You know, it's, it's very weird. Squat. I don't mind it yeah. on everybody. It's, like, uh, it's, it's not bad. Though. At least it it's is consistent, like, but it looks yeah, bad on her. Very it bad. It is yeah. like they he drew it. And then they ended up messing with the perspective of the panels and yeah. made them like pancaked a little. But at some yeah. points, I mean, I don't know. There's the one point where you have Bard and he's like, you can trust men like that, Batgirl. And then you have Batgirl on the phone. I'm like, who is that old lady? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Uh, but yeah, tell us about the story, though. Well, Reggie. I'm going to tell you one thing that's a very positive aspect in the Reggie column and that this is a three issue arc. Yeah, it is. Again, oh. though, I think it might have supposed to be four, Maybe and they, was. they crammed Maybe it. it was, but... but I still gotta give it depth. They, they, I know. She fit a story in three issues. That is a, a I modern... Guess, I feel like it's gonna continue after that jo- the, the Batman Who Laughs tie-in, though, because I'll the whole thing at the end with you know, with Cormorant getting shot it by Jason Bourne... It does say finale, though. It says it's, finale. It's weird, so. because... It really feels like Jason Bard is playing, like, you know, trying to cover something up by killing oh, yeah. Cormorant right there, so making him look like yeah, the bad I, I guy. Think, so. I think that he has set up Cormorant I mean, I'll, to I'll be I'll, the I, guy. I think we're with this story until the election, at least, you know. This is yeah. obviously a thing, but this yeah, was, this a, was a three-issue no, Oh, I think he hired Cormorant and had Cormorant go and do that and then killed Cormorant to make himself look like a hero and also to shut Cormorant up. I, I think that's fully in. And at the end, I mean, Ale- here's Aleha the deal. Loves him, you know? She's I mean, like, at one point... Everybody I mean, he, loves Jason Bard. I mean, at one he looks point, like House with that yeah, cane. He does <laughs> tell people to shoot Batgirl. I mean, he's not good. He says to shoot Batgirl at that one point. No, he says it, not to shoot Batgirl. Oh, no, he doesn't. He says, so please look before you shoot one. I think that you can play it both ways. I, I think you can too. read that to be make sure you shoot Batgirl. Don't shoot Cormorant. I'm telling you. I, I didn't read it that Cormorant's way. Cormorant's listening. Cormorant, you can say that also Cormorant has an earpiece that he stole to listen in. I don't think so. I think he is part he's of the plan. Him. Sure, sure, I think he's sure, sure. Telling him. I, I, I'm telling you this, all I, of that. Wow. Yeah, uh, Jim knows see? the paranoid of the white devil. Oh, I'm Very telling you. I think that he says, keep your eyes open for Cormorant, but Batgirl's here too. Please look before you shoot one. And uh, before is in bold. He's saying before you shoot one yes. of Gotham's face. Yeah, I think that he wants only, them to only shoot Only a man Batgirl. with a lifetime of personal disappointments would know to be yeah. uh, every of Jason Bard. So good, good, you, you Jason are Bard's bad. Definitely, definitely that, that, that angle is intact. You know, the way this ends is that he's the hero, even though Barbara still is sort of on the fence about him, but everyone else thinks he's the best. Yeah. He, 
I mean, to be honest, this is a very quick story, even though I feel like it was full of good interactions. I mean, the, the thing about this, this issue and so far this run is I feel like there's a lot of good to say about it, but at the end of the issue, I don't feel jazzed. You know what I mean? I, I no. really don't feel like, oh, wow, I just had an awesome experience. I feel like I had a good experience for, for you know, no. if this three bucks, it would have been a little better, but for four bucks, it's a pretty good experience, but really it's pretty fast. It's, this interview no, happens. Yes. Uh, you know, Jason Bard has the security detail everywhere. Batgirl actually like meets up with them. She's crawling through the air ducts and they form a, a kind of tacit alliance. Although, as Jim points out, he him sending out the word on the radio to look before you shoot could be taken both ways. And that's what alerts Cormorant. you, these guys come in, these these agent guys, you know, the security, they come in, they have a clear shot at Cormorant and they just run in and say to get away from Batgirl. They don't fire at him. They're supposed to fire at him. And then he just kills them. Well, then then, then Bard is the one. And if anyone wants to kill, you know, if anyone has the most to lose, it would be Bard. I guess he wants to shut Cormorant down. Everybody up. So uh, anyway, uh, Batgirl is kind of skulking through the hallway. Actually, her phone goes off because she set like her uh, her volunteer job. God, for, that bothers me. That yeah. She has that's a cell so phone. Stupid. She's checking while so... she's trying to protect somebody. I'm yeah, like, God damn it, you at, millennial Batgirl. <laughs> at, the very, at the very minimum, wouldn't that shit be like in her cowl or whatever in her computer? Yeah, cowl. Like, Whatever. Yeah, well, anywhere. She can have it in her domino mask she's like Damien. Like, she's like the technical computer wizard. She's checking her fucking cell phone like a yeah. bother me so like, much. Uh, she's like, she's, there. she's like, I know, I know I'm supposed to go protect these people. Anybody see a rotary phone? Has, any, <laughs> has anybody seen? I need to find the nearest telegraph. I've got to find out. Hit me up on Twitter. Where is the movie house? I need to see a moving picture. But yeah, she she is a tech girl and just has a cell phone. It is a little ridiculous. This part of thing kind of kind of uh kind of when Cormorant walks up behind her and just shoots her. Like I was like, really? That's uh, no, no. That was the perfect thing to happen at that moment because she stopped what she was doing to check her cell phone. <laughs> and then he it, looks, it looks like he's shooting her right in the. I mean, I'm looking at this panel right now, and it doesn't look like he's shooting her right in the back of the head. Yeah, you know, but yeah. right there, it's like boom, you're gonna get capped in the head. As we see later, she's protected. Yeah, a lousy assassin. He I is. He, he's like weird. Bullet, it was a magic bullet that went down and hit her shoulder, and she wore body exactly. armor. Even though I don't see how armored that thing is. Anyway, yeah. So the uh, interview happens, and uh, Batgirl's taken out supposedly. And like you said, uh, these guys run in. They don't shoot Cormoran. He shoots them both dead. These two uh, and says they're worthless, guards. useless. Uh, of course, they're just cannon fodder. And yeah. Runs into the uh, the interview. Uh, Jason Bard lets off three. That gets absorbed by the body. There's a little scuffle. Uh, things get all active. And hey, Batgirl's back, and she just wants to talk it out. She wants to, you know, yeah. Uh, make so this is where way to end this things. is where it loses me with they, this whole uh, idea. Like I want to talk. Took a lejo. I mean, I don't think she would kill him, but she would definitely incapacitate him. She he takes a lejo hostage. But doesn't kill her for the longest time. Like I like to shoot her. I, I just love the progression here because I have no idea how it works. Where they are fighting Cormorant and Batgirl to the point where she does one of these, you know, like handstand kicks to the faces from up beneath, and he's flying backwards. The next, you turn the page then, and he's already and got he's a got her. I'm like, what yeah. happened? It's very odd. You know, just very sweat, odd. Just sweat, snatches her up real quick. Hey, he's a professional. And uh, yeah, when he's holding her at knife point, Batgirl's like, hey. Don't you want to be cool? But uh, Bard shoots him in the head. That's the, the, the end. best is though. The best is she is like, hey, come on, we can we can work this out. You want to be cool? And Cormac goes, enough talking. She dies now, and you're next is what he's gonna say. 
And that's where Bard shoots him in the head. And then Barbara goes, man, I was just negotiating with him. No, no. Negotiations were We're over, Barbara. They were not not going anywhere. You are not succeeding in your negotiations. Unfortunately, sometimes negotiations break down. you got to shoot somebody in the head, which he does. And in a badass way, like you would have in an action movie, you know, it's revoked. Negotiations revoked, he'd say. Uh, But yet she's just there like, uh, look at that face. That she gives there, I, I don't recognize the <laughs> character. And I, it's, I just, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I yeah, agree. yeah, yeah, you go and, you know, there's you Bard. You look like your grandmother every day, Barbara. Yeah, really. But yeah, the whole thing is, you know, Bard then gets punched for his efforts. And, uh, yeah, Vallejo's like, no, 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 he, he was good. He saved me, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. a, it's such a weird, th- this ending where people start acting different from how they have been up till now and it, all this. It, it, it is, it is a very compl- quick reversal. Although yeah. this, this is the kind of incident that might cause something might like that. Might get to Izzy though, is all for Barbara who really wasn't around and, you know, uh, where quit, were you? Like she before. She spent the whole time yeah. pooping, I guess. Yeah, well, toilet. before it was just like, where's this Barbara? I'm going to kill her. She better get here. And now she's like, oh, you must have ran off because you were scared. Oh, give me a hug. And yeah. I'm just like, whatever. It's just so weird that, that whole deal. And then, you know, Aleo's just like, you know what? Bard's a hero. And that just seems like it's just set up because that's what is supposed to happen. And Bard is supposed to try to make himself look good. Sure. And we'll see what the end scheme of that is probably down the line. But it just ends up with Barbara kind of upset. And, you know, but much like you, she doesn't trust Jason. She has reason no, not to trust him. She so. does not. <laughs> And then she just says, I still need to find out who fired the gun because Cormorant was just a bullet. Yeah, it's Bard. He hired him. I yeah. know it. Continued next month with a special tie into the Batman Who Laughs. I'm like, really? We need a tie into a miniseries? What the hell is going on at DC? I, yeah. I, I understand having a tie into an event, but a miniseries? Well, that's because, ridiculous. Because Batman Who Laughs is selling, and they're just yeah, like, hey, that's let's, what it let's, is. They want to get that magic over here, but seriously. coming, boys. Uh, uh, tie into a miniseries. But, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go off. But what did you give this, Reggie? So, like I said, you know, this, I do feel like this is a good value. If you're already a big fan of Batgirl, I think you, you could be reading this and enjoying it to a pretty good degree. There is something weirdly off about it, and I think you might be right, Jim, that this was truncated kind of at the end, although not Sometimes you yeah, read the issue. It's not it's that so bad. Obvious, and you're just like, yeah. oh my god, this, they changed. They changed the story ten pages in. This isn't that bad. And, and like, like I say, old I, lady Harley. Later, right? we kind of had that idea. Yeah, but, but, something, something funny yeah. happened. But you can tell. Uh, but I, I still think this is a pretty good thing. And again, so far, two, three issue arcs. You know, that's something yeah, I you love, like that. Love to see. So I ended up giving this a seven out of ten. I'm giving it a six five. I mean, I'm saying all this stuff. I didn't mind it. It's it's okay. And and for what Batgirl is and what we want her to be, this is a lot better than what we were getting before. I, I still like Marguerite Scott. Uh, at least she is doing some, you know, detective work. Even when she's a, it was funny earlier in the thing when she's just going through the vents, and it didn't even really <laughs> seem to matter what, to be in the vents. And then she's like, "Hey, Bart, I'm going to be in the vents right up there again, <laughs> doing uh, vent business." I, just, up here. Like, I thought it was hilarious that she she was peeking in, like peeking and listening through the vents, but it really she didn't need to be in them. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like it. I also do like now with izzy at the end with that flip-flop kind of throws it out but i do like the idea 
that we don't get a lot of in, in Batgirl, where this is almost like a Superman-type deal, where we are getting that Barbara Gordon and Batgirl difference, where people might like Batgirl, but the same person also hates Barbara. Right, yeah. They don't understand. They don't know it's that. And I do like that. I kind of wish that Batgirl would go, after reading this, kind of go like – Almost like she's a, a little bit of a, a flaky girl, which she does kind of go with this, but I'd like it more because I like that having both Barbara and Batgirl in a book in the same scenario type deal that we don't really get a ton of, usually in this. And, you know, Hope Larson or whatever, it was almost, you know, 90% just Batgirl running around and stuff like that. And anytime Barbara would show up was just so that she could let somebody sleep on her couch and, and turn into a villain. <laughs> and that's been going back since Burnside Batgirl as well. But I, I do like it enough. What about you, Eric? I'm going to give this issue a 6 out of 10, and while I like the majority of the art, Barbara Gordon's face bothered me throughout the entire goddamn thing. But the thing the thing that really lowered my score, besides for things just coming to a head a little bit too quick here, like Cormorant's here, you know, the whole idea that Barbara Gordon – I'm like, I like what Marguerite Scott's doing, all right? It's, it's actually yeah. a new era of background for me, but when you have the character stop what she's doing to check her cell phone where she gets so shot she can in the get back – I'm like, this is this Burnside backer all over again. And this is yeah. what I hated about the character. Don't do this. However, at least if you're do- like doing it to show, this is why we don't do this in superhero books. Yeah. It just, it's just odd to me, but it really, this issue didn't like as wrong term would say, it didn't press me too much. It didn't it's just press that- you. <laughs> There's elements to it. It's just Cormorant seemed like a big deal coming in with this whole Alejo bit and this like, you know, this political race that we have going on. This just felt way smaller than it should have for all the setup we had to the story. I put six out of ten. So what you're telling me by the end, you didn't get cited. You, you weren't I didn't get cited. cited. <laughs> it didn't press me, Jim. It didn't it, press me. It didn't press me either. Uh, Eric and me are at work sometimes, Reggie, and, and wrong term will say things. And I'll just like, he sees us looking till I'll just look over at Eric and just shake my head at oh. these mispronunciations or as he might call them, pronunciations. I don't know, I don't know what word. he'd say. Anything, right. with no an, anything with an X at the beginning, it, 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 he doesn't, anything he doesn't like that. Anything with more than one syllable. Yeah. Yeah. That's my it, constipation. Like, it's like, hey, is that crement? Um, excrement? Yeah, crement. I there you go. say that, but that's, that's the he type would. of thing that he said. That's what he would do. Guys, with your He's fancy so, syllables, come on now. It's like, so you know, instead of experience, I don't have the experience. I don't have the experience. He will say, also, I love when he starts giving, like, like not slogans, but catchphrases and things like that. Like, you know, he would be like, you know what they say, like a bird in the bush with your hands. Nice. Like, he'll say shit like, what did he say that there's going to be a, a, what did he say when he's leaving? And be, I think he was trying to say a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it might have been a combination of rude awakening or they're going to rude the day. Yeah, and it was something oh, like they're gonna was rude the awakening. Rude the yeah, it's going to be a rude day. It's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's he, no he, he ends up, he he ends yeah, up hearing things and and just he amalgams them up. But speaking of amalgams, let's hey. get on to the next book, which does have some sort of deals going on. And what is that, Reggie? It is the Terrifics number 13. Storytellers are Joe Bennett and Jeff Lemire, inking and coloring by Dexter Vines and Mike Spicer. 
It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Three cheers for all. Hip hop hooray. The gang is back together and here to stay. Unless they break up another time, then back together for another rhyme. The FF is what the terrifics resemble, but with them, it's always Avengers assemble. It's like a team that's always severed and perpetually getting back together. Yes. And yeah, and this is, it's weird because this appears to me it's to be like the penultimate we, issue. Like issue. Issue three of yeah. uh, the team and, getting and back together. Also, it does seem like this is Jeff Lemire and he is leaving the book. So it's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to leave the book. I don't want to leave it with them being miserable and apart. So I'm going to get the team back together just so at the end I can have my victory lap and get out of here. But then the book continues uh, with Gene Luan Yang. And uh, it just, I don't know why. I, I mean, really yeah, don't know Jeff, why. Jeff Lemire introduces, or I guess Jeff and Joe, uh, both of them, introduce yeah. a few new wrinkles in the story. We have, uh, uh, what's uh, Plastic Man's son's name? Offspring. Jake, right? Uh, yeah. Meeting, meeting Luke. with Luke, meeting with Lin, Lina or Linya. Yeah, yeah, Phantom, Phantom Girl. Like, yeah, they they look like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, you got uh, Mr. Terrific meets his uh, wife on another, on Earth 23, and she's got... T cubes and that's kind of cool, but really it's more of the same stuff we I've gotten for like issue after issue constantly. It's like this team has never ever really gotten together, and then you know now they've been severed and they're this is like they're first starting to get back together in issue thirteen again. Uh, But one thing I got to say about this issue off the top, and you might disagree, and if you do, you're wrong. It is beautiful. This is is one of the few issues of a comic i would say and really also because it's three bucks this is worth a look man i'm telling you this has got some very special artwork and it's some really kind of pan away from Linia's face sometimes you're gonna have her on there i'm not you know but some of these some of these splash pages man so uh, i love when when they're uh she and his wife are diving through dimensions even though it's sort of a rip it kind of has a golden age feel to it it kind of reminds me of like golden age hawk man in a way but yeah. uh when they're going, when they're going through those other dimensions, even though you only see a little tease of it, which is like the nature of this book, just to always tease you with all this other cool stuff that you never get to fully see. I think they look spectacular and overall. Yeah, but Reggie, Earth twenty nine should be destroyed now because of what Bizarro did to his own planet. Well, you know, there. I don't. I don't know if that was really factored <laughs> yeah. into this old uh, thing here. I, I didn't go to my multiverse dictionary to double check to make sure it was all no, you correct. Didn't. But, uh, you know, I, I like the stuff between Mr. Terrific, Michael Holt. But and Reggie. Yeah. yeah. I should. Yeah, I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I wasn't saying much, but I do like the art, except I don't like Phantom Girl's look. I think she looks like she, her weird face at points throws me off. But other than that, I think it's great. Kind of the porcelain the face. Terri- yeah, yeah. The terrific stuff. Uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Terrific, that stuff looks awesome, and it's really good, and I like the idea of them, you know, being together and kind of working out that deal of like, hey, how did you die? And my, uh, we both died the same way, that's cool, uh, but uh, you don't really get much at the no, end of this no, issue, because of that's the, the, the problem. The whole thing is where, where they're talking about the idea, oh, I lost my Michael of this world, or I lost my Patricia of the, my world, kind of thing, and they're going through, you want more of a connection to this thing, but instead of the whole thing, like, all right, let's get some pages going by hopping through multi, you know, like yeah. uh, different multiverse earths yeah, kind of thing. To get it's away. It's cool to see. To get away, but I'm saying it's cool to see, but it does nothing for the story that we're but, dealing and, with. And, and even running. with that, 
they know that it's not going to work. Michael no. knows. He says they're tracking us. He can track us. I know. So they keep doing it just for the fun of it. That, that's basically. I mean, what honestly, it is. how many times have we seen that in this? You think that'd be a very special thing, jumping through multiverses? Yeah. Like no. the old, it's like the oldest thing now. It's like okay, so yeah, you jump through multiverses. Yeah. Normally, this do. would have been something that would really <laughs> knock your socks off. I don't wear socks. So the I, first okay. time, the first time I was like, oh, that's awesome. They're going. Now I'm like, ah, that, that's cool. Cool, you know, I wish the whole thing when you, when you get to like, first when he's actually the first the first one's freaking you know Commandi's world but when you get to Earth yeah. five it's that one little panel but it's it's Thunder World Shazam's like Captain Marvel's world and all you get to see is a lightning bolt going down in the distance like there was nothing even to the, yeah, this panel nothing. to make you even think it was Thunder World if you didn't know no. Nope. I, I do like the Bizarro world. I like that. Of gone, Jim. I know. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I, I actually wish, too, that uh, Mrs. Terrific would have play fair on her jacket. I don't know why, but I would have liked that little twist. A little reverse, uh, yeah. Yes, a little reverse. Since she has the cubes, not the balls. You know, the, the tea balls that Eric likes to talk about all the time. He, he loves the tea balls, he yeah. says to me. Yeah, he but it, with well, the tea balls, actually, right? Yeah, with, yeah the, Eric can't hit a tea ball. There's no way. Oh. There's no way you could. You can't see. And there was no way you were wearing glasses to any sort of game, you stinker. Uh, yeah, you, you play tea ball out right field there, fatty. You, oh. you go in here, oh. man, and you do have the team getting back together. You have the, the terrifics. But other than that, the big thing is... Plastic Man's son making googly eyes at mm -hmm. Phantom Girl, who has just ran away from her arranged wedding that she didn't want to be a part of, and now uh -oh. she can have her fun. Yeah, and that's all it is. That's all it is to me. And it hey, is it's something, a, though. I mean, you know what no, I mean? It it's, is. Up, to, up till now, they've just been characters. But here's the thing is, <laughs> Jeff Lemire, at one point, he does write things way ahead. You know that, Reggie. Yeah, You've okay. talked to the guy on in the Cosmic Treadmill with you and Chris. You talk to him. He does, He says he writes things well ahead. So when he was writing these issues, you know, he, he didn't know at when he was going to leave when he left if it would continue. So he's not really, I don't think, going to set too much up for the next run. They might have something at the end, an epilogue type of deal. But he is writing this to get the gang back together, get them all, you know, great and whatever, yeah. and have an ending so they can all cheer and have a nice victory lap and say we're friends and, you know, we'll always be together. We're terrific. Da, da, da. Oh, and then we'll go from there. So together. just this issue is that penultimate issue of just getting things in line. And it just kind of was boring to me. And it's weird because, like you said, you're seeing all these multiverses and things like that. But after all the non-issues we've had, this isn't going to wow me. Though I do think it sets up what will probably be a decent enough last issue of his. Kind of just fun and games and, yeah. and see how it goes. So I'm looking forward to that. And th this book, again, it never irritates me because I, I read it very quickly. I do like the characters, but we haven't really gotten a taste of anything with these characters. I even just like the idea that Rex shows up here. Like, oh, man, you're metamorphosed again. Yeah, he's like, now yeah. he's Rexamorphosed. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, well, being Rex is kind of boring. That's <laughs> yeah. all it was. So I'm like, cool. okay. Yeah, I'm like, all right. But, I do uh, like the fact that too. Offspring, you know, likes Rex Mason more than he likes his own father. And it seems yeah, like well, that's going to be would... a thing where they talk about, you know, they're going to hang out and Rex's own is going to yeah. be like a surrogate father figure. Oh, well, really? Like. Who is who is who would like Plastic Man? I mean, really, that would be a stretch. Lenny uh, likes him. I, I just made a joke. 
Very, because, very good. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, anything else more to say about uh, it? I, not really. Again, though, I got to say, I, I personally think this artwork is spectacular. And I, re- I really implore people, at least give it a look. I don't know. I don't really know Joe Bennett super well. He's done other work for DC that I can think of and maybe, but I've never seen his work like this. It has a really classic, good golden age feel, not a crude golden age feel, a golden age if they, you know, were knew what they were doing and weren't like, uh, working in sweatshops basically. So, yeah. uh, you know, this, this was sort of a weird turnaround because remember we were like, I told you guys last time, I was like, ah, if this book gets better, I'll let you know. We can cover it again. And uh, I do think this issue is a little better than the last one. And it was, uh, of the three issues I reviewed this week, I gave it the highest score. But i got to say, a full point to that could easily be for the art, because, again, I was very stunned. And uh, I ended up giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I'm going to go 6.5, again, just like Batgirl. And it's, you know, this series I, I pretty much checked out of, you know, for the most part. But, I mean, we talk about it and I read it, but I can't say I enjoy it. It's just there for me. I want to like it more. This does give me a hope of a good last issue, though. I want to see more of these character moments and not just like, I mean, and even this, we get, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Terrific here. And it's not enough yet, but at least it's not just Michael walking around going, yup, that car crashed. Yeah. We got that for so long. So at least we're getting something yeah. different here. I did want more, and it's a shame because he's going to be going off the book. Maybe Gene Luen Yang will focus more on the characters because I really think there's – I mean there are cool characters. I sure. don't just think there are. This is a cool team, but it, it seemed to just rely on that Fantastic Four you know, kind of vibe for too long. And, and, and by the, the end of that, yeah, and by the end like, of that, we never really had anything to go from there. So yeah. I'm going to give it a six, five. What about you, Eric? I'm giving this a six out of 10, because while I really enjoyed the art, there wasn't a lot to this issue. You know, let's traverse the multiverse and let fans have their wow moment to it. And also let's get the band back together, which isn't that big of a deal because we haven't really seen the band do anything in the first yeah. place. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I need, I need more out of this comic because this starting over at issue 12 and 13 isn't doing it for me, even though you have some interesting characters coming in, like, you know, Mrs. Terrific and, you know, um, like Offspring coming in. Phantom Boy. Yeah, I don't need any of that. Actually, I do like the (laughs) Dreadfuls a whole lot. It's just they don't do a lot here. Yeah, but we didn't see them much. Yeah, we didn't see them much. I love those guys they barely yeah. do anything no i know we need more of them too <laughs> i like when you see metal morpho kind of like grab one of them through the through the portal but there's just this yeah. is not a ton there there really isn't it's no too bad. no so uh we're gonna go off now to some mail but when we come back from the mail reggie what are you and chris talking about uh what are we talking about is it uh books of magic number five i believe it is books of magic <laughs> number five you you get a little ahead uh, with all the recording yeah. so you never know and that's what I'm happens when you record 17 podcasts a week you, you start to get you know twisting and turning <laughs> in your mind uh but yeah we'll be going off the mail then coming back with books of magic number five and then a bunch of other books as well yo it's mail call
is Mail with Eric, but it's also Mail with Adam, who starts us off, oh. with Bryce fucking Harper. Oh, Eric. Bryce Harper. It got to the point where I didn't care how much money we had to give Bryce. Just get him here. And they did, obviously. Adam is in the Philadelphia area as much as we are. I've always kind of hated him. And I thought the best thing that ever happened was when Cole Hamels pegged him during Harper's rookie year and then admitted he <laughs> did it on purpose after the game. LMAO. And I, I never liked Bryce either. I thought he was a jerk. But... He's now our jerk, Eric. But the guy comes here, and the first thing he does is pick number three. He didn't pick number 34 because he wanted Roy Holiday to be the last one to wear it in a Phillies uniform. I ended up sending Adam a deal and said, that's not true. Four other people have worn it since. So he said, oh, my, change it so I don't look like an asshole. He he did pick (laughs) it so that since Roy Holiday died, tragically, nobody's worn it. And, in fact, the Phillies themselves – put like a moratorium on that number for the 2018 season. They would not allow anybody to do it. It's leading to them being, uh, they're going to retire it. And, oh, yeah. and that would be, it would be weird for Bryce to have it. And then the middle of the season, all of a sudden they retire it and he's got to change it anyway. <laughs> so it's cool. He's got number three, pulling at my heartstrings. I love you, Bryce. In 13 years when we are still paying him 22 million as he uses his walker <laughs> to approach the plate. I hope I think this moment in the multiple championships we've seen him holding in a boat or a bus or whatever down Broad Street. Man, how about the free agents wanting to come to Philly? Alshon Jeffrey loves it here. I love Alshon. A big dick Nick loved it here. Kelsey and Graham just re-signed. That's a Eagles thing. No, no, no. Kelsey Grammer. Uh, Because they love it here. Embiid love it here, even though I don't want him. Le'Veon Bell seems like he wants to come here. This city also, he's not even mentioning like a Jimmy Butler. And uh, this city is going to see a a shit ton of playoff games for years to come. That'd be awesome. Um, you guys down with the TTP? Best yeah, podcast you know this side of Delaware. Love you guys and thank you, Adam. And the next is Wolf Del Cypher. Co. And Wolf Cypher, this is chapter three. Does it rhyme? And it, it does. Uh, it but does. also, we're going to have some dialogue and I'm going to give a synopsis of it, but I will put the full dialogue in the Patreon show notes so people can go and look at that when I put this up as a Patreon early access. There. Chapter three, does it rhyme? Dear Jim and Eric and everyone in the Dead Flesh crew. Now he wants me to insert a song here. That's, <laughs> that's going a little. So he's going to get a special get a shout out now. here. Here's Wolf Cypher. He's going to get this, which I think he'll enjoy anyway. Who else in the level car say yeah? Yeah. 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 Eric, I just had an epiphany. You didn't sound like you were that into that. Here we Who go. Who else yeah. in the level car say yeah? Yeah, that sounds you know, you're depressing me. It's like LeBron James. That's all you got there. LeBron James. LeBron James. I just had an epiphany. DC Rebirth isn't too dissimilar to Marvel's Heroic Age nonsense. The Heroic Age was a brand and era during 2010 where Marvel promised to bring back light into the bleak, dark world of the Marvel Universe, where the story would go back to heroes trusting each other instead of fighting each other and the villains wouldn't always win, as they had during their Dark Reign days and the events that led up to Dark Reign. It's been a while, but I swear I remember not that many months into the so-called Heroic Age. Marvel kind of forgot this huge status quo and the comics kind of just went slipped right back, back. Does chocolate rain? Does this not sound like what DC Ultimate did with Rebirth? Rebirth. Is that that how it goes there? (laughs) The love, hope, and marriage family and that jazz that fizzled out. I mean, you guys at the Let's Fresh Nude poop poop. Have been saying that the books have been nothing but doom and gloom and honestly did anything Rebirth built towards actually get resolved. No. No. Both Heroic Age, maybe a little bit of the Ryan Choi stuff. 
and kind of. <laughs> I'm not going back age, to the microverse. You can go screw heroic yourself. age and DC Rebirth promise a shining new destination at the end of the road. We never got to that destination. I mean, it would be Where's one Jackson thing Hyde? if we actually got him. Who knows? Got the kind of status quo promised to us. Then we shook things up again. But dark stories and life changing tragedies. Boy, I books, I guess. But we never got to have these heroic, focused, hopeful legacy stories. I love when people who aren't reading comics where somebody and this happened last week on Twitter. I think. I mentioned it last podcast where somebody's like, man, this rebirth isn't doing well. I wish they, we, they'd get back to that. And then some guy just pops in. Oh, what? It's not light enough for you. I'm like, no, no, you, you're not reading. That's what they're saying. They want it light. Stop. Go and read Marvel then. Snowflake. I'm like, oh I am a snowflake. I am one of classic I'm individual. I'm an individual here. I was at work, and, and the, the best thing was that was my tweets. I'm, I'm reading right now. <laughs> go and go, go to hell, bruh. Bra. Why don't you go read Xenoscope then? Is that what they who say? Who reads Xenoscope? <laughs> Some people do. Sure, you want sure. the you want the hope and glory? Why don't you go and read? Why don't you go and read Titan comics? I was at work listening to your latest episode when I realized that we're only at Batman 65. How the hell much longer is this Tom King run going to last? Yeah. yeah it's it's going yeah. to now. I think it's 105 it's about, now. About 40 more issues. Yeah, yeah. It's a, exactly. I think it is 105 now because of the ones he wasn't on. He wants to make sure he has this 100. This is his legacy. Is there a he character? He wants to make sure he completely you burns this to the ground. You there, bro? Go read IDW. Is there a guarantee that he's leaving after issue 100, or is that just what everyone is telling themselves? He said that, so we'll see. Because I swear this lead up to issue 100 feels like an eternity. It didn't feel like it took that long to get to 50 issues, but that was probably because I was still reading his run during those issues. It wasn't until issue 49 that I stopped his running stop right before (laughs) where most people jumped off. Now I'm just sitting here wondering if I'll ever want to read the main Batman book again. Which Tom King Batman dialogue do you prefer? Does this rhyme? And he has these options, but you want to read a Batman book? Why don't you go read the Boom Comics? Is that what they say on Twitter? Batman over there. What's that? You call that the Captain Terrifics? I hate you. There's Twitter. Are you drunk while you're tweeting? What's happening? I, I am a drunk tweeter. Uh, they should have a another button that you have to press a second button that actually is hooked up to a straw to make sure you're not drunk when you tweet. How about that? Is that a good thing that you should set up? So then I'm typing, yeah, you, you like you want, the Captain You want a Twitter breathalyzer? Why don't you go and jump in the pools? Yeah, you should have a Twitter breathalyzer. What's that? You like Bryce Harper? Yeah, that's not what you were saying when you saw that movie. These are just random tweets that I've done. I don't know what's happening. That's someone. You like the sliders. I don't like that, Doctor Who. There you go. Another tweet. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, yes. He has some options of dialogue. Which ones do you like? I said, I'm going to put these in full on the Patreon, but I will read some. Option A, Catwoman. They can have my life without parole, but I want tonight. Batman, you'll run. Catwoman, no, I I won't. Batman, you will because you're a cat. Catwoman, you'll chase. I'm getting mixed up now. Batman, I'll chase Catwoman because you're a bat. 
And I think things got screwed up there a little. Then Catwoman says, is this every night? Batman says, no, most nights. And other nights, I prepare. You prepare for what? Most nights. Do you ever get tired? Sometimes. So then what do you do? I prepare. There you go, Eric. That's that's the one. Here's option B. Batman. Beast. Beast. Uh, Beast. Batman. Batman. Beast. Batman, KGB's ugh. Batman, hmm. KGB's ugh. <laughs> this sounds like Eric and Jess making love, is what this is. Here it is. This is not completely uh, quiet. How uh, dare you? Ugh. Uh, is it in? Shut up. Ah. Don't bother me. Oh. Whoa. Hey. Chatterbait. The end. There you go. And he says the very best of Tom King. It's like fucking poetry is what he says, Eric. But I will put the full deal in that. But if you like that, you like my rendition. I think that I did a very good job. I'm now going to tweet it out. You think what that are we talking I don't about? know how to talk? Then I'm going to show you what an orange is. There you go, Eric. Do you like that? How about that one guy who tweeted us and I showed you that guy? <laughs> that guy that I showed that video? you those videos. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually sound a little like him, right? I need to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. He might, when Wrong Turn eventually does leave work, when the piss test comes in and he passes with flying colors because he studied, uh, we'll be able to, we'll get that guy on. We'll get that guy on there. But that is the end of mail section number three. And we're going to go back to some books. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe section on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have today a book of magic to read today. Mm-hmm. We do. It's the fifth issue of Books of Magic, which, uh, if anything, uh, if we know anything, it means this is the uh, penultimate issue of this mm-hmm. arc, and uh, that'll be confirmed later. Uh, now, the story is called A Twist in the Narrative by Cat Howard, Tom Fowler, Jordan Boyd, and Todd Klein. And uh, if you remember last issue, we ended with Tim Hunter and Yo-Yo about to enter a door that uh, they claimed would lead into the Dreaming. And uh, as we open here, they enter into the Dreaming, and they descend down a long flight of floating steps. Now, this is kind of strange to Tim, because, uh, you know, the last time he was around, it was a far shorter trip. Uh, He just attributes this to the new guy in charge, and... uh, I don't know if that means Judge Gallows or if that means who we're going to meet uh, pretty soon. I think it means who. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we don't know when this is. Yeah. Uh, now, the stairs shatter when Tim reaches that fissure in the skies of the Dreaming, and Tim falls to the ground, and he notices that the place looks a whole lot different than it was last time around. And he also notes that those Soggies are uh, hanging around, and those are yeah. certainly a new addition. Uh, but undeterred, he presses on and heads into the library. And inside, he meets Eve, and uh, she tells him that Lucian, uh, the librarian he knows, is currently indisposed. And, uh, uh, you know, we we take that as meaning, uh, you know, shouldn't want to tell him that he's dead because he's, uh, he's currently yeah. dead, right? He's, he's definitely dead for now, but do, for now. do remember this is a comic book, and this is the dreaming, so I, I will guarantee dreaming. we won't ever see him again. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> now, she uh, she says that she might be able to help him, and, and she looks pretty brutal here. She does, yeah. 
It's it's rough. She's, she's not supposed to be pretty. That's her, that's the thing. But whatever. But I mean, this is just really. Hey, listen, rough. when you uh, when you're the first woman, you don't have to be hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, not a lot of competition. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, fellas. All right. Now Tim tells her that he seeks the books of magic. However, this here is a library of dreams, and these books were never written in the waking world. But that doesn't make them any less real to the ones that were. Uh, if you say so. So yeah. e- Eve tells Tim the story of the biblical Eve and her two sons. We know them as Cain and Abel, of course. This is the first time uh, Chris was making the Eve connection right here. I never thought about it. You never thought this is Sarah. This is the very first yeah. woman, the one made of a rib. Mm. Uh, the gist of the story is that it can be looked at in a couple of different ways, but they're both true. Tim sees it differently now and comes around to the idea that things in his own story might be different if he stops and think about how he looks at it. Uh, he's pleased with this outcome. He sets about to look for a way back home. He runs into the moth child thing from the end of the Dreaming Six, the thing that I'm pretty sure is in charge of the Dreaming now, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Something, someone's we in all, charge. We only saw it once. We only so saw like it the one time, page. and it babbled, and then told us it was crazy. So that's, that's what we know about it. Uh, and if, it does freak me out, I will say that. Uh, it's unpleasant to look at, yeah. It's it's almost like psychological thriller, like a moth with a baby's face kind of messes me up. <laughs> uh, they talk, uh, We I really couldn't make much of it. And I don't think, I don't think you're supposed to. I think this, is, this might be one of these things where, uh, you know, it'll be clearer later, maybe. But it's a lot because Tim like recognizes him. I do get the impression that Tim. Yeah, uh, it's almost like Tim looks at him and sees that it's that it's Daniel uh, dreaming, or maybe he recognizes the helm of the dreaming. I don't really get it. I mean, the helm is broken, but recognizes the person at the helm or the thing at the helm. It's too much. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I just don't really understand. Uh, and what what sucks is when this book opened, it's this super splash of these colorful psychedelic, oh, it's awesome yeah. super pages. Like it makes the dreaming look like you're walking into the Twilight Zone. Uh, and right about now, it just kind of like all the life drops out of the book. <laughs> uh, in fact, right after this part, of the moth uh, thing lets keep Kim, Tim keep one of the books he got from the library. Tim asks what the trick to reading it is, and it turns out there's no trick this time. You just flip the pages and uh, read it like a manga from back to front. Uh, Tim is told he can stay as long as he'd like, and that moth thing won't be giving him any nightmares. So that's nice of him. Yeah, and the moth says, like, uh, while he's away, he'll just look like he's offline or something. I I don't know if that's an impression that time moves differently here, but... uh... That other shoe was going to drop in just I mean, a bit. The, the, the ball had all this computeroso type stuff, but the thing is, like, I'm expecting to to know everything I need to know about that in this book. Yeah, you know, I don't feel sure. like I should. We should be bringing what we know from what we learned in the dreaming to this necessarily. To so this, that that's what sure. makes this really especially frustrating. For sure, for sure. Speaking of frustrating, we hop back to the mundane <laughs> world, and uh, that bully. I still don't know if we ever got a name for this guy, but uh, he tells Mister Davies, that creepy librarian, a little bit more about seeing Tim use magic. And Davies is like, "Hey, you, you think you might be able to get him to use it again? Because uh, if an authority figure sees Tim use it." He's in trouble. Mm-mm. And so the bully's on it. And he even taunts that girl who Tim's been sniffing around for the past few issues. Uh, he tells her that her boyfriend is going to be in trouble. And she says, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of her, Davies asks her, asks her to accompany him into his office. And once there, he traps her inside a book. He. Like, just sucks her inside of it. She's uh, there on a pair of pages there. Uh, and he threatens to do the same to uh, to Tim. To Tim. And, 
we hop back into the dreaming, and Tim is being told a story by Cain and Abel. And I, I like this part a lot because uh, it gets to a moment where they where they don't know the ending because <laughs> people people usually don't hang around the dreaming that long. They usually pop in and out, so they never need to come up with right, an ending. Right, right, yeah, it's true. That's how dreams are, you know. Yeah. But Tim's just laying there, lounging out in the grass, waiting for them to finish the story. But it turns out that this isn't even Cain or Abel. This is actually Brute and Glob. And it's revealed here that Tim has been away for two or three days. So kind of goes against the uh, just being offline sort of thing. This is actually him being somewhere else while time is passing, Yeah, at least I think. Uh, Now, Tim flips out because he knows he should have been home a long time ago, but he can't find a way out. And so he's approached by a kindly raven who tells him that Yo-Yo the Owl is the key to getting out, and he wishes him luck because he's going to need it. And I don't think this is Matthew the Raven, right? I think this is the... the it had a different voice. Word different, balloons, like, yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. That's what made me think it was another... They look, all the Ravens look the same, pretty much. But yeah. This does see... And this all didn't... This all it was prominence. It was Lucifer that started with all the, the Ravens, the Mermaid Were they were eating ravens. the Ravens? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting, getting my books mixed up here. But anyway, uh, Ravens are obviously a big deal to these... Uh, interconnected dreaming books and uh here's another one to help tim out so uh yeah that was this was one that started real promising until almost exactly when the preview pages ended funnily <laughs> enough it was like five pages in what it was like it just went it just kind of took a tank and it was like i liked i liked a lot of aspects of it you know i, I liked the story with Cain and abel uh sure. i liked his interaction with eve okay uh mm-hmm. and you know getting clarification i didn't really feel one way or another about the moth thing, but this still feels like we're just kind of running in place more, just waiting for something to happen. Uh, what, what was mm-hmm. your take on it? Well, we were like looking at like, we've got four books here and they're and the, the timelines are all over the place here. Cause uh, like, I, I don't know. Cause I even asked you since you, you know more about this whole line than I do. I asked if this moth child thing is, could be a reference to anything from the nineties into the two thousands that I might not know about because I think we're supposed to know about it. I, I don't know anything. I mean, when I really think about it, I think there may have been references to moths before, you know what I mean? But I'm not, <laughs> Not this moth. Not that I would remember. It, it would have been something and, and so we're, ancillary. We're calling it, and we're calling it a moth just from our own sort of vision here, because it might not even be. I mean, I, I just don't know. And it, and it just seems like there sh- this should be a little bit tighter than it is, because, uh, like, if you were just reading this book, you wouldn't know what the hell you were looking at. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't think, I mean, these these are expensive books. I mean, that's 12 bucks a month that you need to follow all these books to get a reference to a thing that might make sense or might be meaningful. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I just don't know. And it, it just seems like we have uh, the, the, the House of Secrets that, that there's no mention of a boat being anywhere. So we got to assume that she's gone <laughs> or I mean, just it's just so wonky. I the mean, the thing about going. that is, is that we know that, you know, if they made it so that boat had landed in the dreaming, but, you know, they don't mention it all the time. That's that's whatever. But that's, we know yeah. we know that it landed right next to the library, right there, you know, like right next to everything. So <laughs> it's like every time we see the library, and we don't see it. It's like but we also know she did shove off. Last she issue to somewhere, you know, whatever. Yeah. We don't know what happened or whether it's going to end up. So, I mean, that's you know, I could accept wacky, you know, time differences. Hmm. I, I would accept, say, that this was 
two months into, you know, since the last issue of The Dreaming, especially if they would sure. help us by saying that, for example. But that, <laughs> We're but saying then you, just after issue six. But well, then, it has to be after issue six because of the moth. Because the moth. But, but I would even, yeah. you know, they could even say it was much longer. But you could even let let us know in the narrative by letting us know some information that we that we didn't have before, you know what I mean, uh, that we need to, to understand what this moth is and what, you know what I mean? Like we're as clueless in this book as we are in the dreaming about what the hell the moth is about. And that's doesn't seem like good storytelling to me. Uh, in fairness, in fairness, there were only four editors on this. Book. <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, you can't expect them to catch everything. Well, I, I just think this should have been tighter. I do agree. I, I, I think as we say a lot, it's a, for a lot of comics, what we're seeing is a very expanded six issue arc yes. here. Yes. Uh, already, my feeling is there are already two two issues in here that essentially Tim just ran back and forth from school to home a couple of times, and <laughs> that's right. That's, that's really all that happened. You know, it's like <laughs> little things happen in between, but you could you could have easily put them into one issue. And uh, yeah, I think we're just falling victim to a very expanded arc. Uh, and I bet, and I have a feeling next issue is going to explain everything very similarly to the way all of a sudden we <laughs> Lucifer su- number five exactly yeah. <laughs> suddenly it was like oh suddenly we, now we know everything that's going on and, and it was really annoying because we had no like clues to it where it would come up so exactly. uh, yeah you know this, this series though is is less disappointing to me than Lucifer in that it's just more mediocre you know what I mean it's more sort of status it's, quo it's hard to get mad at yeah it's it, just there it looks nice and like i say those those preview pages i loved them i loved uh the yeah that uh, outer limits twilight zone wacky it was so colorful the eyeballs so in the sky and the yeah. cracks oh, that was really cool i like I, that a lot i was enjoying that but it was it was short-lived uh <laughs> what are we giving this in the written world uh we're giving this a uh seven out of ten uh just a mediocre score for an overall mediocre ratio i call that you know to me that's mediocre high you know but i would give it i would go the same way because it's just it's nothing to be mad at yet you know no, uh we no. we ended up being or i ended up at least being a little more mad at lucifer last time because <laughs> i felt a little bait and switch so far yeah, we're, sure. so far we haven't gotten the switch we, you know, <laughs> not <don't>, yet <laughs> we, you know if we got the bait we haven't gotten the switch so i'm not mad but i definitely do feel like this is a lot of money to be reeling out on a story that we just don't really know what the hell's happening yet so uh Hopefully this will uh, wrap up so lovely in the sixth issue that we will forget all of our uh, negative <laughs> comments giving, and feelings yes. and we will be on board 100 uh, percent. We're recording this a little earlier in the week than even even usually when we record earlier. So we're not positive, but next week we're pretty sure we're going to get the dreaming number seven. Probably we have no reason to believe that we won't. They haven't missed a week yet, even on the nope. weird fifth weeks, which is now these books are now like sort of off from where they were right wasn't it i guess no, it's still, it's i think no we, we we corrected at the end of january yes, well, that's what uh, happened, we had well, that, two books of magic right right yeah. right that's what did it so uh all right yeah well, we are course corrected on uh mm-hmm. the Sandman <laughs> universe uh if the book doesn't come out though then we'll talk to you another time but there you are <laughs> uh if it does we'll talk to you next week but i think that's all we got from this week chris got anything else for him no that'll do it well until next time folks i want you to keep it uh, dreamy What's up, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I am here today to uh, talk to you about Batman Beyond number 29, uh, written by Dan Jurgens, pencils by Brett Booth, ink by Norm Ratman, and colorist Andrew Dollhouse, and then letterer Travis Lanham. 
And uh, this is the, the final joke. This is the conclusion of the final joke. Uh, though I think, as it says at the end of the issue, uh, Last Rites is the next one. So I think that's technically part of the arc or whatever. Um, before we get into it, always talk about the covers. Uh, the normal cover, uh, I over there, there's nothing mechanically wrong with it at the very least. Is it is it my favorite thing ever? No. I do think it's very indicative of what you get in the issue, at least the theme-wise. So, I mean, that's – I appreciate it when the covers are on – maybe not showing something from the issue, but at least on theme and they're not misleading. Uh, the variant's actually pretty fun, though. Um, the variant – it's Batman, you know, flying. He's, go, he's going downwards, uh, trying to avoid the Joker who is just, like, throwing tons and tons of different, like, sharp dives and weapons at him. It's – I'm very happy with the covers this month. Um so we pick up, we start the issue, and uh, well, I'm going to definitely be getting the things I really don't like in this ish- issue. I, I want to make clear, there's a lot of things I really do like. I just don't think it comes together as a comprehensive whole. That said, we start off with a, a nine-panel uh, page, like a nine-panel grid page. And this is how you do one. This is how you do one really, really well. It's Joker talking, kind of, uh, kind of to his lackeys. Kind of just, it, it's him, and he he's talking about kind of the stuff like, oh, you know, how he misses the old days, the good times. They were they were the best, you know, exploding cigars, and stuff. And, and he's very animated, just kind of moving around. Though we see um, in the first panel, he's reaching into, uh, like, he's reaching into his pocket of his jacket. Um, well, I guess it's, it's not even the same side, so ignore that part. Basically, he, he's kind of dumping some pills, like three pills, into his hand in one of the early panels and then swallows them quickly. Even looks like he has a glass of water. And then he kind of goes back into it. And, and that's a very important thing that we're going to get to later because this is foreshadowing something. And while I think it, it, this page is do, it, it does it well, that is not the issue. But as I said, we'll get to it. So it, it's really good. It's really animated. It's really a fun page just as he keeps talking about stuff. Um, and basically like what he's going to do and just, he even kind of makes a joke about, you know, when he beat, uh, Jason, like I never did get the, or the dry cleaner never did get, uh, my suit clean after that. Um, however, he's like today, you know, I'm a come time for my comeback to prove I'm not a one hit wonder, even though he'll later bring up some other things. And it's like, okay, so screwing with the bat family really, I wouldn't say is your greatest stuff, especially even in this continuity, but or at least the instances that you're bringing up here, but whatever. Um, but he's saying, you know, uh, that he's, uh, you know, he's the very best that there ever was. And, and Robin will have to do. And then we get to the next page, which has the, uh, the, the credits on it. And he's like, I'm going to bash your head. And to Robin, who is just basically chained up, he's sitting there, his suits damaged though. His, his wings are damaged and they're still out, which I guess means they're pretty darn damaged because they won't retract. Um, but I don't know. I feel like he should be able to get out of this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> then Robin just kind of blurts out, "Is like, think again, Joker. Batman will be here any second. And it's just, and then even Joker just kind of like puts the crowbar that he has in hand just over his shoulder. And he's just very like calmly and casually. He's like, no, 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 he won't. Like, that, you know, old Bats isn't coming this, like he didn't come the first time. The new one's, you know, he's he's not coming now. Like the the tracking thing in your suit's busted. Like pfft. he's he's just like not even really taking him seriously. Like the look in his face is very like 
okay, this kid, I'm just dealing with this kid now. Um, and he pretty much is like, you know what, kid, you're, you're a goner. And he still, Joker still, throughout all this, he still has that little camera that he had from the last issue where he's kind of broadcasting this to everybody. Um, but he, but, you know, uh, he pretty much said, you know, this will be, you know, I'll be broadcasting this worldwide, which I, I don't know how much world is there because we keep making references to things that can only happen with Brother Eye Invasion, but then it didn't happen, but it did, and I don't know anymore. Um, but, but it could also be the expression. Um, so it pretty much is like, you know what? Like, but before we do all this, like, I still have a question for you. The, the Bruce you're communicating with, Bruce who? Uh, and I, 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 I feel like I explained it last time. I have a problem with the whole Bruce who. It's like, okay, first of all, even if you didn't know who he was, who you did, you, you kind of – not even kind of. You – we went over that last time. Basically, the first arc of this volume – uh, a piece that he even refers back to in one of the earlier issues, this arc. Joker acknowledges that he knows that he that he knows that Bruce's bat was the original Batman. But also, you're in Gotham. If, if it's Bruce something, I, I would think your first assumption is Bruce Wayne, and then you know work down from there. But whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah. So Robin's giving a silent treatment. He's like, silent treatment. Eh? He's like, you know what? Like, I'll make you talk. Better yet, I'll make, I'll make you scream. And that part, like, overall, except for my, my real problem with, you know, him not knowing who Bruce is, I, I, I think that entire kind of opening of this chapter is great. <laughs> and then we run into a very interesting problem. And when I go over the entire, like, arc, kind of including the, the next months, or I guess later this month, because I was wrong, I won't, there's not going to be two reviews in February. There'll be two reviews on in March. Um, but it Batman, who, who's flying in the air next to uh, Dick Grayson, who's in the Batmobile, he's like, "What do you mean you can't find Matt? Like, how is it possible, Bruce?" And um, I, I feel like just some like they were they not communicating because because Joker through all this he's back at the apartment like he's back at like wherever they were before which was it seemed like a, a ways away um he, he's there and all of the uh all of his minions and stuff the uh the throwbacks are there um but last time we saw him like last issue ended with them pretty much like no them actually right where uh the fighting was right where the fighting was um because he had to get robin or because Joker had gone and he had uh, grabbed Robin. Or where, I guess, Robin had landed. Uh, but yeah, so it just, it feels like, okay, over here, like, time has passed and now they're doing all this stuff. But then when you get back over here and it's like, so did, did like, Batman, did Terry not, like, ask Bruce or, like, what happened? There's a time thing here that feels like we, we, we've, we've skipped around in, in a wrong way. And I'm just, it, it was very jarring to me and then pretty much bruce explains like hey you know like just because i i you know the signal from his suit is gone doesn't mean he's dead in fact bruce is pretty confident he's alive um uh and bruce is still back at the cave or but is still in the cave with dick grayson's daughter who i'm frantically looking up the name because just uh it's uh elena 
Yeah, and in the background you see the Beyond suit, which I have to. I feel like this is probably an art mistake, or this is supposed to be like the the suit right before the Beyond suit in the in the suitcase or suitcases or the standing cases for the suits. Um, <laughs> and once again, Dick Grayson is basically just like is is not helpful. He's not helpful, and yeah. So pretty much Bruce is having him keep continuing to, you know, track, you know, fly through the city. You know, maybe maybe the tracker on his suit is is just damaged, but it's just weak, and you'll pick it up when you get closer. They don't know. Um, uh, then Elena is like, I wish there was something I could do. And, and once again, it's basically – I don't know. They, she's used as kind of a set piece. She's not really a character as much as she is a, a transition for people because she says, oh, I wish I could, there was something more I could do. And then Bruce you know, basically says, I, I hate that I can't help out. Old age is quite the curse, Elena. And she's like, you have a weak heart, Mr. Wayne. It's like blah, blah, blah. It's like this is exposition and this is, this is setting up something. Yes, we've established that Bruce has a weak heart. Um, that's something from the show. That's another thing that we have – that we've brought him back uh, or that has been a part of this continuity since he's been back. But it just – it's setting something up. And then uh, from behind them, they get a yoo-hoo because they, they've turned around and they're sitting away from the back computer. They turn around and uh, Joker is now broadcasting again. And he's like, hello. And he basically is like taunting Gotham like, you know, we have a – I'm interrupting a special report, you know, for a special feature. It's like, why? A uh, matter of life and death. And he kind of presents a coffin with a tarp over that reads uh, Dead Bird Boy. Um, and uh, it's funny because we don't get a reaction from Terry here, but we get a reaction from uh, Bruce, uh, Elena, and, and Dick. And Dick basically says, if Joker killed him, I will kill, I will kill Joker with my bare hands. Um, and Joker's kind of like, you see the the um, throwbacks in the backgrounds with weapons looking like they're about to just attack, including Chainsaw looking like they're about to attack the uh, the casket. And, and Joker's just kind of loveling patting it and basically say, you know, the the final destination for the child uh, who's uh, discourteous who is discourteous to his elders uh, when he refused. And then it, the camera pans over uh, to answer generously. And, and you basically and now we finally get a uh, reaction from Terry. It's like, oh God, Matt. Um, and we see that, no, he's he's still alive. He's still alive. And he's basically, Joker's like, you know, he's nothing if not patient. And he's willing to give the boy one more chance. Um, one more chance, and basically he'll he'll let him go. Um, and basically asking once again, who are you talking to over your radio? radio? And, and, and Matt then, and I'm quoting here, your mom. She should have thrown herself off a bridge instead of having you. And it's wow, just wow, Matt. That's that's not cool. That's not okay. Even, even wow. Um, and then we get Bruce like looking desperate and panicked, where he's, he's like, like, like basically pleading at the computer that can't hear him, or like at a computer monitor saying it's like it's it's me you want. Like don't hurt him. And, and Joker obviously doesn't hear, and he's just like. Like, you know, if that's what you want, Bird Boy, it was nice knowing you. And, and then and then Joker pauses. He's like, wait. Like, he's like, and he just starts speaking to the camera. He's like, I, I can feel you out there, old bat. You're watching, hiding. Put the ki-. And then he tells the uh, throwbacks to put the kid in, you know, 
in the casket and, and you know bring the lighter fluid. Um, inside of the inside of the Batmobile, um, Dick Grayson, you know, basically starts uh, trying to trying to like locate where the broadcast is coming from. While Bruce is just in a full panic um, in the Batcave, just yelling into the microphone basically matt if if you know you can hear me cooperate give him whatever he wants and he's just not doing anything he's not being helpful at all he's complete this is a complete turnaround from bruce in literally any other issue where he where he's been the stoic where he, where he's been completely in control even when things were terrifying and having this the moment where he's like you know like age can be a curse and he said that that was fine that was that was actually a great moment, but now here where he's just completely like just broken, oh, it's mm, it just doesn't feel like him, especially with how like gung ho last year she was about like it doesn't mean anything that his sensors are down. It does not necessarily mean he's dead. Everybody keep it together. And now he's lost it, and it just it feels weird because uh, I read through all these kind of leading up to this, and it just it it. It feels forced because it's so out of character. Like, in fact, the entire like arc up to this point was emphasizing the fact that he's going to be the common cool one, and Dick Grayson's the one who's you know the is apparently the hothead and is jumping to conclusions. And now Bruce has completely lost his cool, and Dick Grayson is complete like is, is complete control. And it's like, what the heck happened here? Um, so Batman uh, is flying next to the Batmobile, and they're flying. Um, uh, towards where the signal originates. Then we get the throwbacks, um, who are basically, and this is a legitimately good kind of hint at something. Um, it, it's just a shame the ba- the payoff is not as good. Um, they're like, we waited long enough. Um, time to do what the boss says. Um, and basically they're like, yeah, we're gonna end up like cyborgs, like you know, like John was. Um, and, and they they agree. It's like it's creepy. And and then Ruby, I think it's Rudy. Uh, is it Rudy? Let me double check. I have their names right here. Uh, yeah, Ruby, um, who's kind of like the Harlequin-esque one, is basically like, you know, maybe, maybe we're, you know, better off dealing with the bat than Jay. And one of the other ones said, basically, as he's flipping on the lighter to do the task, he says, won't turn us into mechanical monsters. And you, you get the impression that it's, it's, at least when I read that initially, the impression I got was... Like, either he was about to hesitate, or it was like, nope, if we do this, he won't turn us into mechanical monsters. Um, and then we get two pages, which are uh, full page, two full-page spreads, not, like, one two-page spread, like, two two individual full-page spreads. Um, with, And it looks like the area they're in already had the wall bashed down, because Terry just comes flying in and bashes uh, the guy with the lighter. Um, which one was he? I don't remember their names, because they have they've basically been kind of pointless overall whatever um he bashes the guy who had the lighter uh in the head he's just, he drops the lighter his face slams down and then uh, uh and then another one the big muscle guy is basically like one guy as he's trying to reach the lighter uh can't take us all and it's like really 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 i i know before when when you when you fought it, you fought technically you fought Batman and Robin, but Batman kind of did most of the work. Like Robin flew in quickly, and, and then Batman took 
took the rest of you out. Um, but then Dick Grayson comes swinging in from the Batmobile uh, and just kicks the Bustle guy in the head. And it's like, you, you know, the thing is, is that there's two of us. Um, and then Ruby gets up and she, uh, she, she picks up the lady and is like, I guess it's up to me. Uh, and then she said, best do what the J says. And just, there's something about the, some of the, the writing at some point for the, uh, for the throwaways that just feels so stilted. Like it just, it's, it's so unnatural. It's bleh. just like, uh, yeah, best to do what the J says. What I do like though, is in the panel, she's saying that Dick Grayson, his, uh, he <laughs> doing his acrobatics and he's grabbed two pieces of, uh, rebar, um, a perfectly straight pieces of rebar sticking out of some concrete. And he, uh, he pulls them straight out. There's the implication because we see his hands on him and the next panel he's using them as a scream of sticks. Um, and, and just smacking two of the, the two, like the, the heavier set and the, the muscle, uh, muscular joker um, in the back of the head with them. And, and he's basically – and he kind of points out something that's fair. Is like he's always amazed that you know no matter how poorly the joker treats his, you know, his crew, they always stay loyal to him. Um, and his Batman is throwing the, the, the guy who he smashed into the casket, uh, I guess over into a corner. Uh, he, he agrees and delusional. Uh, that said, um, Ruby gets to the casket with the lighter. She says, she, and this is a quote, said the casket has to burn. And, and then, and then all the, all the throwbacks completely disappear. Um, that said, we get, a really pretty page. So because the thing's been covered in, you know, fluid, like lighter fluid and everything, it just, the, the casket just erupts in flame now that the, uh, once it, once it's set ablaze. Uh, Terry also, no. And I love this panel because as the fire's going up, you really get to see kind of the, the light uh, of it off of, uh, the characters. And it, it just, it looks phenomenal. All the, uh, all the, well, how should I say lighting work? For, for lack of a better way to say it, thinking from like a, a 3D rendering perspective, I would say, yeah, it's it's the lighting team. But, it, but obviously here it's the inks. But it, it looks amazing. And Terry just – he just dives right in after the casket. He's like, no. And he just tears the ca- like the top of the casket off up as he's trying to pull it out of the flame. And, and he's just like – he's trying – he's like, hang on. Can, uh, and then he's just – both him and Dick Grayson are just completely confused by uh, whatever's in the casket. And then Bruce is like, well, is he alive? What? And then from – it's funny because they're looking at the back computer. The word bubble is from in front of them. But the the person talking is behind them. So it's admittedly strange because the person is like, for now, but that can change. Uh, and then Terry's like, hey, the casket is empty. And then uh, both Bruce and Elena turn. And then coming down the stairs – uh, we we hear a voice and we we see somebody coming down the stairs and obviously it's the Joker, um, and and, and Bruce is like it, it can't be, and Joker is basically like yes it can, like that that part of the message was pre recorded, which once again makes it even more confusing the amount of time that's gone on, considering it seems it, it, like the whole like. Like, why can't you find Tim? Or why can't you find Matt? Seems like the first thing Terry would be saying once he got back up in the air. Like, once he like, got his senses back and was like, okay, what's happened? I feel like that'd be the first thing he would do. Not, you know, something what feels like later, I guess. I don't know. Some of the uh, the timeline for this book just doesn't feel... 
doesn't feel right. It, it doesn't. It's like, when did you have time to do all of this stuff? Like, it, it seems like everything happened pretty quickly. But you've already said, Joker, that you heavily modified your plans the, the, the second that you saw another Robin. And to the point where I just – I don't – I feel like you're improvising on the fly, but I don't even know anymore, which I guess is fair for the jo- a Joker plan. But whatever. Um, so, yeah. Basically, he's now holding a, a pistol to uh, Robin's head who's still tied up in his gag. And, and basically points out like, yeah, no. And, and this – this part right here uh, is – these next parts here are kind of references to to some other things. But before we get to that, I want to point out that Terry say on the back computer pretty much is the last time we're going to see him or Dick Grayson for this issue. Um, but right here what we get is it's supposed to be a reference to Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the, the film. Where he talks about like, oh, like your 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 little Robin, your little songbird, you know, spilled everything. Um, basically, you know, I feel like you know how long we've known each other. We should really be on a first name basis, Bruce, because of course in the animated universe and uh, Batman and Beyond: Return of the Joker. I hope uh, spoilers for like a fifteen-ish year old movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, kidnapped. Tim Drake, Robin, um, tortured him for a couple weeks, uh, eventually got a lot of, you know, information out of him. Um, but it's just frustrating because he already knew in this continuity he was, whatever. So Elena basically is like, you made a mistake coming here. And Bruce, to his credit, is like, Elena, like trying to stop her. And, and Joker just shoots her in the, it, it's funny because here it's the arm. Or here it's the shoulder at the end of the issue. Yeah, I could okay, that could be the shoulder and the blood just dripped down. Never mind. Um, but yeah, Joker's like pretty much like you, you should have listened to him. Like you know, commissioner's daughter, mayor's daughter, all the same to me. Um, and he pretty much says, you know, next one goes it like next time she does it, next one goes in her brain. Uh, second one, uh, second one in the boys, and he, he's gesturing to Robin as he put it together his head. And Bruce just ask him, what do you want? Uh, and, and Joker is like, you know, I can't let Father Time do, do the work for, or my work for me. Uh, I'm here to put you down. And it's like, okay, I don't, I don't actually hate that. Okay, the Joker's like, you know what? No, I'm not letting time kill you. That's my job. That's fair. That's very Joker. <laughs> and to Bruce's credit, he says, have at it. And they both charge with... Uh, uh, so at some point, Joker has seized this gun, which is fine, but he's now pulled out a crowbar with the same arm that had the gun before. So though, uh, to to the credit, we see the gun in a holster, like in, in like a uh, like body holster throughout uh, the fight. But it's just like, where did you get the crowbar? I mean, I know the crowbar has been an important thing, but you weren't carrying it. It was. It's not. It's not in any of the art. Where did you get? Where were you hiding that crowbar? It's just, it's, it's very inconsistent. I guess, you know what? Looking at it, he basically has it in the holster and it's kind of there. Never mind. I'll, kudos. I just completely missed it. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, they start fighting. Um, and Joker kind of, you know, talks about the time. Like, oh, you know, we 
our time was like when life was worth living. Uh, and Bridgman says, when the, when the pretender showed up, I, I was afraid that you had died. Or afraid you left me. Um, and just proceeds to insult Bruce. Like, but here you are, a drooling incontinent old man, uh, you know, shuffling around like a forgotten relic. Time's up. And at this, they've been kind of like dueling with the, uh, their, like the cane and the crowbar, Bruce's cane, Joker's crowbar. He snaps Bruce's, uh, cane in half. Um, and he's like, the clock strikes midnight as he just massively hits Bruce in the back with the crowbar and then just gets him right across the face. Um, as, uh, Elena is trying to free, uh, Matt. You know, still bullet wound in the bullet wound in the arm, despite the fact that her 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 shirt is cut open where she was shot. There's blood all over the shirt, but there's perfectly fine skin. Like there's not even a cut uh, in the, in the, in the opening of of like of where the the part of the arm was was cut. Um, and this is this is something that is going to piss me off. So it's, they make a very big point that Joker is holding the crowbar with both hands and he's he's bringing the crowbar down uh on on bruce and he's like i almost hate to do this bruce but you know but, the, but there's no way i'm letting as i said there's no way i'm letting you know mother nature take you like th- this is my job uh and bruce says and as bruce is getting hit and i can't emphasize this enough bruce is taking the full brunt of this kind of like over He's like the back of his neck and, and like over his like the his back. He's taking this full blast and just shrugs like it, it doesn't even look like it's affecting him. And, and he, other than in the speech bubble where he's like, you know, he's like one way, uh, take the blow across the shoulder. It's not his shoulder. It's his back. And he's like, oh, he, he says that. And then the next panel after the ads, uh, he is standing up. And and this is something, uh, and I'm going to make a little plug for the the Hero Notes podcast, the My Hero Academy pro- podcast I do with Luke, uh, Luke Hollywood. Um, one thing that we've noticed in that seri- uh, series um, uh, at times is that there'll be some very, like, you'll have the characters at one position one moment, and then the next moment, they're in such a very different position. It feels like we missed something, like something very, very important. And that's kind of what uh, we're getting here. So we, the implication is, is that Bruce is like, oh, if I take this particular hit, I can then turn it around. But that becomes a problem. So he takes the hit. Um, very clearly, Joker's using both hands. Uh, uh, he's using both hands, and Bruce is kind of slightly turned away from him. And then all of a sudden... Bruce has stood up. Bruce is now up having Joker's only using now one hand. The other hand is not even in frame. It's very clear. He's now has one hand. Um, Bruce is like completely disarmed him, like gotten the crowbar out of his arm. Um, and, and I can't emphasize enough how Joker's arm has to be on the complete, like basically like holding it up the other way for, for how the anatomy is. Like he somehow his arm just disappeared. Um, and Bruce has stabbed him through the arm uh, with the cane, which had like a, a jagged edge from uh, when it had been broken. And it's just it's just something about it. it it's not even something about it. It just doesn't work. It, it's very jarring because of how it, we missed something there. We missed something there. 
and it, it feels important. <laughs> oh, so if I think about it, the angle that no, it's just trying to dissect this scene. It's just like there's a panel missing. There's a panel missing because it doesn't make sense. What Bruce is doing wouldn't have worked if Joker had, had both hands on the crowbar when he hit him, which he did. But now he doesn't because that's what the story dictates. Um, and then Bruce uh, pulls Joker's um, pistol uh, out of his uh, out of his jacket and just points it at him. Um, and he pretty much says, uh, you know, it's my turn. Uh, that one chance is all you get. And I like this panel. So it's it's Bruce standing and he's in shadow. And he just like his, his head's kind of down. So his eyes kind of look like little white slits and he's just smiling and it looks terrifying. Um, and Joker obviously has the part of the cane through his arm and he's just kind of like on the, on his, you know, on the floor, like he's clearly clutching his hand, which based on what his hand looked like in the other panel right above, clearly Bruce did like a wrist lock or something to disarm him. And he's, and he's basically ignoring the other thing, but it's like, ow, my hand, um, so once again, it feels like we missed something. And he's just like – and he just laughs. He's like, go ahead. The, you know you want to. But what I like about this is it, I feel like I've seen something like this before with the uh, – with Batman kind of like kneeled down because he's been like beaten or something or like something's happened. And the Joker just kind of very evilly pointing a gun at him. Like I, I like it. I like what they're trying to do here, which is flip the script. Not flip the script. Flip kind of the character dynamic a little bit, at least visually. Um, and Joker's just egging him on. He's like, you know, you know what you want to, you know, for Babs, Robin, and so many more, you know, you want to kill. And it's just, and Bruce, I think the, I think the art, art is supposed to be, cause there's like a little flat, like a little bit of a, like a light tinge. I think it's supposed to be like, he's, he's lowering the gun, but it really comes off more as Bruce is starting to like raise the gun. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, and then Joker starts stuttering, his eyes bulge, and he starts grabbing his heart. And he's like, my heart, not me, not now. And he just collapses, and the Joker dies from what I assume is a heart attack. What it's trying to do here is it's trying to do kind of a parallel between him and Bruce. Whereas Bruce, you know, um, a classic uh, in the animated series – and in this continuity, after, you know, retconning something else, I guess, uh, at the beginning of this arc with that retcon, um, obviously couldn't do stuff because of uh, his heart condition. Uh, too much, you know, activity, stuff like that just sets it off. Um, and, and he needs his pills, which are kind of where those pills came in. Like, Why well, I was talking about that. Like, so showing him use the pills at the beginning of the issue in the, uh, the nine panel grid was great. It was great. The perfect time to show it, perfect time to set that, like to, to include that. But that shouldn't have been the perfect time to set it up. Um, it, it's perfect time to reinforce it. But no, we should have had those pills. Uh, maybe not in every issue, but definitely when he jumped out of the, uh, uh, when he jumped out of Barbara's office, like, to, I mean, that would have been a perfect time to set it up or to have him just, you know, continuously going, well, going through all this, like having one of those pills, like every so often, like it, you shouldn't be setting up this thing in the last issue. If this is how you're going to end it, 
it should have been set up. Maybe not in issue one. Issue one would have felt weird. But issue two was a perfect opportunity to set it up where it would have felt completely natural. But nope. So it's only set up at the beginning of this issue. And and that's the problem. Not Not that it was the heart attack. Not that it was that he had the pills in the beginning of the issue. It's the fact that that was the first time we saw this. Not any of the other times. Um, also, if it was a parallel between Bruce, um, when Bruce was starting to have those, he, yes, he had his pills, um, but he could be revived if he, um, if he, if he quick, uh, quickly enough was able to get them. So what should have happened here is he should have been scrambling to get his pills. And then the decision was not <sighs> by, by having him just quickly die of a heart attack. It makes it so Bruce doesn't actually have to make a choice. It makes it so you don't have to make your character make make that choice like the whole like well i you know i'm, I'm not going to save you like I, i'm not going to kill you but i i'm not I, that doesn't mean i'm going to save you or you could even have bruce going to try to save him but it's but it's just it's it's like it's too late but whatever he doesn't even attempt it um and he just he just kind of quickly collapses and dies and it feels very hollow because it's just it's, it's out of absolutely nowhere Yes, you had one pan, page, panel set up, or two panels set up, at the very beginning of this issue, not for the rest of the arc. There was no indication that he was having any kind of problems. And for that matter, like, we've seen even a little bit, uh, maybe not in this continuity, but at least in the animated series, even a little bit of fighting, like, could, could put Bruce over the edge. But nope, for an old man with a heart condition, he's totally fine. Not even a little winded. Um... But yeah, the other thing I want to bring up is is when Joker's clutching his 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 chest, um, the way that it's kind of set up reminds me a lot of the uh, once again Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, um, the the PG thirteen version, I guess the which is also the canon version, where um, Robin shoots him uh, with the with his uh, spear gun, and Joker's clutching his chest like the one is like that's not funny, that's not. And just some of how the panels are set up, like, is, is very, at least the first two panels of, of Joker, like, clutching his, his chest are very much, it wouldn't surprise me if they, had, uh, if, um, oh, and I'm forgetting the penciler, and I feel terrible, if Brett Booth had, had taken that, like, watched the movie to get some inspiration for that, because it, it, it immediately reminded me of that. But yeah, just Joker collapse, collapses, Bruce is just staring, Bruce just kind of has the gun, you know, by his side now. And, and Matt's like, Bruce, I'm sorry. Like, you know, if I had, if I hadn't talked, he wouldn't have found a place. And, and Bruce is like, don't like, it's the uh, only thing that matters is that you're alive. Um, and, and that this, you know, demented, twisted soul, uh, has had his last joke. And then it's like the last, the next issue, last rights. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it feels very hollow. That is just, I get the whole thing where it's like, oh, he's worried about Father Time getting him, but what he's really talking about kind of is himself. Um, there's a lot of elements here that are good. I think I would have actually really liked the heart attack thing, as I said. If you if it had been set up, like, I don't know, even last issue, if it had been set up. Like, if it had been set up at some point other than in the issue it happened. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of moments I like. The art is... I, I would almost say that this might be the strongest art out of uh, out of this entire arc. Like just the oh, it was the art was so good, but the yeah, uh, we've written off a bunch of our other supporting cast members like Dana 
and, and Max, and more Max so than anybody, because at least Dana has a, a story element where they, she was kind of, you know, written off. Um, but Max just disappeared. Um, and instead, it feels like we're being they're being replaced by Dick Grayson and Elena. And, and there's no saying how long those two will be around. Um, I, I will try not. I, I'm in, for those who have read the solicits, I'm intentionally not giving you an answer because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but yeah, they, Elena and the throwbacks just, they, they they were, they were kind of nothing characters and they were written like that. And Dick Grayson, this is pretty much the only time that I've really liked him throughout this entire thing. And he's, he's barely in it. And I don't know. The art is the reason I'm giving this score or this issue a score for what it is. Um, I'm going to give this one a, a six. Uh, there's a lot of art things. I, I can absolutely see why somebody who who just picked it up here, like just picked it up with this arc, would absolutely love it. I, 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 can, I can get that, especially with the time, you know, in between issues. But I, I, I really think this is going to read terribly in trade. Like I, I'm – and I'll update everybody when we get to that. But I'm I'm pretty confident this is gonna this is gonna read terrible in trade. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I guess that's it. I will talk to you guys at the end of the month with uh, I suppose the end of the arc with uh, last rights. And yeah, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Orlando Zone. <laughs> yes, it's back, the Orlando Zone. After having some uh, some wild storm goodness last week, uh, we're back uh, with the madness that is the Orlando Zone. Uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Dore. Welcome to uh, welcome to the Zone, as twere. <clears throat> We're looking at Martian Manhunter issue three uh, today, so let's dive in. Let's plunge into the zone. Let there be no prevarication or procrastination or anything like that. Oh, come on. Let's uh, jump in together. That's what I say. Martian Manhunter issue number three is, of course, written by Steve Orlando with art by Riley Rossmo and Ivan Placencia. Uh, letters are by D. Ron Bennett. It's published by DC Comics and the cover price is $3.99. The first two issues of this maxi series have been weird and not really in a good way either. The Mars of this series has been on the one hand a genuinely alien place populated by people whose customs and mannerisms the creative team have taken great care to make strange or unusual. On the other hand it's also a place that is venal and corrupt in an overly familiar almost caricatured way. 
The malleability of Martian flesh has given artist Riley Rossmo greater freedom to express his more fevered imaginings, but the effect, at times, has been cartoony, hyperbolic, and just a little bit icky. The more successful portions of the story have been those that occur on Earth, with writer Steve Orlando delineating an intriguing relationship between John Johns and his detective partner Diane Mead, and Rossmo's art lending itself extremely well to the more noirish scenes and the effective moments of unsettling revelation that punctuate them. So how will this issue fare? Will we be plunged deeper into a world of nonsense spouting flesh-stretching Martians? Or will the creative team decide to give us all a break and develop the John-Diane relationship a little more? There's only one way to find out. And as always, indeed there is. Um, The good news is, this is a better issue than the other two combined, I would say. Uh, The reason for that is very very simple, very straightforward. There is no Mars. Um, This makes a big difference, because uh, instead of bombarding us with... um, sort of over-the-top dialogue uh, concepts that some of which are, are quite alien and unusual which is which is fair enough it's an it's an alien planet at the end of the day uh, but others are are very familiar and so you end up with a with a kind of a weird thing where you've got sort of weird green melting shape-shifting aliens talking to one another in, in kind of uh, an approximation of kind of, you know, L.A. or New York sort of patois. Um, so, you, so you end up with, you know, people flinging insults at each other and uh, basically acting like gangsters because that's the way they've been written. And the, 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 there's, I wouldn't say there's no subtlety. I wouldn't say that. Um, but it's it's broad brush stuff for the most part, and I think along with Riley Rossmo's art, um, it's it's been rough to be absolutely honest with you. Uh, it's been a little bit too uh, garish. It's been a little bit too full on, um, and uh, as a result of that, it just hasn't clicked with me. Uh, also, as a result of that, the uh, the Earth stuff hasn't clicked with me either because there hasn't been a great deal of it. Uh, and for whatever reason, Orlando has decided to, to change that around this time, and I think the issue is a hell of a lot better for it. We start off with Ashley Adams. Now, Ashley Adams is our uh, missing girl who uh, John Jones and Diane Mead uh, are meant to be uh, looking for. They're looking in, in, into the murder uh, of her parents and her the abduction uh, of her, and uh, this first page is really, really very effective. And I was uh, talking to uh, Simon on the on the Slack chat uh, only earlier this morning, actually, and he pointed out that in, in guided view, this this page works really well because you focus uh pretty much totally on on Ashley's eyes for the first sort of three or four panels and then uh, at the bottom of the full page there's uh there's her in this kind of weird alien sort of fishbowl contraption and she looks absolutely terrified and it's just really really effective it's really really well done and um it's uh it's all very kind of dark and gloomy and noirish and nobody's melting 
or, or talking about fisting people. So that's that's a good <laughs> that's a good thing. Nobody's about to be penetrated by Hromir's holy hot fist, and uh, we can only be thankful for that. Uh, it is it is a genuinely kind of effective and and dramatic way of opening opening the issue. Uh, we then move on uh, to John. John's in a really bad way. Uh, Bits of him are, are kind of. It, it looks actually at one point like he's picking up an organ that seems to have plopped out of his body and he's putting it back in. Um, th- th- there's some kind of weird stuff. I mean, I mean, I suppose yeah, it's kind of over the top, but it's all it's all rendered in a much more muted palette. And plus, we do kind of care about John at the end of the day, and we also care about him and his relationship with Diane. Um, which at the moment is very much on the rocks because obviously he's been keeping from her that he's been uh, taking the identity of her former uh, former detective partner. Um, and so he's trying to explain um, what's going on. And to be fair to Diane, she's sticking around, um, which I'm not entirely sure I would. I mean, I mean there, is, there is a kind of a nice bit where sort of John's trying to kind of stuff himself back together and she just looks absolutely aghast and terrified like she's about to lose her mind. It's, it's some nice artwork there. Uh, Rosmo's doing his thing, incidentally, with uh, with female herdus here. He, he he likes the bouffant look. He likes sort of outrageous, uh, you know, herdus. And there's there's a lot, a lot of that going on here with Diane. She basically sort of takes... John away from the site of the of the car crash, uh, while at the same time clearly not trusting him. Um, but you get this uh, this sort of truncated, and it's a good job it's truncated because it's a very silly origin story. Sort of that that sort of John is is plucked from Mars by uh, essentially a, a mad but reasonably benign Earth scientist who uh, then keels over and dies of a heart attack when John Johns arrives, which is fair enough, I guess. Um, so the whole thing is, is, is kind of over in a couple of panel, uh, a couple of pages, really. Um, and and that's, that's, probably, <laughs> that's probably for the best. Uh, and so John kind of, you see John kind of floating around and he's invisible and he's kind of getting the measure of, of Earth. Uh, and he's seeing a lot of... Uh, a lot of comparisons with Mars, and he he comes to the conclusion that in some respects Earth people are not that dissimilar to Martians. Um, he then uh, he then encounters John Jones, who uh, has rushed in uh, on his own to deal with a kidnapper and torturer uh, who looks a little bit like a kind of um, a very even more—I was going to say very camp. The Joker is quite camp, but but this is an e- even more camp kind of cut price Joker, really. And um, uh, do you know what? I, I'm just going to—Rosmo's art here works. It really works. I know Jim and Eric don't like Rosmo all that much. I, I get that, and I, I understand why actually. But the the the, the moment when uh, John intervenes and he becomes this kind of Martian monster, basically to well, he he doesn't save uh, John because John ends up dying, but but he he does kind of save everybody else. Everybody else is kind of kind of there in the cages. 
is is pretty darned impressive. And um, there's, I know that you know Rossmo's art is kind of it's very sort of organic. It's it's very uh, you know his 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 creatures do look like they're very sort of malleable and and there's always been that that kind of feel to his art and here that in my opinion anyway that that's that's a strength you know it, it, it there's a real kind of dynamism to the art here it's very dramatic it's very i mean it's gross <laughs> it's very gross but it, it, it also is very effective and uh yeah this, this is this is pretty cool stuff and then he there's, there's a really nice bit here and I, and I mentioned it in the review and i i know i give orlando a hell of a lot of stick i i know i do uh and believe me i think the vast majority of that is very much deserved uh the guy does write some utter nonsense but here there's a lovely sort of two or three page sequence of john johns taking uh the body of john jones away he has to bury it because he's he's going to take this guy's identity at the end of the day but 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 he really he really respects him. He's very very respectful over the body. He's very respectful over taking his identity. And there's there's a, there's a it's really kind of it's sweet and it's it's it, there's a nobility and there's a dignity to John here that that so far we've we've had very little of. And 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 if it's one of the one of the things that I really think you know kind of. Um, sums up the character. It is that idea of of dignity and and respect and um, and wisdom. Actually, John has always struck me as a very kind of wise character within the DC universe uh, because he has an outsider's perspective and he sees things in a different way. Um, and and here that kind of that kind of wisdom, that dignity, uh, that really comes through here in Orlando's writing. I, I I thought it was really touching. Actually, I really really enjoyed it. Um, he basically decides to carry on uh, this detective's uh, work. Um, and so you see him with his first case, um, which is, it, it, it's it's not particularly, it's okay, but it, it, it's nothing particularly amazing. Um, but it is, it is kind of, it is kind of well done, and then there's basically it 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 comes to the point where uh, Diane and John now in the present, which is also the past for those of you been, for those of you who've been paying attention, um, they come to a kind of agreement that they they're going to work together, but they're not. She she doesn't trust him. Uh, they're going to continue working this Ashley Adams case, but they're going to work it as separately as they can, essentially. And then we're back to Ashley uh, in the fishbowl. And uh, there's a weird kind of Martian, creepy-looking, red, demonic person standing over her at the end. Don't know what to make of that, other than it's pretty freaky. And uh, as an issue, it, it's not a bad way of ending ending the issue. Because there's that sense of closure 
closure is the wrong word. Let's try that again. Because of the, because <laughs> of the sense of completion that the wraparound brings. So you start with Ashley uh, and you're kind of introduced to her predicament, but you don't really know what's going on. And then it's revealed at the end. Um, the issue feels incredibly solid. Uh, it feels very, um, very complete. It feels very well crafted. Um, and you can argue and say, well, well, Jeremy, that's a very simple trick. And, and, and you're right, it is. But nevertheless, he, Orlando's pulled it off here. And although I, I thought the issue sort of lost interest a little bit towards the end before we got to, to the, the final reveal, if you like, um, the the middle section I I thought was really strong. I and and um, I, I said in in my review on the site that I feel like this is a this is the issue where the series may just have found its footing. Now I know we're going to end up with some more Mars stuff, and I, and I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen too soon. That we end up with a little bit of time to kind of get to know John, and for Orlando really to reassure us that that the John he's writing is the same John that 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 I have always uh admired and loved as a as a comic book fan from the eighties and into the nineties. Um and, and he, he went some way to doing that with this issue. Uh in the first two issues not so much. But but this issue I, I, I thought ah we 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 can really see the John that we're familiar with. Uh, and that was good. That was really, really good. And um, I wouldn't say the writing is amazing, but but it it is effective. It, there are moments that are genuinely touching. There are moments that are that kind of yeah. You you understand this character, this 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 character who is stranded, but is is trying to to honor um, the legacy and the service of. The person whose form that he's taken, and I, I can, I can kind of respect that. Um, so I'm hoping that we stay off Mars for at least a little while. And I know we're going to end up, but we, we've got to go back there, obviously, um, because we had, you know, that the, he's set up this idea that this this plague that sets people on fire and and what have you, and plays havoc with uh, with Martian metabolism, and and and, and that's that's probably quite interesting but i i think what what needs to happen is that we need a little bit more of the john that we know uh just to put that all into perspective and also to form a contrast because the john that we're getting here is clearly on some level sort of penitent and and uh wishing to make amends for whatever he evil has happened in on mars so we'll we'll see how this goes. I gave it seven point three, and and I am Donard actually. I said to said to Jim um, over over messaging. I kind of am Donard over whether to give it seven or seven point five, and in the end I plumped for for sort of the middle between those two scores really. Um, it it's not a perfect issue, and and I once again I can see you know. Comic book roundup, people get very excited. Oh, 10 out of 10, 9, 9 out of 10, or whatever. Yeah, it's not that good, but but it is better. It, it's a considerable improvement on the previous two issues. And uh, if Orlando keeps going in, in, in this vein, then I have hopes that we might actually have a decent series on our hands. Fingers crossed, eh? That's all we can do. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, this week. It's been uh, wonderful as always 
to talk to you. Um, I, I've been, I had a really good conversation with with a, with a couple of guys on Slack uh, this morning uh, about Die. I'm really enjoying Die. Uh, this is the uh, Kieran Gillen, Stephanie Hans book. Uh, the I didn't I didn't really like the first issue, but the second issue kind of got me. I thought, no, there's some clever stuff going on here. And then the third issue really I wouldn't say it blew me away, but it touched me. <laughs> if you see what I mean, for reasons that I won't go into now. But it, it's 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 worth checking out. I'm enjoying that at the moment. And I gotta be honest with you, I'm still really enjoying Kelly Dusu Deconic's Aquaman. Uh read issue 45 this week. Uh some fantastic Robson Rooker art, my goodness. There's a lovely bit of sort of mythologizing the I, I kind of really like what she's doing with uh with with this series. So yeah, I'm enjoying some stuff at the moment. At the moment I don't have enough time to read the comics that I've that I've got. Uh that doesn't stop me from from buying from buying more um but yeah i it, it, there's some good comics out there and I, and I hope your comics are good too i hope you're enjoying them um anyway that's enough for me uh have a great week uh i will hand you back to the guys in the studio uh you take care bye bye <laughs> Tell my words would tell, but if they tried to read it, we'd hear an epic fail. Words are hard. Reach the part where opinions come. But how? The hero will be Jim. It is Jim. A hero to us all. He's got little fingers. And when we read the mail again. Hey there, Eric. What's going on? What's going on? There was a there was some silencer powers <laughs> going on at the end. Of that. I like when we have more than uh, three mail sections because then we get to hear that song that does not have a wrong turn mail call beforehand. No, and it's not. I do like that. That's my favorite. One of my favorite songs that Dancing Mike does, and that's kind of an honor of then our. Why first wouldn't mail. you put? Why wouldn't you put the wrong turn mail call before that one then? Because I'm too lazy. Plus, we already have three. We usually have three male things. That's I'm just how it goes. When nowadays. you initially did it, if that's one of your favorite ones, I figured. Yeah, oh, I'm you, sure I really those like others this one. just popped up. But I wanted some <laughs> Eric ones too. You shut your mouth. Oh. You, you, you you add that to it. You add the mail call sound effect to it, okay. there, buddy. How about that? All right, dancing Mike's the first call. Yeah, <laughs> I can just. Re- I'll, I'll be about to hit the record, and you'll just yell out, "Mail call." There you go. <laughs> Dancing Mike's first. Hi, Jim. Me Greetings, and Eric. Like and- peas and carrots. <laughs> Hello, mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so, first of all, we need to give a shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoopie, poopie, poppy, da bit yabba dabba doogie houser, ba da ba da kick cat bar. Ding. He has ding at the end. So, I will hit that. I thought that was just you having a meltdown. It was a stroke. Okay, good. What am I? What am I? Luke Perry? Oh, my, Eric. Too soon. How dare you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> too soon. Oh, my. Oh, Dylan. One. Oh, no. What, what, what is going to be your tweet if things don't work out well for Luke Perry? <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your Does famous heaven tweets? Does have a zip code? 
Oh, my. That is pretty good. I told you I gave you one of my own that was at Eric Shea. Did you get that? I was giving an Eric Shea tweet because Mona uh, from Who's the Boss? Uh, died this past week, and I gave you the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag always, always the boss. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be an Eric one. As a bald white man, uh, a bald white man who looks a lot less creepy than Brian Michael Bendis once asked, "How can we sleep when our beds are burning? How can we sit when our chairs are turning?" Eric, do, do you like that song? Do you like? I uh, do. The, <laughs> I, I, I hate it. Out the river broke. Not my actually, favorite Australian band. They, they are actually in the car and like we're ready to like we had pulled into the parking lot and like all right, you ready to go? We have to listen to the rest of the song. Oh goodness gracious! Do, do you ever watch the video? Because he's a little twitchy when he sings. He, he twitches a, a lot. lot. He, that's that's called giving a show. Oh, well, the ref broke the wood and the desert oak. I'm dancing Jim, around Jim, now. The earth is gonna... turning. All right. How do we sleep when? Oh, hey, I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of Midnight Oil. I'm really not. And, and I say that because for most people, that is not a fan of that song. Uh, but hey, yeah, he he did look like a young Mike uh, Brian Michael Bendis. But I'm telling you, after we're done, watch the video of him dance. His dance style is, is disturbing to the eye, if you ask me. He is no <laughs> Michael Hutchins. Uh, one, of, I know that most people will go pretty much uh, across the board that ACDC is the best Australian band. I I disagree. I go with In Excess at number one and Ben Lee at number two. Fear not, I'm not going to turn the chair around this week, but if the rant and raves were back, I would probably have a rant and rave and rant again about the latest issue of Freedom Fighters. So the less said about that, the better. And, right. and Dancing Mike did get triggered and thought that this book is, you know, railing against Trump and things like that. I... I don't see see it it as much. I know there's a mention of a wall and all that stuff that that might be. And if that's the case, if that was Pink Floyd off on the band list now, too, they they are. I would (laughs) believe me. Uh, No, the the thing is, and and the Michael Jackson off the wall album. Yeah, I uh, if that was Tomasi, uh, not Tomasi, Venditti doing that and Mike is correct, then I will say that that is a very, very lazy way of doing it. So I hope that that's not the case. I just think that this issue was a little down. But Detective 999, to paraphrase Sam Emerson, I don't like horrible comics. What a giant cop-out crap show of a non-ending. Might as well call it Death of the Family Part 2. Read this one. It might save your life, Jim. This might save your life. I wonder what Dancing Mike will say about the Frog Sisters, Eric. What do you you think? (laughs) I actually like Batman Beyond and said in a comment on the award-winning website, comicblog.blogspot.weirdscienceblogs, comments, black slash dancingbear.blogspot.com.com, .html backslash digger digger.exe. Which redirects to weirdsciencedccomics.com. Uh, do you think that maybe Wrong Turn has seen some of those Dancing Bear videos? That's why his girl is That's not immediately what out I thought and of. about. That's what I thought, too. But if I said, did he ever see the Dancing Bear things? He's going to think I'm talking about Ted. And then it'll be nonsense. 8.0 out of 10, he says Batman Beyond. Story over continuity and the 70 plus years of continuity over that uh, pompous, overbearing jerk off Snyder's continuity. So Joker may or may not know who Batman is. That's why I remember it for the first 44 or so years of my life. Did you know that the president of Rotten Tomatoes used to be an executive at Disney? Hmm. Is that uh, things that make you go, hmm, Eric? Did you like that song? Did you like that one? (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Funny how that works out. I, I didn't mind. It's just mentioning that because The Last Jedi Solo Ghostbusters 2016 Oceans 8 Part 2 comes out next week. Uh, but you're not allowed to mention that if you don't want to see it. And, and he, Dancing Mike got some crap because some people were saying that People were reviewing Captain Marvel before it came out, but indeed they were just responding to a thing if you were going to go see it or not, and that got taken down on Rotten Tomatoes. And the reports that R. Brie F. Larson's comments about white males were misconstrued. Well, have you seen the actual clips? Let's do a little a Time to Kill scenario here. Imagine an old cisgender straight white man saying, I don't want to hear what a 50-year-old black woman thinks of Star Puncher 3. It's not for her. And then goes on and states, I don't hate said black women. Uh, a few times later, or a few times later, is anybody going to believe it? And uh, yeah, he he doesn't like that. Brie Do Larson now? offended him <laughs> with a comment, and uh, Dancing Mike has all the right not to go see the movie, and he's not yeah. going to. I'm just not going to see it because I'm lazy. That that's my stance. It. Yeah, you I will. But you'll pirate movie. it. You'll pirate yeah. it. So really, well, you you're worse me than me. My house? You're worse than me. If Brie Larson wasn't so snooty, condescending, racist, ageist, sexist, and hateful, they wouldn't have to have the nuke Rotten Tomatoes want to see feature, and there wouldn't be so much hilarious damage control going around this film, where Brie Larson sits in fake interviews where the host explains to everyone why her racist, sexist, and ageist comments aren't racist, sexist, and ageist, all while Miss Personality tries to muster up something resembling a facial expression. A lot of people don't like Brie Larson. I don't know anything about her. I neither She do sounds I. like a cheese. For like a while Brie- there, I thought she was Ronda Rousey. Yeah, you did. I'm not really in the know of things. No, you're not. You you don't even know that Tristan right now is breaking apart the Kardashian family. Or you have no idea. Tristan. And and, and you don't know you don't know Kawhi Leonard. Of Triscuit crackers? Tristan. No, not Triscuit. Uh, Triscuits would go good with Brie, though, right? Oh my god, they they would. would. They would go really good. And there are a ton of ho ho hilarious YouTube videos about it. This movie is turning out to be an entertainment bonanza, just not the way movies usually are. Uh yeah, in general, I think that's one of the reasons why. I don't even go and watch movies or talk about them because it just becomes a battlefield. And as I learned from, you know, videos of the past, love is a battlefield. That's right. And heard. that's enough for me. That's enough for me. Eric. I the don't first need few any notes more that battlefield. song's enough for me. And then I changed the channel. <laughs> How dare you? Diss <laughs> Pat Benatar like that. And, and in the video. It's one of the most overplayed songs of all time. Oh, Leave my me goodness. Alone. The video is a story on the screen, Eric. It, that and Papa Don't Preach. Double you, feature. There, I, I have now seen enough movies in those two music videos. I don't I, think I, there's a time that freaking, you know, Love is a Battlefield and I Want Rock and Roll isn't playing on a radio station oh, somewhere. How dare you? Yeah, because it's good you like i you 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 love i love rock and roll i know you do actually you know what would be the best you know what would be the best for you and just imagine this i have two songs that would play back to back i don't even like i love rocky road it gets worse it gets worse the two songs i think that would make your head explode as a rock block back to back I love rock and roll followed by bad to the bone you your head would explode wouldn't it wouldn't that be the best? Why? <laughs> and then Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. That Sometimes will be the trifecta. Sometimes that's not bad. All of a sudden you're there in your undies. So it's March. Sometimes. Everyone is dancing, really. Everyone is thinking about the Ides of March. Kiss Me, I'm Iris, St. Patrick's Day, Green Beer from Smoky we Mountain are? Brewery, Rainbows, Pots of Golds, and Leprechauns, Eric. Oh leprechauns, my. you say? Where is it? I, I got rid of it. Oh. motherfucker. <laughs> I got rid of it. Leprechauns, of course, are turtles, right? Uh, 
Yeah. And I know one member that I know one member of the Weird Science Patreon account is especially interested in the leprechauns, the cellar dweller. So if he's listening or if his friend Eric Shea can get a word to him, that's a request. Now, we had a a little bit of something that happened this week. And it scared the pants off us. And really, it doesn't take a lot. First off, Eric's belts <laughs> keep breaking. And also, I, I wear shorts. Very easy off deal. Uh, we were at work. Eric does not have a phone that has any sort of plan. We're nope. standing next to each other. And I get this uh, you know, pop-up deal that the uh, – what is it? The throw shade at Jimmy – thing that the, i said the, that they should have yeah. the give jimmy Make crap fun. channel yeah give jimmy crap channel over there at the slack had been created then as it's going on all of a sudden i get another thing and it says that the, the damn eric shea has joined in <laughs> and, and we think that maybe the cellar dweller was involved. he's a real person <laughs> you're, i'm like how is this happening you're like no and i'm like it's just at your computer you're like no there's no way she does no. i'm like Look, you've joined. You're at in. At 2 10 in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, I'm right and here. You're like, you no, I, and you, you thought that what I was saying was impossible. I did not it believe. Is. You thought I was an idiot. And, and uh, you went and checked and you were in. Yeah, Jim, all dweller. this time, you've never met Eric Shea. You've only known the cellar dweller. Oh, my. Uh, that's the twist at the end. <laughs> you were the cellar dweller. Oh, my. There you go, Eric. Now to wrap it up, put a bow on Captain Marvel Talk this week. There's one more book to discuss, Shazam number three. Well, I give this book about a seven, like one Eric Shea on the website. I have a big problem with the book. Words matter. Names matter. If we don't use the proper names and call things what they really are, then nothing makes sense anymore. Right. This is something that Mike has been yelling about a lot. I had to school him on. So the first page of this issue, King Kid asked, does everyone have a soda pop? He means Coke. That's the fight that he's he's fighting now that it's Coke. Yeah. Uh, We said in the Patreon-only review of that, that that's the one thing if you wanted to have sort of a Philadelphia tinge deal, we don't call it pop, but it is King Kid. So that's all. I'm going out for pizza and then a wrestling show. Going to see the Blackanese Assassin. Look at these. For the second week in a row. And he says, yes, Jim, I type Blackanese. That's his name. (laughs) He didn't make it up. And I did look. It's true. So support patreon.com slash weird science. Keep it weird and see you in seven. We will see you in seven. Yes, indeed. Wolf Cipher's next, Thank Eric. You, and this is part four. Must be weird DC Dahmer books Must reborn. Be. He says, he says, fear, Jim and Eric and everyone in the jet craft fuel. <laughs> hubba hubba. <laughs> this is what he wanted, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hubba hubba indeed thank you we've gotten to a point where i can be candid with you guys uh what with me sending you fan mail three times a year i feel very entitled to say what i want so here it goes if you read dc comics don't expect continuity i think asking for continuity to be followed off? in any dc book is like eric shea wanting to put his toys away long enough to engage jess like an adult man or expecting eric shea with not to eat his weight and triple cheeseburgers meet his murder wolf cipher he what's is. up with you he is, he is Vegetarian now. How often does it feel like each Batman-centric book, be it the Tom King nonsense, the Detective Comics, or Snyder's work, all read like they take place in their own bubbles all the time? Is this shit convergence? Must be, because I remember not too long ago a time where Batman was mourning over the death of Tim Drake in one book, while a Batman was engaged to be wed to Catwoman in another book. At no point did Batman address Bruce having lost a son, and at no point did Detective acknowledge the Bat-Cat relationship. It has, after the fact, 
kind of. Both of these seem way too big to isolate in their respective books. And yet this is a great example of the norm with DC, that if you go into these books for continuity, you must be frustrated. Can we assume DC Comics stands for don't continuity comics? Must be. And yeah, well, the thing is, they, they were trying to be pretty tight in the New 52 with the continuity because it was kind of starting over yeah. for the most part. The idea of allowing the Green Lantern and Batman continuity to still exist did cause some problems, but they were trying. And I think that that Look, is one of the biggest things. You say is there's if we no see continuity, trying, though. The moment, like, you know, Tim Drake supposedly died. I don't remember going to Batburger and Tim Drake being there or being hung that by is Bane. true. Huh? Huh? Oh, my. Bat burger, indeed. You are a vegetarian just like one Damian Wayne. I'm going to joke make you fry, so. Oh, you will. Am I wrong for saying this? You guys and everyone in the blue suede shoes, poop, poop, are asking a company known for hitting the reset button like it's no fucking deal to acknowledge connective tissue within these books. Yes, Here's yes, the thing. I am. The continuity uh, takes some effort. It takes uh, sometimes you have to be even clever with it to oh make my. things work. Clever, huh? And I think that DC is scrambling for people to stay. And that's too much work for some writers. So they just say, do whatever you do. And yeah, Scott Snyder it doesn't do it. There's nobody following continuity that well. Uh, that kind of does annoy us. But it's not like you're going to give up the fight. Right? And the problem Eric. is, too, who knows what the continuity is anymore if things have been opened up or even what we have at the end of The Flash this week talking about, you know, a character's not acting the way they're supposed to if, like, there is a deeper plan going on where things aren't right around us and the heroes are just now figuring that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the Superman Reborn quote from <laughs> Rob Turner. <laughs> it sounded like you were trying to find uh, no, it from across the room at first. No, and, and, and with this, too, as I've said to you, one of my deals is I need a continuity within a book and within a run, yeah. and they're not even good with that. I, I mean, you have Tom King changing things around all the time within actual, you know, three issues. You know, Kadeem being the big example. You can't enter or leave until you do. Until you and, do and it. things like that. Yeah. that. That's what annoys me. That's the thing that really gets me. If all of a sudden Blue Jay shows up and Blue Jay shouldn't be where he is, though, I do get upset. About with, Kid Devil. Like, well, even that, but I, I get upset. Narc, though, upset me because this is something that was more recent. If you're going to throw some things that were, you know, years and years ago, I don't know. I just go with the flow. Like sometimes. protector? But sometimes it, it upsets me. Am it's I wrong for just saying protector, this? And I just like to say protector. Yeah, I don't know. He says, crisis, crisis, crisis. Nothing ever matters for longer than five, maybe 10 years. That's the thing. I need it to at least make sense for three months. Shit stops making sense. Characters or whatever they are written to be in one book for a moment in their run. They appear again. And it's like it's a whole new character. All I'm saying is perhaps Eric Shea continuity standards cannot coexist with this reading of DC. You just can't mix the two. Eric, you can't be both the continuity kid and the DC reader, fatty. This may I, be I the approach. So. I have to start a if I'm ever going to get back into reading DC Comics, because if I can only garner interest in one book from this entire company, two if Doomsday Clock counts, I may just drop them entirely. And that's the problem. People are dropping it. At this point, it's much easier to go all the way to the left and exit stage left, dropping one more title and being done with them than to find enough quality books to lean back towards the right as a DC fan. I'm at 5% trying to get back to the 90s or higher. It would be easier push to just drop to zero than to struggle up another 
85% with the shit DC has out there. I'm not good at math. I'm getting very lost. <laughs> what are Even we now, about? They're, they're, we're going, going back to, to the 90s. We got back. time travel. What are we doing? I think that we're going back to 85. Now we, oh, we right. might see now Papa don't preach. And that also brings up the <laughs> argument of overall quality. Just because I may teach myself to approach these books as self-contained mini continuity bubbles that only matter in their respective books, that still won't solve the problem of DC books being poorly written. And again, this is my problem is a lot of these runs, you know, they go against their own runs. It's not just, you know, Batman versus Detective Comics. Sometimes it's Detective Comics against Detective Comics and all this stuff. And I can hope continuity in one hand and quality in the other and stand still like an idiot carrying air in his palms. Maybe I'm just a fool and needs a new hobby. Must be. Also, I have a theory about what's going on in Bendis's action comics or Superman or whatever fanfic superbook John Kent came back in. Eric, that would be Superman, right? I don't know. Yes. It's hard to keep yes, up with which book is which when you drop both of them. So apparently this teen Superboy is an actual factual John. Right. Sure yes. Must be since all the tests say so. And even the Fortress of Solitude confirms that's right. Now, the, the people have thrown in before I see what's going ahead here is that Jarrell could have even, you know, messed up with the Fortress of Solitude. Sweet Jarrell, how dare you? I don't you. think it is. Doesn't this sound awfully familiar? Are we all forgetting when a second Clark Kemp was walking around coexisting with Superman at the same time? Now, you're saying this. Human this Clark John Kemp. coming back is the only John. There's no two Johns. There isn't any young John in the continuity. There is the another Super Superboy, though. Yeah, well, there's Connor Kent. Uh, wasn't <laughs> there a test run on this mysterious really other Clark Kent that confirmed he was genuine? And didn't that turn out to be a ruse in the end? Why are we not considering this John Ken is actual, actually Mr. Mixoplick in disguise again? Must be Superman, Superboy reborn. Uh, he's actually says Superborn reboy. Uh, but again, <laughs> this is the thing, though. It isn't too John Kent's running no. around. It's one. And I really think that we saw him go through a you know, a black hole. And I think he went back in time. And then the added years were him getting back to our time. That's Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. He never returned home. <laughs> he never returned. Okay, I'm done. Time to turn off the simulation. By the time you've read this, I'll have had my own personal crisis before killing myself over bad comic books and waking up again in my room about to watch my eighth binging of Russian doll. Is that a website, Eric? No. I think that that Russian might put you on a new, site. The new show on Netflix, Jim, that I told you all oh. about. Oh, that's what I, I say to Tanya. She like starts around. I say, no need to rush, doll. That's what I tell her. That's how I talk around here. I, I oh, talk, yeah? like, I talk yeah. like Muggsy. It's what you're, I talk. See, doll? I'm heading off to the grocery store, doll. Yeah, see? And then she's like, no, don't. Your I'll kids go tell there. You to fuck off. Stop rushing, doll. You don't need to be rushing, doll. I'll get it, see? That's what I say to her, Eric. And then she goes back to bed. She was watching Chunky Monkey last night, the the little girl that she helps watch. I don't know why you just don't friends. adopt this girl at this point. Yeah, see, she's always she's always here, see? I know. And Tanya has not felt good. And uh, yeah, people people in the uh, Patreon know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, Tanya she hasn't felt the way so- Jim looks. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll get you. Top of the world, ma. See? Yeah, what a pal. What are you doing? Uh, what are you I don't doing? know. I'm going off the deep end. But I, I go up and uh, while we were recording, 
Uh, Chunky Monkey was there watching a movie with Tanya. I go up there. Chunky Monkey is just sitting there with this confused look on her face. It looked like the movie had ended. Tanya had fallen asleep. And I think Chunky Monkey was just sitting there. For very, I mean, well behaved for 20 minutes or so, just sitting there looking at the TV you that now that. has a now has a screensaver just going. She's just looking at it. It looked very confused. So I set her up with, uh, I think I put on Cars 3 is what I put on for, mm-hmm. and she got to watch that. See? I said, listen here. And then Tanya's like, oh, I'll run again. Don't you know Russian, doll? See? You like that? You like that voice? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like that going on? Ah, uh, yes, that's the end of the mail for the night. Thank See? you, Wolf. What a pal. Hey, if Muggsy was in there, would I turn on this? Yeah, yeah, what a pal. There you go, you, you like you that. might, Rabbit. You might. <laughs> you like that. <laughs> oh, the monsters make the most interesting people. Here we go, Eric. We're going to end this now. We're going to go off to a couple books to end the podcast. Hopefully, before we both lose our minds. Right? Uh, you're you're getting a little too talkative right now, and I don't like these impersonations. Oh my you're God! Doing. What are you I doing? I don't like what you're going. Why are you here. extending this? Hey, <laughs> Eric's talking too much today. This new cartoon podcast is driving you nuts, apparently. I can just imagine the people tuning in like, oh, man, they read these these mails that, you know, people go on and on. And then you got this one guy who's always yelling and making up voices. (laughs) I'm right there with you, folks. I don't get it either. Uh, Oh, folks. Oh, you're talking to the folks folks now. Uh, Yes. Yeah, see. (laughs) But we're going to go off to finish up the podcast. Eric disappeared when the mountain it appeared But when he came back he was sideways Wasn't a frame or a customer he made And now he's making step and I was sideways Why is it so hard for riders to give A clear set of rules for Derek to live He got in trouble making too many risks Wait a handcuff your hero, I don't know what gives and the venom to be odd This really isn't Spidey, it's called Sideways Little Dominus kills feet and replicant I try but I just can't like the Sideways The only family that he ever had Was his hard-working mother and possibly a dad I can't pay my for being the tool Ernie is the best where so chaps to of this book, he has got a stolen look from Spider-Man. He took what he's called sideways. I think I'm done. This no longer is fun. This book can go and suck it. It's called sideways. It's okay if you want to stay, cause I ain't in the makeup. Oh no, I took my legs. Now I'm done after six, cause I'm time with some other books. <laughs> Ah, yes, Eric. That means sideways. sideways. We're back to talk sideways. And that was a song I wrote way back when we were giving up the book originally. <laughs> and so to do this sideways yep. this week, uh, we had to do some ketchup. We had to do some mustard and ketchup. And Delicious. I don't know about you. And not much to catch up on. I, I mean, read there was four a- or five books because you <laughs> called me out on the Patreon spotlight saying, Eric ain't going to mm-hmm. do that last issue. So I'm like, I'm going to show right. him. And I really don't think I'm showing anybody by showing up tonight for this one because I read four or five books. So when we get into this whole thing, it all kind of runs together for me for what happened in those issues leading up to this last issue. I'm like, what actually did happen? <laughs> 
But what did happen? Was it a tapestry of the mind, Eric? I mean, if you've been reading the book, obviously, you don't need us to recap what we had done to, to catch up to this. But but I'll give you just a little bit of it. Is that it seemed that issue 12 would have been a nice ending. That, that's what I got. Uh, you have this whole thing coming to an end. You, you had Dan DiDio trying to make sense. The last uh, thing we talked about actually was that annual that supposedly Grant Morrison was involved in. They were in the dark multiverse. They were there. You know, you were even having the seven soldiers at one yeah. point, all these crazy things. And, and even the new 52 uh, Superman, which really wasn't the new 52 Superman. It was a dark multiverse kind of version of him. Uh, going from that, though, he kind of had a little interlude with Ernie, which was a nice uh, issue. I think that was my favorite issue. Of you know, the I think it was my favorite series. issue as well, because you actually yeah, even got to see yeah. him be a hero in that, which you don't get to see in my mind in this no. issue. No, you don't much at all. You had Bolt, all these things going on. And in the back of everybody's mind, including, you know, the characters in the book, has been the idea of who had killed Derek's mother. Now, who killed it was Helen? led. Well, and it's it's led to believe that it was going to be Leto Dominus, you know, the, the dark. Why wouldn't yeah. it be Leto yeah. Dominus? And, and that's the thing is when it wasn't, it, it makes no sense. It just should have been. I know that maybe there was a longer story to tell here, but there's no other reason to have it because in this issue to end it, it really is trying to – I don't know. It seems that Dendidio is trying to get this book, like the character, at least Derek, to go forward in other books. And now he is the co-head you know, head publisher. If he wants him to be in some books, unfortunately, he may. I don't mind the character, but 13 issues, we barely got to really know him. Uh, and for it, a this, final issue, though, the whole thing is he set up a new arc, which I'm sure if he shows up yeah. in other books, we're not going to continue where we left off No, the this is what this. I'm saying. You just need it to – end it with the idea of who kept now in the meantime it it doesn't even seem like old helen is dead she has to be in that dark multiverse the one in the in the hood there right that is the one is in my mind helen is dead but there's a version of her in the dark multiverse who i think maybe that's the version that made him to be well obviously made him be sideways when he came and in that version her derek was dead and and because she even says when he showed up but it's just such a weird thing like dan didio wants to push this so much that all of a sudden this figure shows up. Oh my this God. This figure looked like mom. This figure looked like mom. And in the dark You've multiverse. You've never heard a subtlety before, have you, Dan? Adil? They oh, could no. not stop talking no. about this figurine in a hood. It reminded me of my mother. And then immediately show you a figure in a hood that talks about yeah. being like, you know, Derek's mother. I'm like, yes. Really? Yeah. Really? This yeah, is what really. we're going to continue to talk and, about and then, over and over again. And what he's going to do in this, through this, you know, in the dark multiverse deal with this hooded figure that is definitely a another multiversal version of his mother, Helen. Also have Tempest Fugenot, who you're trying to wrap around where he was something we wanted throughout this whole series. We didn't get it. And at the beginning, he was trying to kill Derek. Then he was going to be a friend. Then he just kind of disappeared for a while. He wasn't around. So in this, I love it. It's like, "Ah, you know, I tried to help him there. Yes, I know, Tempest Fugenot, but but I almost killed him too. But you didn't. I'm like, why are we doing this? And the other thing that had happened in the last issue is the idea of Derek's birth mother showing up. And uh, it, it just reminded me so much of Shazam. Like he read Shazam and he's like, yeah, I kind of like That's that idea too. That's good stuff right there. So she but shows even the up. idea of Rocio showing up and being the birth mother of Derek James, 
What do you get out of this idea? Why was this here? Why, why is it here? Th- for him to try to force me to go and translate things nope. out of it. And Wasn't I didn't. Gonna do it. Nope. No, I didn't either. You I'm can't telling get you. me to do stuff, Tandadio. No, I mean, his mom shows up and she's, you know, she's talking in Spanish and Derek doesn't understand what's going on. The dad goes like, oh, sorry, you know, we didn't teach Derek Spanish. And she's like, oh, man, really? That's his heritage. I'm like, why, why are you doing Why aren't you speaking in English right away? Because the dad's there as well. I mean, what, and then what's going on? continues to go on? back to Spanish and nobody knows what's yeah, going on Yeah, and then at, on one the point, at one point, Derek's trying to kind of get involved. Also, you have this, you know, the, do, you, uh, do you want me to do my little write-up in, in my blurb before you go any oh, further, I, I forgot. Jim? I forgot we were even having blurbs. I'm so <laughs> tired. Do your blurb. Well, we have here Sideways number 13, written by Dan Adil, with art by Kenneth Rockefeller, Dan Brown, and Travis Lanham. Sideways has come to an end, and while I'd like to say that this final issue answers all of our questions that have been lingering, it really only answers one in a shitty way, and then it only takes the time to say that Derek James may be coming back while setting up more mysteries. Oh yeah, this book continued to be a mess right up until the last page. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we kind of bailed on it, one of the things we got upset at, because this was the book that you wanted to like the most. This yeah. was the one that you were, had targeted Sideways as like your cool. book. I like Rifting Powers. Uh, it's all right it was there. a mess right away. It was all over the place. It seemed to change. You know, Justin Jordan was on with Dan DiDio for a while. He left, and the book seemed to kind of get a little bit of momentum. Then it died. Then it changed to be multiversal nonsense that uh, Dan DiDio always loves, yeah. going back to like Silver Age characters. So at the end, and, you know, you want to just have a nice ending to kind of finish up the story. Tell us, you know, all the mysteries. And he did nothing and then ends with the the end. I'm like, well, really? That's the thing but, is, but- we, we, we had this big lead up with Dark Star Scientists where, you know, they want to use Derek. They've known about him since he traversed the multiverse and yeah. got the rifting powers with the dark energy. They want to use him as a fuel source to go to these other worlds so they can, you know, take whatever they want from there for Dark Star Sciences. That seemed to be our big thing. Leto Dominus in the last issue, she got away. That We have no idea where yeah. she went. And we had the lingering idea that, you know, somebody's behind Derek, Derek's mother's death, Helen. And but we were told in the last issue it wasn't Leto Domina. She said yeah, she was not killed, Lito. even though it's funny though, she says that and then they just go with it. Like she yeah. nope, she didn't admit it. But All we she just said was no, it wasn't me. Dark yeah. Star Sciences, Leto Dominus gets away. And it's Dark Star Scientist ra- blows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and actually, the person I, who. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just, just going to go into the reveal. Okay, I was just saying, I, w- I wish that we would have talked about 12, actually, because of the ridiculousness of when the detective shows up. He's like, my favorite hey, character Derek. in this book. He, he puts on, he puts the, the mask on. No, no, it's me, sideways. No, no, I know you're Derek. What? No, I'm sideways. He's like, I just saw you put the mask. Plus, you're the same height and weight of Terry. And he's like, I'm telling huh, you, you the, and he goes, you figured it out. Detective like, Hopkins needs you. to be around Commissioner uh, Gordon when Batgirl shows up, because maybe Detective Hopkins yeah. is the only capable detective that the GCPD I don't know. has. It still seemed to take him a while, but still, <laughs> he, he saw the pure evidence there. I just like how y- you have basically sideways. Derek was pretty much telling you. Uh, going with the lie until you cannot go with it, you know, for 18 times that you deny because he saw you without your mask on, dude. He saw you put it on. He's like, oh, you figured it out, huh? Oh, that made me laugh. But yeah, he, he is pretty funny. But yeah, he's the one who ends up calling uh, the dad away so that yeah. the mom uh, can talk to Derek. But really, you know, there, really there's nothing there. Here. I like that thing because the whole idea is we're going to learn maybe about Derek's birth father, but nothing except for the mother seems to hate him. And the idea that, oh, I got to uh, tell him in English. 
He worked very yeah. hard. Oh, he sounds yeah, like a nice I guy. I love it too. Hey, what's up to my what's up with my dad? Eso disgraciado. Esta en Puerto Rico es esposable. She just starts screaming at him. And then like, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, he's probably working hard. Oh man, sounds like he's a nice guy. I'm really I, I'm thinking uh, that say disgraciado is not a good thing. Yeah, I, I would it's disgraciado. I mean, if you can't figure out that means he's a disgrace. You're a moron. I, I'm now I am going with the uh, we're gonna have a poll right here. Who's dumber, Jelly Bean or Derek? Holy moly. He sits there. She's screaming, <laughs> shaking her fist, and then just stops and goes, oh, I mean, he stayed in Puerto Rico. I'm sure he's hard at work. Yeah, and he's like, sounds like a nice guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Please. So this is our moment with Derek's mother that we get to have. Yeah. You know, we didn't even know we wanted this thing, but now that we have it, this is all we get because the whole thing is Detective Hopkins calls up Derek's adopted father, who previously also said in this series, yeah, you know that your mother's dead. I don't yeah. really want to be does, your dad he anymore. Did, he did apologize for yeah, that. Yeah, so he, he said bullshit, he was okay? I, I hate he was his upset. fucking adopted father so much. He's no. never done anything in this book but I'm be telling a dickhead. You, no, he's, he, I will give him one thing. He must be worried he's not eating as much. He's he's lost some weight since we last <laughs> saw him there before he was just this tumble artist sat around. Uh, yeah, I agree yeah. to do that to you. Yeah, it will. But yeah, I love the idea that Derek had been messing with the detective's casework, his files, and somehow they fell on the desk in a certain way that made the detective seem to look at it in a slanty kind of way and realize, I think I know what's going on. And this is one of the most like, boom, boom, boom. That's what the case is. We figured it out. And it's it's just nonsense. But t- tell him what it is. You were just about to go with uh, it. when The he, whole he... thing is our big reveal of who Helen's murderer is. Her secretary, it was just her secretary, yep. Sandy Bidwell, uh, Bridwell, and Dark Star Sciences, who, after a month of being an assistant, she didn't like her job too much. She wanted she a promotion. Like so she was going to try to get some dirt on old Helen. But the thing is, Helen was going to ca- see her trying to do this. So she murdered her instead, took some files somehow. I don't know where she got these files from, and went on the run. Just I'm like, grabbed them. I don't yeah. know what you plan on doing. I don't know why you would even, you know, run away like this. I'm telling you, how is she not a person like of a uh, suspect at this point? Because it seems yeah. that she is yeah. on the run after this murder. Like yeah. nobody has seen and she's Sandy a personal assistant. Now, the only thing that that saved her was she didn't swipe in yes, to her, go in her, because her, her cousin again, was though, the, the, the... <laughs> And I like that, too. It's there's the detective and he's trying to work it out. And then when Derek does go because this she's on the run, he goes and grabs her car, riffs it. It's hanging off, uh, you know, a cliff. And she then admits it. Fine. Nobody knows this. But Jimmy, the guard, he, he's my cousin. No, no. The police would be able to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, there are family trees, you know, that you would go and you'd be like, Huh, we have an assistant whose thing, not that that would lead right to it, but you think they would have questioned somebody. Also, she picked up that thing and hit her over the head with, I mean, th- this is nonsense. It, it's so like, okay, it, it's Sandy. And basically, in my mind, Dan DiDio just thought, okay, who can we have be bad? And it really doesn't matter. Okay, well, have this assistant. Sandy And Bridwell. the assistant, like you said, even Derek calls her out like, Really? You killed my mother just because you were bored with your job? You didn't like your entry-level job as an assistant? Look, look, I'm done. It's just so underwhelming just because, let's say that old Sandy decided she had plans that weekend and wasn't that ambitious and wanted to have a promotion at Dark Star Sons. Let's say she was doing something else and she did not murder Helen. We know for a fact from what was going on that Lido Dominus would have had his mother killed anyway. Come on. We all know. And and it's way more interesting because it follows the plot of the story. And I, I think that the problem that 
that uh, Dan DiDio had is that to have Leto Dominus be the villain, you couldn't have had it as, you know, it, this is an easy peasy out because Her nobody last cares name about is Dominus. She runs Dark Star Science. Yeah. So she's a bad guy. Yeah. It works. No, Come and, on. And, but this is the easy way out to just get this girl on a ledge. And then possibly, you know, you figure she's rifted off into I, the dark he, multiverse. That's the thing. This he sent her ass to the be. dark multiverse. And that's the thing yeah. where we talked about how much I like that interlude issue where, you know, uh, Ernie and him went to Paris. Yeah, Ernie which, you and know, him just, Paris. You know, kind of showing this idea that there might be a romantic connection between the two and also yeah. showed him being here because here we are in the final issue. And the only little bit we have of really sideways, <laughs> he sends a woman to the dark multiverse yeah. for revenge. No, I'm she's like, a murderer, but it is revenge. And yeah, she's there. She goes, not, you know, y- you could have this you never see where it could have been rifted to you know the she the didn't police. go anywhere nice I, it's like every I time know. raven fights she somebody, to the they dark set, you know she did and she probably is there with the other version of the mother and it's now a personal assistant like if we ever see it again that's a hell she'll right be, there yeah she'll oh, be a God, personal be so assistant good. for life that's what it'll be <laughs> that's her hell oh, oh my like but that. yeah i do like it i actually it made me giggle i also giggled though it's when ernie who they do have a romantic connection, which we were yeah. hoping they would anyway. And you do feel bad for Ernie that she, you know, what her is, parents did split. I, I'm telling and, you, uh, you want you want to do stuff with the side characters. You want to progress their characters as much as your main character. But the problem is these 13 issues dealing with. Ernie and Emmy, the twin sisters of the book. Oh, Emmy's terrible, right? When, when Emmy oh, decides on who to go with, well, I'll go with that. You know, I'm going to go with dad on the weekends because he spends a lot of money shopping. But oh, the idea that we have this whole subplot where her parents are getting divorced, you know, these parents we know so much about and their yeah, parents I'm like, yeah. why are you taking your time to deal with any of this? It feels I so odd. I, I think that this was just to kind of get this last bit that they have another connection with the messed up families and split families and things like that which is fine but uh i did also like where derek was like that's you know my birth my that's not my mother that's just the lady who gave birth my mom died that sort of yeah. thing but i do like i don't put on reinstating rocio anymore now i like when ernie's there where ernie's like hey uh you know what happened to that lady who uh you know ended up in hey who, who knows <laughs> like ernie look into it He's got a dark, dark Derek secret just, here. Derek just <laughs> murdered this guy. I'm telling you, if we want to talk about how Batman would have murdered KGB, Derek did the exact same thing. He might not have broken her neck, but he sent her to a place she cannot survive. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, you're never going to find her. It's not like you two. It's fine. Trust me. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> if you're not pointing out that you have either killed her or sent her to some hell dimension, then I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, they're just going to have fun. They're going to go out. Uh, and there's the mention, you know, I hope this isn't like Gay Paris where we had the bomb and the, you know, no, we're going to go out. And he said, you know what? And this is a nice thing until the is end it? because is it? it is. Well, no, it is because when he goes to say, I miss you, mom, I love you. I like that because that is finally the closure that he needed to say goodbye to his mother. It's, oh, it's no, kind no. of a tech See, way, I, I, but that, then it's okay. infuriating. I, no, even, then it's even infuriating. The, even the lead up though, where they're about to leave and she says, Hey Derek, aren't you forgetting something? You know, your phone. And he has it right there and it is still on the text message oh, of all the messages yeah. his mother sent him. Oh, you're right, Ernie. I better grab this. All right. Yeah. You know what? One last time I'm, I love you, you know, Mark, I think. Yeah. And puts, aren't you forgetting it still? I don't need that where we're going. I'm like, what are phones? You about? We don't need phones. Eh, he's going a little funny deal, I guess. But yeah, and then of course, he puts the phone down right next to that statue that reminds him so much of his mother. 
And uh, yeah, then she texts back, I love you too. And then the phone riffs out. I'm telling and you, then it I, says, the end. And the but I do the like the idea too, that though, he texted at The first. funniest uh, bit, though, is the progression of panels because we have to have the phone sitting there and then see it. You know, you have the text message and then you see that it's delivered and then you see yeah. that it's read yeah. and then there's the response. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then it yeah. rips away. That's some tension there. Yeah, I love it, too, that the phone rips away. Why would the phone rip away? I'm telling away? you, I don't know what kind of coverage that Mother in the Dark Multiverse has, but we need to get it over here. <laughs> She's got unlimited plan. It's unlimited data. A family plan. I can you go to the dark multiverse. That don't matter. What is they? What do they care? That's that sprint. I guess Eric. I don't know. I don't even, know. The even this coverage. idea of Derek's mother, which we could introduce to here, I and mean, you know, it, it never comes right out and says that, but it's obvious that that's the whole thing. But you know, t- talking to Tempest Fusion, I, I, you know, I saw Derek. He was just like my own, and like, well, you didn't have to give him the power. Yes, I did, Tempest, because I'm the giver. Okay, yeah. You're the giver. You're the giver. <laughs> I love this too. Is how many more people can enter this house and look at that statue? Oh my, this statue! I never noticed this. It looks just like your mom. It's funny, I was just talking about that. Was your mom going around? When when, when was the was she cosplayer? She's going around with a a hood with with elf ears and a staff, a book, and really. Like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I know, me and my dad were laughing about that earlier. Oh, my. The giver. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Uh, and this series was nonsense. Uh, and it was the nonsense. Uh, I'll tell you, we're, we're laughing amongst ourselves here, Eric. Yeah. But th- this book wasn't even, like, balls out funny. You know what I mean? No. Like, it, it isn't even it, – it's funny at points because it's so ridiculous. Exactly. Bad. The ridiculousness it is, is funny. It is also – the idea of, you know, stealing the Spider-Man deal, which this was. If, if you don't know that, then we'll, we'll clue you in. This was a riff on Spider-Man. All these Dark Multiverse books started as Marvel, you know, amalgam type things. Yeah. And he started to progress past that. And I started liking the character a lot. I like, uh, you know, Emmy and, and all these things going on. But the, the idea... Yeah, uh, but it never had anything and got really lost in the shuffle. And then at the end, you're trying to get these, you know, character moments to go on. And even with the thing, I'm like, Dan DiDio, I'll kill you. I will kill you when you're like, oh, maybe you'll be on the Justice League. I heard that the Young Justice is back. And I'm like, please, what are you, what are you, you know, what is this, uh, uh, audition? I don't need that. Uh, He's going to be on the Justice League. Please, really? I hear Young Justice is making the comebacks. Yeah, stop it. But I do like when Emmy's like, hey, uh, it, it, don't be on the Just League. Those losers have me on hold, which was a, a funny <laughs> shout out back to the deal, but a callback. But yeah, please. Derek is a nice character. I liked him. We didn't get enough of him to, for me to say I want him in another book. But maybe if he would go on another book. Somebody could do something with him, but it, say you get well, him in Young like Justice. Doctor Fate that we had in the DCYU era of the New Fifty Two. I yeah. hated that series, but the idea of Khalid I thought was cool, and the idea that he yeah. can come back and actually be something because we saw him for that one issue of Constantine, and right. I liked him there. And now with him, the, the idea that he could be in Just League Dark, I'm excited about that. But yeah, his but the own thing is, though, it, the the Just League Dark, they already have 
12 characters. They're not going to have enough time to develop his character when he wasn't developed in his own series. This is what I'm saying about Derek. All of a sudden, you send him over to Young Justice. You you can't even rely on this whole 13 issues to give you an idea of Derek. They're going to have to, like Brian Michael Bendis at Young Justice, will have to develop the character beyond just this, you know, surface level things here. And I don't think that that book, that all of a sudden you're handcuffing a writer in another book that they're going to have to establish a character that isn't even established. Uh, you know, we, we end up wanting a lot of characters, but at least some of them, when they show up in a book, you have a basis for them. We're not even sure his power set fully. I mean, he riffs, that's fine, but even this is like, you don't even know my powers. And he you think he riffs here? Wait until he watches like a bad that. movie with Emmy. Oh, my. Yeah, really. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. This will be if if anything's going to push him into another book, it'll be Dan DeDio wanting some money for the character he created, and maybe he can force some people's hands to do it. But we'll see. Uh, what would you give this last finale of an issue? This Eric? finale issue, I am. I'm not going to judge it for the entire series. I'm going to get take it for what we got here and from yeah. what, with the other ser- bit of the series. But the whole idea for what we get out of this, the big conclusion to find out who Derek's mother is. It's ridiculous, and then it doesn't do anything the rest of this, the issue. I'm telling you, I like the art enough. I'm not a fan of Kenneth Rockefeller, but it I is the highlight of, of the series, and I don't mind it anymore. I don't know if it's just I spent so much time away when I came back to it. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind this as much as I thought yeah. I did. But for the story and everything, it's it's awful, and I give it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, I like Kenneth Rockefeller's art. K-Rock, yeah. as you call him. I like K-Rock. his art, so I like it here. Um, but yeah, it's a mess. And this this ending, and, and really, can the somebody giver. stop this? The Can somebody stop the end? I mean, really, th- this is like it's you know a soap opera from the, the mid-80s. We don't need from that From now anymore. on, it's going to be Finn with a question it. mark. And then that, well, that's the problem is when you do that, the problem is you do that knowing that you've left things open. I mean, just end this as you would have ended an arc and just go on with it Uh, you know don't sit there and leave these openings so that you can force another book or the character to continue if it's strong enough it'll do that himself it'll do it itself you you don't need to push it the end please again we're gonna go to another book now does the same damn thing at the end it drives me nuts there but yeah 4.5 but we're gonna move on to the last book of the night and it's a book that we've really enjoyed yeah. uh, more than a lot of people. Uh, I read this issue, this finale, and it really upset me. And I even said to you right away, yeah, I don't know what went on because this changed the whole entire You know tone, all that fun we've been having the rest of the series? Yeah, you don't get no yeah, idea. Yeah, it just disappears. Old Lady Harley, number five, written by Frank Thierry, art by Anaki Miranda, Tom Derenick, Eva De La Cruz, and Dave Sharp. This is not the penultimate issue of Old Lady Harley, Eric. Normally, no. the number five would be the penultimate. But since That's we already started started this mini in the regular Harley run. This isn't the penultimate issue. It's the final, not the <laughs> penultimate issue. Let's discuss, Eric. There's oh, God. This will all make sense earlier in the podcast. It's weird for me to tell you something will make sense earlier in the podcast because, of course, we've already done that part, obviously. right? You know what I'm Linear. talking about, obviously. But uh, we start this issue like we have. Uh, you start with these commercials that you really enjoy. That's yes. one of the things the that you really like. mind chip commercials are great because it really reminds me of the, like, the, the commercials uh, of RoboCop and almost like the propaganda bits and of Star Starship Troopers. Troopers, yeah. I love that. And so Here. with that, they haven't really been much of the story per se. They were kind of setting up what they were doing for the most part, actually. were setting up this background of Lex and Wayne Gretzky and Zombie Power Zombie Wayne Gretzky. But, and, yeah. And, and with that, 
it, it wasn't that integral to the story, but it started it out on, on a humorous note. And you'd have different, you know, cats and different things going on. Cat Grants, all going, the clones and, of and Cat this. Grants that are all news reporters. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, in this, you have just one news reporter, Cat Grant. She's talking about the Joker, you know, being back alive, and then dies. His laughing boys going all over the place, you know, taking over cities and stuff like that. And And then then, she gets Jokerized, and then just looks like she's dead. And it just falls in the deal, and then it switched to Joker. I'm back. Please eject mind chip now. I'm like, whoa, what? What happened? Time out here. Where's Zach? Time out. Where's the funny? Yeah, it's not funny. This is kind of brutal. Then you right, go look, into look, Jim, a, Jim, it gets I, I worse. Know that, I know that the mind ship is not a funny part, but at least we can go into the idea of having an unwanted <laughs> child and having to give it up for adoption yeah, right after yeah, that. Yeah, really. Let, let's go talk about a story that turns into giving up a child when they're born and that child not forgiving you and coming back to kill you by the end. <laughs> that, that's what this turned into. And the it put the brakes on any fun. Uh, there's no jokes and, and oh, it's like is- almost like but it's supposed to be like you, you set us up to tell us st- i mean what what are you doing here are you trying to prove a point are you on a soapbox i don't think so but it just comes off odd it I'm just comes you, off you have odd all these and- things where that you have the mind chip to set you up on the idea the joker's back and the harley's been captured by him leading into the flashback of the unwanted pregnancy and the birth and stuff like that yeah harley got into the- harley got pregnant by the joker and had a kid and she gave it yeah. up she didn't want to have because she couldn't the deal with that whole idea but then we move into yeah. the city like cities all over the, the america being overrun by the laughing boys and who who's going to take care yeah. of that whole thing to the point where we get back to gotham city where batman is being overrun even though he is the batman of the mind that has a bunch of sentinels yeah. everywhere so he creates the bat cavetron which i do yeah. think is amazing yeah, that's, to the point that's the great giant, that's the best part it's the best part man and, and the funny the thing cave. though what does he do though he nothing. doesn't do anything he doesn't do he anything takes to the off end. and then at the end just kind of does like nothing's going on here and basically through the whole issue you have all the uh, harley's captured all the other heroes catch up to her uh in the little mermaid's golf cart and, and they get you, out. And that the- is the biggest offense in my mind for this whole issue. Not the, like the idea that we have these other heroes who have been around with, like pseudo heroes with Harley this entire time, like yeah. Killer Croc, Catwoman, Red Tool and stuff like that. They have made their way to Harley and they're like, oh, how did you get here? And we have a quick little montage of something that could have been yeah. really fun. The idea that we had all these jokerized sharks in the last issue that were around Atlantis with all the dignitaries of Lexico and Canada and America yeah. with Power Girl. And Lex uses his mind powers to enhance Aquaman to get rid of the Jokerized sharks. This is yep. one panel. Yeah, I'm like, just that sounds said. like it could have been really cool. Yep, what did you do? Been. And what happens is Joker has Harley. They go to the grave, Joker's grave. Like, they finally did, find that. Do you think that. that Frank Thierry didn't realize that this was a six-issue mini? Like, all of a sudden, he thought, like, he had one more issue left? Because the stuff they're describing, like, know. even when they left there and I then know, went to the Joker's tomb and found that his yeah. head was missing out of his grave, this seems like a whole it's other so, issue that it, should have been here. Yeah, and it, it's so, like, this is what we've been wanting to see this whole time. And then it, it's so lackluster. It falls so flat, like, huh? The Joker is dead. His head's gone. And then you have, you know, Red Tool with one of the best foreshadowing ever. Unless somebody took his head, removed the brain, attached it to a robot body, and he's now circling the Earth in a space station watching this whole thing, laughing his ass off right now about it. Uh, You know, spoilers. 
That's what's happened. He is I circling so hard. That's funny. That was the but, best joke of the entire issue. Yeah. So now you have the idea that this is not See the you Joker. In the sequel. You know, th- this guy who says he's the Joker is not the Joker hardly realizes it's it's her son. Now that's when you kind of do look at him and like, you know what? He does look a lot like Harley, a Harley version of Joker. But even that gets dark look, and goes Jim, the we, Michael we, we Jackson just, route. We just had a joke here, okay? So now we have to get back to the, the abandoned yeah. child who then mutilated himself because he, he mutilated was so upset his face. about his mother yeah, abandoning him when he was a face. child. Yeah. But why does he have a hologram then to look like his normal self anyway if he was going to mutilate himself because of that? He must be. He does, that's when he goes out <laughs> into the wild, Eric. Yeah, he's I'm like, you, he doesn't want to go into 7 Eleven looking like that. You take your glasses off no. before you go in there. That's why they got rid of that 7 Eleven, Eric. You, you, it's I still there. The you just on? don't see it. You, you have no. no glasses on. You can't tell. <laughs> but no, he ended up mutilating his face because he looked like his mother. It's Michael Jackson right there. Um, but then basically, it all ends with Harley just saying, come here, give mama a hug and, and hugs, mama. you know, her son, Joker Jr. here. And they're like, all right, well, you know what? The the bat Cavatron is showing up. He's going to take her <laughs> again, though. It is pushed aside like the laughing boys. Cavatron will take care of that. Done. And it does. And yeah. they go off to what is a nice little ending where Harley's like, let's go. I'm going to show you where I hang out. And they go underground where in Coast City, they go to Coast City underneath. And it's kind of a thing. He partly goes up to this statue of how Jordan presses his ring, uh, stairs open and down below, there's a paradise that's made by poison ivy where they can, you know, it's a <laughs> sustainable, poison ivy yeah, it's a sustainable underground, you know, place where even Eric Shea can eat to his delight that's because right. they appear to be vegan down there, Eric, with oh, yeah, everything supplied gym. by Poison Ivy. So that's okay, you know, but then you do end, like we said, you had Red Tool. He basically came up with the craziest <laughs> scenario. It's true. Joker There's is a satellite his orbiting the more planet <laughs> yep. with the Joker's brain attached to a robot with a giant view screen of the Joker's face talking about, I'll see you in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And and what I love about this is is a nice little touch uh, with Anaki Miranda is now I hate that again, <laughs> but I do like the idea that you have the Joker's bow tie is both a bow tie and a belt. And a Eric, belt. I love yep, that. That's perfect. It's a belt I love bow. the design oh, of this I did Joker like that. bot. The design is great. And I love the idea of the Bat Cavatron. I do love that. Those are the fun things. Red Tool has one line, pretty much. I mean, he does talk throughout, but the big line is that line about the Joker. While you're reading that, you're like, come on, Red Tool. It's a weird thing to say, Red Tool. He's even got his hand like, he got the head there. And it's pretty funny when it does reveal that. But overall... It ended with a it was a dud a dud of an ending and not as funny and and people didn't like this the humor the humor wasn't there but I unlike the last issue like of sideways for that last issue. This yeah. at least achieved what it was set out to accomplish. You know, it told yeah, you that I, the jo- like, you know, is the Joker back? Is all this stuff? Oh no, it's my baby boy. It set up this whole thing. Yes, the well, humor again, it's was an not here. Future timeline. We don't yeah. need to see necessarily that the thing. And and again, most people didn't like the series because they were claiming it was too dark and it was ridiculous. A lot of people didn't like the idea. Oh, the Joker. And and this is the thing. Me and you liked it for the fun of it. Right now, while this is going on. I'm reviewing it. I'm giving it eight to seven. I'm always the high on the totem pole here. I'm always one of the higher scores. 
didn't like this as much because to me, it pretty much abandoned everything that this series seemed to be about the fun, the jokes, uh, the cool characters to just kind of end. Like you said, the coolest moments in this seem to have happened off panel. It seemed rushed to an ending, like as if Frank Thierry didn't realize that he didn't, or he just was like, oh no. And so I didn't like it. Of course, you go and look at the reviews. Suddenly there's 10 out of 10s because of the heartfelt, you know, a story about abandoning children and things like that. Uh, really? Those were the uh, worst really? parts. Oh, my goodness. And so I had to rate this not only just on the, the issue, but on the series and where it lies with the series. And I think this took, you know, a 180 in terms of tone, in terms of story. Everything just gets thrown at you where we were having what it was before we were getting aggravated. It was another one of these scavenger hunts. At the end, though, I can't say that all four issues leading to this, of this mini and the one before, you know, whatever, but, like, everything that we got with Lobo and stuff, it didn't matter by the end. No. But that's what I didn't mind because it was fun. So you get this ending that really – We talked about before with Amanda Connors and Jimmy Palmiotti's horribly verse that Frank Thierry took over and kept it in that same vein. The idea that we had this alt-future of that crazy continuity world of that, I'm like – that was the fun to me where you couldn't have the like, you no, know, yeah. Mayor Lobo. Well, that's of Las why Vegas I got upset like at this issue is because you set up Mayor Le- Lobo. You had zombie Gretzky. You had all these <laughs> like you, you had a setup Lexico. that was funny le- that you would have thought at the end they would have all come together for this big final issue to kind of. And and they're not all in here. I mean, they are in little splash pages of yeah. Lobos fighting and things. So it, pretty much with if this you being know, the, the ending, boys. but if this being the end, and you rarely get those, if this being the ending, you didn't need the four issues going into this. This could have been the one issue of Harley in a future finding out that she had a son that she had been in that tried to become the Joker. It, it doesn't even feel connected to the others in a setup type of way. Because of that, I gave it a regular five. It's not an FU five, but it's a regular five. Uh, there is... Uh, uh, the art I thought was a little down, but it's because y- you had Tom Derenick going layouts and some of this, so it right. wasn't as uh, you know as spectacular as I like. It wasn't bad, but I've loved the art, and there's some panels that seemed a little off. But also, like you said, some of it, it you know seemed pushed aside and seemed you know, and maybe that's why Tom Derenick had to come in. Maybe there was more, and they had to kind of take some things out because it was ending. But you would have thought he knew it was ending, but maybe he didn't know it was yeah. five that they were going to add that one when it first started i don't know and it's just uh, the weirdest i don't thing even know too, this you, could have been a story that was written a long time ago when they been. did that first one and then they had to push it aside and then go with this so i don't but know even but even the lackluster that? ending of the idea that we have the scavenger hunt to find out if the joker's alive we find out that we who we think is the joker oh my god he's here he has harley and all, when we find the reveal oh my god this is harley's son who hates her now all it takes is come to mama for yeah, a big yeah. change around. I'm That's like, what I'm okay. saying, yeah, a big it, change around. It was just around. very lackluster in that fact. But I'm telling you, it set out what it tried to do and the whole thing, find out if the Joker's alive or not. They went on a big quest. They got to the end of their quest. It was fun up until this last issue when I had to deal with child abandonment and yeah. unwanted pregnancies. Well, I'm telling you, that was like, how could you do that? But I do love the ending with the Jokerized robot brain. That's yeah. fun as hell. But I, I can't give this more than a 5.5 out of 10. 
Yeah, and the other thing is I, I'm looking at this in the end, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this book doesn't sell. That's check one. Yeah, check, check two, they've announced that they're limiting the amount of books coming out. There's another strike against it, and I think that there's 10 strikes against this. Having the end, no, this is pretty much going to be the end as far as I could tell. Uh, I don't see anything that would push it towards, and it wasn't really reviewed well throughout, so I don't think there'd be any reason that they would come back with this, but and, you know, maybe we will. Maybe sometime down, you know, down the line, happened. we'll have that. But there's a lot of other. I mean, in, in a landscape where they're getting rid of a lot of books, and we don't have a Suicide Squad book or a Green Arrow book, I don't know that all Lady Harley is on but top. We still have of a heat Batman yet. Beyond book. Yeah, we do. Well, that's Batman. Batman's in the title. So, uh, but yeah, that's it, Eric. That's uh, it. What is your book of the week? What's your Strange, book of the week, Eric? Strange enough, my book of the week is The Silencer that we talked about on the Patreon Spotlight, which seems to be always that's the case favorite. anymore. And it's crazy know, to me that a, a new age of DC heroes book that we, you know, we, we didn't like it so much that we stopped talking about it mostly, except for the terrifics and silencer. But it's crazy to me that that would be my book of the week. Must yeah, be a down. I almost Jim. went eight five. I yeah. almost went eight five with it. I think I ended up I like eight did. three. Now I, I think know. I kind of was jumping between them and stuff like that. But I really liked it. I love Beacon Beacon Marion's art and stuff like that, and like the story. That is my book of the week as well. That is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you predict that, Eric? As as I say this, I'm trying to bring up next week's books. I usually when we get done our last section, we don't jump right into <laughs> the book of the week. Uh, but you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week, Eric? Of course, I want to hear about that. Now, remember, two of these books will be Patreon only. And probably if you be want my to book get of the week, involved, whatever it is. Yeah, it probably will be. <laughs> if you want to get involved in that, uh, please go over to patreon.com slash weird science. There's also going to be a link in the show notes. There always is. You can click on that and you can join up. And as we say at the beginning of each month, we do not charge you the minute that you join up. You get that entire month that you join up for free. You will not get charged until April. That's next, right? March, April. Yes. That's what comes yes. next. Yes. No, it's a lousy so, March weather. Yeah. So uh, you can use it as a free trial. Check it out. See if you like it. If you don't like it, you can bail and get me upset. Here you go, Eric. This is uh, These are the books. Adventures of Super Sons number eight. If Eric knows. At the end of the month, I'm a wreck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a complete Past couple of days have been terrible. wreck. I've been so depressed. I, I I sit there and just tell Eric it's all over. It's burning to the ground. <laughs> Adventures of Super Sons number eight. Right. Batman number 66 will be getting back to the nightmares. Fuck. Deathstroke number 41, which I believe might start the Terminus agenda. It should start I'm the whole crossover sure. with Teen it Titans. It should, right? I'm checking it right now, Eric. It is like, oh, God. Yeah, here we go. Don't do it's that. You're going to mess up Eric. everything. Just, Eric, it, it's it, a it prologue. Goes. Now I can't get back. I know. It's I a prologue to that. Yes, prologue. It's a part of it. Prologue here. Doomsday clock number nine. That time. Sakes alive. Army eyes deceiving me. No, it's coming out. What is Doomsday Army clock number nine? Eyes. What? <laughs> that, that's my. Uh, that's a uh, Greek. That's oh. what Greeks say when they. Oh, me eyes. They say, female furies number two. Which will be reviewed on the site by Reggie oh, yeah. and possibly reviewed on the podcast by me, Reggie, and Jolly Drew. We're going to see if we can work that out. Green Arrow number 50, Eric will be finally saying goodbye to the Emerald Archer. Huh? Harley Quinn number 59. <laughs> what do you want to say about this? 
That's the last issue of Green Arrow. It's Green Arrow. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, number 59. Oh, that Harlequin, Eric. She always says stuff. things wacky. Ooh, Justice League chaos. number 19. I hope that Justice League number 19 picks up my spirits on that book. I really hope so. Suicide Squad Black Files number five. The Curse of Brimstone number 12. Could we see? Yeah, I know. Could we see a return to the podcast of The Curse of Brimstone, Eric? We we did sideways tonight. Most likely. You've been getting crazy lately. We possibly. Do Curse of Brimstone. We just might. The Dreaming number seven, which will I got be a lot of ketchup on that. I know. So do I. The Green Lantern number five and Young Justice number three. And I already know what two books will be on the Patreon spotlight. I know what they'll pick, Eric. I know. Well, actually, it's between three. You know the <laughs> All three. Right, so you don't know thinking, nothing, right? No, no. no actually, it's, I it's, forgot, it's I forgot everything you just said to me already. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hint. I would believe that they'll pick. Uh, actually, I think they'll pick the Reen Antron and Ung Ustis. I don't want to reveal clock. it. I don't want to reveal it on the deal or Oomsday Lock. That's a possibility. Right? And what was that <laughs> first one you thought was going to be a gun? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be her in Lantern. The thing is, you the think- reason I wanted you to say that again, because for whatever reason, I'm telling you, I, I can't ever follow you when you get into these weird things. When you said you that, like I was completely lost for a good five seconds of what the Ian, hell you were talking about. Ian Gray <laughs> Antern Lay, Eric, is oh, what that they that I follow. pick. Uh, number Ive Faye. Do, do you got that? You know, yeah, it, I got it you. Rhymes with, it rhymes with Ian Antern Ive <laughs> Uh, see, I'm, I'm getting my spirits are, are returning there my spirit, by the end of the podcast. We don't need that. We're not recording anymore from here, are we? I, I, maybe they'll actually pick F stroke day. Eric, you got that? <laughs> Umber nay ordy one fay. There you go. I was never good at pig Latin. Obviously. I never was. You, you might have been, Eric. You were a fatty. All right. Let's end this. What do wow. we say at the end? And also, thanks, everybody. We, we, we are we're breaking up the expand. band. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to expand the podcast. We're trying to talk about more books, especially as DC is kind of putting uh, you know less stuff out. We're going to try to do everything again. So because of that, we have a lot of people involved. I want to thank yeah. each and every one of them, including the people mailed in and maybe we'll even get back to some rant and rave soon we will that. see we shall see the problem is there's gonna be rules eric <laughs> we're gonna have it away <laughs> there's gonna be some rules set down for this thing now uh but what do we say at the end everyone have a great week, week. keep it weird and weird. we'll see you in seven see you in seven <laughs> Another episode of this month in comic book history with Lady Abby and Lord Abby coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to the GFC, the Kid Press Crew. You know what I mean? Whoop, whoop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Blue Beetle History. 
It is uh, your host, Lord Andy and Lady Abby. And we're coming to you pre-recorded from Cleveland, Ohio. So, yes, uh, welcome to March, everyone. By the time you're hearing this, it should be March, hopefully. And February is gone. And now it's just going to be like 75 degrees and sunny and warm and palm trees. Not how that works. What? No? Mm -mm. It's March. Florida. Yeah, that's true. But we're not. Nope. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I know that we're not the only ones suffering. Uh, we got some friends in Buffalo. I know that. And, oh, yeah. Uh, got some buddies uh, down in Philly there. Uh, so, shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. Uh, yeah, we're coming to you today. We're working on some um, underground, well, not underground, but just, you know, uh, what would you say? Second tier publisher. Yeah. Uh, like, current stuff. But before we could really get what we want to give you, we said, well, let's do another Goofy History one. So mm-hmm. we haven't done Blue Beal yet. We have done his Booster best buddy, Booster Gold. So like, well, why haven't we done a Blue Beal yet? And we have one for March. Because we're racist. Yep, exactly. So I like gold. Lots of gold everywhere. Gold comic books. Because I gold. Love gold superheroes. Gold. But yeah, this is Blue Beetle. And this is, um, I'm sorry, Ted Cord's Blue Beetle. So, uh... DC fans should love this, and Charlton Comics fans should love this, and was it Americomic fans? Americomic. Americomic fans should love this, because we're doing Blue Beetle, and Blue Beetle is actually a very interesting and long, long time, uh, 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 character. Uh, character, yep. And he's been all throughout, uh, Fox Comics too as well, yeah, I forgot about that, he started out in Fox, not the, Fox. yeah, not to be confused Fox. with, yes. yeah, no, not to be confused with that at all, <laughs> but, um. Yeah, well, where was I going to start off first? We're going to do Blue Beetle number 10. Number from 10. Volume 7. 7, 7. From March 1987. So what is that? That's 32 years ago, right? Yeah, 32 years ago today. This came out, and this almost looks like a like a Silver Age cover. Like, the art's pretty freaking rad. Yeah. It's very 80 Oh, art, yeah, but, I love um, the art. The art's really cool. We, we just skimmed through it really quick. Of course, we didn't read anything, because... That would just take you know, all the surprise away. Mm-hmm. But this one is actually really cool because we just picked it because it's March. But then I'm doing the research and I'm like, holy crap, it's written by uh, Len Wein. And Wein. 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 But I should know how to say that because he is a, uh, a, a Hall of Fame writer. Yeah, he's and, a uh, Hall of Fame wiener. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame wiener. He's a wiener, wiener. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, uh, Len Wein. <laughs> and he is the co-creator of such... Um, uh, characters in a Swamp Thing, which is one of our favorites. Yes. And also Wolverine, which, you know. Mer- but that's pretty sweet because he's also, you know. He's probably a reason why people love Wolverine. Yeah, probably. You're right. And he also is known for his help to revive the superhero team, X-Men. Pretty cool, um, I guess. Thanks. Yep. With uh, This is talking, I think, the, the 70s and 80s here with Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus, which he helped co-create those guys. And Colossus, I love, actually, I love all three of those. Uh, those oh, are actually yeah. my favorite X Men right there is Nightcrawler, Storm, and um, I'm not a big Colossus. Colossus fan, but I love, love, love me some Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. But would you rather hang out with Nightcrawler from X Men Two? Oh boy, or Colossus from the Deadpool movies? Oh. I guess, I guess, I guess Nightcrawler would probably have better conversations. Yeah, but Nightcrawler is like all depressed. And Colossus would just tell you how bad of a person you are. Yeah, that's true. Because he keeps on trying to be the do-gooder. They're both negative in their own ways, because Nightcrawler's like, I'm so guilty, because I'm like this... this yeah, but then you feel a lot better about yourself. That's true. Like, Colossus, I don't look like you, buddy. Colossus just makes you feel like shit, because of all the stuff that you... Because you are not all the strong. 
people you kill. And You're not a good person. Heads to drop off. You don't read enough blue beetle. <laughs> so, uh, yep, so he's he's very well known. Like I said, he was a Will Eisner comic book Hall of Fame in the 2008 is when he got put in there. He was uh, like lifetime lifetime friend and teenager friend of Marv Wolfman, who is one of my favorite writers. Which is pretty is cool. Pretty freaking cool. Um, so he's you know been, what they say. Like, writers it? that grow up together... Stay, stay on major publishers together. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yep. Stan Lee used to say that, right? Yep. Yep. He's like, people that I rip off as a kid, I rip off later. Not what he Shazam! said. Shazam! <laughs> What's this word? Eximorat. Too soon. Too soon, Andy. What? <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, uh, Len Wein is, is he's been uh, around and he's, he's amazing and he's got quite the history. Uh, he died, unfortunately, in 2017. Uh, R.I.P., but yeah, he's just got a really, really, really long, impressive uh, resume. So that's pretty cool that we just happened to, this is the first uh, comics we've read together, right? Yep. So, um, and then art, the main art is drawn by Chuck Patton, who uh, he is known for his work on Justice League of America in the 1980s. That's not related they, to Patton Oswald. No, not, not at all. <laughs> uh, in fact, the uh, no, not at all. So, <laughs> uh, I think both Patton Oswalt and him have won Emmys, though. So oh, that's pretty he cool. He won an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Programs twice, I think. 93 and 99. Oh, he's nominated once and won once. So there you go. Or nominated twice, won once. There you go. There you go. Uh, and that was for Tom McFarlane's Spawn. Uh, oh, that was a, yeah. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Because uh, that was a really good show. Oh. Um, yeah, and then he also did some animation in the 80s as well for Super Mario Brothers. G.I. Joe, that's pretty cool. Um, Inspector Gadget saves Christmas. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and Teen Titans. Not, I don't know. I don't think it's the Teen Titans we're thinking of right now. You know, what yeah. we watch a lot. But uh, obviously, you're a Young Justice fan. We should do some Young Justice. I am a big, I'm a big Young Since Justice that's fan. That's back. You know, I really with enjoy our, it. our favorite writer Brian Michael Deacon Lex Luthor Bendis. <laughs> Piece of shit. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, Andy is the fourth official member. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of the Bendis Sucks Club. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, join us on Kid Fresh uh, on the Kid Fresh Crew. Beep uh, boop. Beep boop. Um, Slack chat and and uh, yeah, we just join the group. Join the hate. Join the, join the hate. It's not hate. It's justified. You know, just pointing out what your anger leads to hate. But anyways, back to Blue Beetle. He is a superhero. And that's it. That's all. That's so it. We're not that's all we got. No, he was created in 1979 or 19. Excuse me, 1939. Wow, where did you get the seven out of three? Andy, follow my finger. Follow the <laughs> finger. You doing okay? He was originally Are you having created, a stroke. Well, I'm reading Blue Beetle. We'll, we'll um, find out. No, I no. only have a stroke when I read Gen 13. Then yeah, the right? right side of my body goes Seriously. numb. Uh, <laughs> that's <the> right. <laughs> <laughs> the original Blue Beetle was created by Fox Comics and later owned by Charlton Comics. Uh, first Beetle was Dan Garrett, later spelled Dan Garrett. With you two can't T's? see this. So, yeah, with, with two, two T's. T's yep. Versus one T. Uh, you initially gained superpowers from a special vitamin, mm, but later changed that to gaining powers from a sacred scarab. So it was like a blue vitamin? Probably. So it's you mean like we Viagra? No, but. Uh, so he got his powers from popping a Viagra? Yeah, that's what it was really about. Uh, he became a member of the Justice League of America and later killed during DC Comics Infinity Crisis. Oh, boy. Yeah, but he came over in a crisis. Uh, when, because of time travel. Well, because of buying the rights of Charleston Comics. Oh. <laughs> DC got to have him and some other characters jump over in Crisis on Infinity Earths, uh, which is one of my favorite uh, crises. Crises? Um, 
Yeah, uh, Blue Beetles. That was Dan Garrett. Uh, that's not who we're talking about. We're talking about Mr. Ted. And I remember him getting... Yeah, it wasn't even... Oh, my gosh, I should know this. But Probably. I just, I'm not a big Blue Beetle guy, so... Ted uh, Cord, which is basically the Hal Jordan of the uh, Blue Beetle... Blue Beetles. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, he's, if we're uh, comparing uh, things. Yes, and sometime later, Booster Gold, along with Jamie Dan and Black Beetle, and the guys Blue Beetle, oh, so whatever. Yeah, he is good friends of Blue Booster Gold, though, so that's, that's why we know Blue Beetle, really. So, yeah. Because uh, we're bigger Booster Gold fans. And, but we might uh, not be after this comic. That's true. This might change us all around, but... We might be going over to the dark side, sir. Well, the blue side. The blue side, which is, mm-hmm. you know, the darker shade of blue. Dark shade. Oops. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, and the Blue Beetle, really quick, was uh, he d- he was on radio. Uh, back in May to September of 1940, uh, motion picture radio actor uh, Frank Lovejoy was a Blue Beetle for 13 episodes, while the rest of the shows were voiced by a different uncredited actor. So thank you, uh, Wikipedia, for that. And of, of course, he's also been a lot of animation that we know and don't know. And I think he's not a part of Young Justice, right? But he's part of the Teen Titans, like, New 52 era. Yeah, I didn't see him in Young now. Justice, so. But, but uh, you know, I could be wrong. I haven't seen the new series yet. Oh, yeah, I know. That's exciting. So let us know what you think of that, everyone. I get fresh crew. But, yeah, anything to add really quick before we go to a break? Like I said, let's just, um, we are going over Blue Beetle of 1987, March 2032 years ago. And we're <laughs> really excited. And the cover is really creepy, and I want to take some acid just to, you know, talk about it. Yeah, but- it reminds me of a... Uh- of a um, Beatles Yellow Submarine type cover. Oh, no. What's his, like, all, uh, what's his name? Dolly. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I he's got it's, the it's clocks a Salva- melting. It's a Salvador Dolly thing. Salvador Dolly thing, thing but... but there's, like, clocks marching to, like, kind of like a weird WB, like the last of the Dodo Bird type thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, on the cover is Kronos the Time Thief. Also. Kronos with a CH, not to be confused with Kronos with a K. Exactly. That is a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um. And on the cover, uh, him, him and uh, Blue Beater are duking it out. They're punching each other on top of a floating um, time, time platform with platform. hands and clocks and snails and melting clocks and hourglasses and a noose hanging of another clock and they're, another they're clock's flying clock. by. And there's like a whole marching band of clocks so do you going think across the They're going to be traveling range. through time? Probably not. Oh, okay. So, across the time thief runs amok, as if you couldn't guess. And that's the cover for the story Time on His Hands from Blue Beetle. Yep, there's no way it's going to have to do anything with time. Mm-hmm. So Blue Beetle number 10 from March 1987, 75 cents originally. Coming back to you in one moment. All right, well, welcome back. That was a really quick break, mm-hmm. was it? Because we are controlling time. We are. Yep. Kind of like got... this comic. Mm-hmm. So you were saying, I forgot to mention that it was going for 75 cents back then. And what's it going for now? $1.90? Maybe. What did you get it for? 50 cents. 50 cents. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> it's probably going for less money than when it first came out. But that's okay. Back issues, I guess, are the in thing again, according to our local comic shop. I guess it's like yep. the in thing now. It's a hip thing to get back issues. I just I just like back issues. I just like to collect the originals. Yes. And you like the way they smell. And I almost have my Green Lantern. Yeah. Collection filled. I'm so excited. Yeah, Via 50 cent and dollar piles. Yeah, when you were out of town, too, you also scored a lot of cool... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of cool everything. I didn't even get to go through everything. They were The comic book store that I went to was over in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Um, and I forget the name. I should probably plug them. 
but they're really awesome, and they had a bunch of cool stuff, but I came in like uh, a half an hour before they closed, and that does not give me enough time <laughs> no. to go Especially through everything. Yeah, and like they had this entire, like, they're like, oh, these are the ones that we have that are like per issue that were like $8 a comic, and then they have, oh, well, there's this huge pile that's not organized that goes for 50 cents. <laughs> I'm like, well, going for that pile yeah. first. I mean, why would you even bother with the other ones? Exactly. There's so much treasure out there. That's probably why it's cool right now. And I, I mean, spent an entire half an hour <laughs> going through a quarter of their comics. I'm like, uh, I didn't have enough time. I want to go through the rest of them. But I also came back with like a 10-pound. I had to mail the box back. It was so heavy. <laughs> oh, I had to buy a new box. Like I had to... I had to do That's all cute. of that, and I had to buy the whole thing, put it in a box, and ship it from California. So there you go. Well, for a customer coming in at the last minute, I know I didn't want to be a jerk. De- well, either. no, you definitely you, you're like. All right, it was like seven oh two. I'm like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, I gotta go now. <laughs> While I was on the phone with you, trying, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you scored those. A lot of good Fantastic Fours and all that, and then uh, oh yeah, what was the other fours. one? But yeah, Green Lanterns. Green Lanterns. Um, uh, I got a couple Guardians of the Galaxy, not a lot. Yeah. Original, yeah. Um, I don't know. Those are just a bunch of random ones, too. Oh, I got the one more Gen 13. Yes. Which was even worse than the one that we read, so that was cool. Yeah. Some good legs in that one, though. That was, I paid too much for that. Some good legs in that one. I, um, I went through that one. Like so, oh, she got a Gen 13. And I was, I was, <laughs> uh, I and ran to the bathroom, and uh, it, it's pretty good. It's disgusting. It's pretty good. Thanks. So. But she didn't have enough time on her hands to go through all that 50 cent comics. But here, Blue Beetle has time on his hands. But, um. Boom. That's right. We're going to Blue Beetle number 10 from volume number 7, which and, says a lot. And, then and literally the first page is a cop where, like, it's a, cop a good quarter of the panel. <laughs> it's just the page, his hand. not even the panel, the whole page. He's blocking out he's the, blocking the frames. Out. He's like, like he's pushing a camera out of the way. You know, like some people have trouble drawing hands. They did not. They did no, this is great. Like, that's what I'm saying. This is terrific Like, you can art. tell, like in comics, when an artist, like, does not want to draw hands. And this one. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they, they'll avoid it for all He's like, look how good I can draw hands. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. takes up half the panel, motherfuckers. <laughs> and the whole first page is one panel. It's just a big spread. So it's, or not spread, but yeah, one big panel. And, uh. Yeah, it's a cop, and it's pretty well, yeah, like, art's great. We were introduced here, uh, a brunette is being wheeled in on a hospital bed, and or a gurney, I should say, and uh, she's being wheeled into the emergency room and uh, by a bunch of doctors and a cop, and the other cop is going, everybody out of the way, we got us an emergency here! And he's he's blocking out the camera, taking pictures of the panel that we're looking at. Oh, look at this, though, like, a lot of big panels going, so, so page two, we've got the uh, large... Uh, 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 darker gentleman who's tall and got glasses and balding receding hairline looks like one of the staff of the hospital. Is and that, the one Asian doctor looks real creepy right now because he's like combing the back of her hair. Yeah, he's like, and oh, he's like, oh. you'll be a perfect specimen. He's like, it looks yeah. real creepy. <laughs> so here we are in the hospital, in the ER. Uh, looks like, yes, the, the Asian doctor is looking her over and, and running his hands through her hair. And the other doctor is rubbing the rubbing shoulders. The shoulders <laughs> of the redhead. A lot of sexual harassment Dude, going on it's here. It's really weird. It's it's it's. And she looks startled too. She doesn't look comforted no. by, by him touching her hair. No, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> but the large uh, doctor says, "Don't worry, Angie girl. You're going to be just fine." That's even more creepy. As he's rubbing the, the, so the shoulders. It's so and creepy. Well, I'm the redheads, right? We agreed. I'll be the redheads. You're the brunettes. Yeah, because that's all there is in this book. 
So one shoulder on his hands on her shoulders, her shoulder, hands are on her shoulders. His hands are running through her hair, and we can't see what his other hand is doing. <laughs> and the larger doctor says, "Don't worry, Angie girl, you're going to be just fine." Jeremiah's right, Angela. You've had a seizure, but now you're past it. Now, uh, a seizure, but I don't remember. That's okay. Don't even think about it. We'll talk about when you're better. But Miss Case. I... Hush. I said we'll talk later. Meredith is right. Miss Revere just ran back and rest her now, says the Asian actor. And take good care of her, Doc. He'd better if he wants me to keep on paying him. Well, well, well. If it isn't the elusive Ted Coyne, says Ted Cronus, walks in looking dashingly in his... In his uh, Cardigan. Cardigan and, and, his, pop and his, his pop collar and his green tennis shoes. He goes, well, if it isn't, then I'm wearing his underwear. I got here as quick as I could, Melody, once I called the ambulance. How long have you known that Angela Revere was a petite mal-epilepsy? Since she first started working for me. So why didn't you tell me? Because it was none of your fucking business. <laughs> Epilepsy? But I don't... <clears throat> oh, right. My epilepsy. Had it for years. Mm, well, that's not so special. I gross. think they're making this shit up. And, well, now that you are finally here, Ted, I can leave. I have other business across town. That's fucking rude. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's making so an rude. Underwear joke over oh, Val, they're all rude. You know what? All of this is just not... You guys are all assholes. <laughs> He's looking pointed. But you must say, this panel... Her butt looks real nice. Yes, this is definitely the best ass of all account we saw. Like that, we both you, you spotted. It's like first. a purple, a perfect, perfect like apple bottom butt. Yep, yep. You know, and that's the red end. And she goes, you know, I gotta take off, and it was fine. Don't let me keep you. See you later, bitch. And then the the larger doctor says, I don't know what's with you, lady, son. You better be nicer to that girl, or you're gonna lose her. You think I don't know that, that girl? You're gonna lose that, that squirrel. Girl. Every time I throw nuts out in the front yard, the okay. squirrels come and run away right. And then he responds, it's just something that we have to work out ourselves. And do it, boy, and soon. Whew. Thought they'd never leave. Mr. Cord, why are you doing this to me? Why? Nope, no, nope. it's you. These are thought bubbles. Oh, so they're thinking to themselves, I guess? Yeah. These bubbles suck. Yeah. Uh, the art is really good, and I guess you got to have bad bubbles to make up for it, so... <laughs> Not that bad bubble butt, though. <laughs> yeah, bubble butt, yes. Then do it, boy, and soon. Whew, thought they'd never leave. Mr. Cord. Mr. Cord, why are you doing this for me? We both know uh, I don't have epilepsy. Oh, that's her again. What? Damn it, son of a bitch, these bubbles! <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a new rap. <laughs> Damn it, son of a bitch, these bubbles! <laughs> Pointed in all the wrong directions. Trying to read this dialogue and I can't. <laughs> That's why she's crying. She's oh, up crying okay, anyways, one. let's try again. So, he says, then do it, boy, and soon. Ooh, thought they'd never leave. Mr. Cord, why are you doing this for me? We both know I don't have epilepsy. I had to tell him something, explain what happened. Why are you being so kind to me? After the way I've been stealing from you... <laughs> These past few months, while she has tears, yeah, tears running down her perfectly mascaraed face, if he'd only know, 
But I, I did know, Angie, almost from the beginning. You're the one of those most dear, decent, honest people I've ever met. There had to be a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read the panel sideways like this. You were stealing, and I wanted to know what it was. And he did nothing to stop me. <laughs> Can't we just restart that panel? You're the one of the most decent, honest <laughs> people I've ever met. And no, we're just going. There had to be a reason you were stealing, and I want to know what it was. <laughs> we have to keep going. We've had to redo every panel because of these fucking bubbles. <laughs> Hang on, I need a second. <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> oh god, it's so great. This is the best comic book ever. Okay. <laughs> Are we doing it? Okay. Yeah, and you did nothing to stop me? To strap me? Nope, to, to stop, stop me. me. Yeah. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes like the last <laughs> panel. And now that I do know, he says, and it's a nice close-up panel of his eyes and uh, a silhouette of his, his profile, I intend to do something about it. Moments later, in the executive suite atop Cord, Universal, Research, and Development, Inc. <laughs> Say that ten more times. Cord, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Universal, Research, and Development, Inc., which is like a very big dildo-y looking uh, building. Big dildo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dildo. Oh, it's so fat. It looks like, like a Capitol Record It's not even like a penis. It's legit like a dildo. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's, it's ribbed. It's, oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. What a pleasure. Yeah, and it's at the top, you know, where they're sitting at the, you know, like I said, the executive suite of the Cord Universal Research and Development Inc. building. Uh, someone's thinking to themselves, I'm sorry there's so much tension between me and Melody these days. But I couldn't tell her the real reason it took me so long to get back here. Continued on the third page. And oh, yeah, we are going to say we wanted to shout out to our favorite ads in this, but there's actually not, not too many ads. My favorite ad. No, right it's now. not. It's just a list of when you used to be able to mail in and order subscriptions mm -hmm. for 10 cents. But uh, yeah, what is that? Someone was drawing a bullseye over the face of a face. No, he's throwing darts at it. Okay. Yep, he's throwing darts. I couldn't tell her. the face. Oh, it's, it's cord. I couldn't tell her that I knew something was wrong at Angie's place. Or now, when I got there, I found her standing frozen in place, hanging, having been zapped by a uh, strange stopwatch. <laughs> having been zapped by a strange stopwatch, welded by her criminal uncle, the thief, the time thief, known as Cronus. <laughs> oh my god, that was exhausting. <laughs> Why is this so hard? I don't know reviews? why this 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 comic book is twelve thousand page long. It's like this. It was sheer luck. Written by Bendis, sir. I was able to track him to Chicago's first antique <laughs> clock show and stop him from stealing the place by the first antique Aster. clock road show, as detailed show. in Legends Number Four, still on sale if you're lucky. Yep, I'm sure it is for 50 cents. But uh, right. So we have a montage of him knocking out uh, the Time Thief Kronos. Not a montage, it, it's just, like, a, just a frame. Well, just a frame of him thinking back montage and he's in his, several my favorite Blue Beetle outfit, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the best and Blue Beetle outfit. He's doing a ridiculous, like, sky kick thing. Yeah, where it's like flying perfectly. Kick. But his legs are so straight far apart. Um, wow, uh, Ken Doll. Claude Von Damme. Yes. Right, you know, so, yeah. It's like but, if you took a Ken Doll and, like, Put the one leg all the way back. That's yeah, what it would look like. That's what he, but it's still cool art. Like I love that oh, yeah. Blue Beetle uh, uniform. No doubt. Uh, 
but the time thief still managed to escape me, claiming he had more important plans in mind than simple robbery. And now that Angie is safe, it's time I found out what those plans are. As the Blue Beetle. Huh? And now he's strapping in his Blue Beetle mask that all these different robot hands are handing him his, his, his uh, shirt and Was his he mask. Stark? Yep, and he jumps into the giant owl machine from Watchmen, which is painted blue like the Blue Beetle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I know this came out first, but oh, I'm just saying. Oh, it does so. Since I officially have been branded an outlaw for violating the president's emergency executive Frank? order. Who was it, Frank Miller? Yes. Well, no, Alan Moore did uh, watch. Alan, yeah. Alan Moore, he was a big Blue Beetle fan. Yeah, probably. Though. Yeah, well, because he is a mix of uh, uh, Batman and, and um, Blue Beetle anyways. You know, he's a millionaire. He's got all dildo building and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since I was officially been ba- branded an outlaw by violating the president's emergency executive order, hey, good for you. If you're talking about the reason why. I, I might as well make this the most of it. Wouldn't want the bashful bug to just sit around getting rusty. Systems check. Reading green. He's getting behind the, the you know control Reading panel. Reading And he's loading in. He, you know, he's got that little thing that if you've read any Blue Beetle uh, comic books from this era, uh, you know that it's got the little rope thing that comes out and it picks him up and he goes beep and he flies away on it and stuff. So there it is. It's right, boop, and he's got mm-hmm. it there. Systems are check. Reads clean green. So it's time to exit straight down. Horizon open and bugs mean. landed platform. Mm-hmm. Trap is green. Light is green. So I can drop through the specially reinforced tunnel beneath Cord Incorporated. Boy, he's just really patting himself on the shoulder, isn't he? <laughs> Shoot up through the secret hatch, then lock hidden in the bed of the Lake Michigan. And up, up, it's away! Lake Michigan. Yeah, he's based out of Chicago. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's where they only let you build dodo buildings in Chicago. Damn right. Or has somebody already trademarked that line? Up, up, and away. Nope. Never Not heard of all. it. Never heard of it again, ever. Then, in a slash of silver silence, the bizarre solar-powered vehicle arcs up into the afternoon sky. There you go. And then he is flying over the uh, the great Chicago, uh, Chicago skyline. It looks, skyline. Yeah, but it looks like it's all like not just that. It's like, like a green like, river. There's Chrysler building there. There's the dildo building. There's the green mm-hmm. river. Perfect. Uh, so now, we're in another panel, and we have the redhead who had to leave the hospital earlier, and she's reading the newspaper, the Chicago Sun-Times, which is still around, I believe, and Beetle defies president reads the headline, uh, Masked Man Seeks Mistrust in You, or whatever, what's it say? Masked Man says, Nuts to You! Nuts to You! Yeah, my nuts to you! (laughs) And I can see why, you know, even telling any president that, it's kind of, it's in the borderline. Mm-hmm. My nuts to you. My, while in Midtown, Chicago, the redhead is reading the paper. She thinks to herself as a guy is definitely checking out her ass from behind. Definitely. Just, like, look at that eye. Like, no you, reason to even draw you gotta, like, follow oh, look at, oh, look at the next panel. Oh, yeah. He's, he's absolutely. Like, and now he has, like, his, his, his hand to his chin. Like, hmm, that is a nice ass. Yeah. So, like, you know. The businessman is totally I checking out. Tell him that yeah, it's not. No, we we so. already agreed this is the best drawn ass in the comics. Yep. I told Ted these costume vigilante types were no good, she thinks to herself. No good. The president orders him to cease their public activities until all the rioting occurs in the, across the country. Across the country. The president orders tells them to cease their public activities until all the rioting across the country can be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three more times. The G. Gordon Godfrey? Godfrey guy was The right. G. Gordon Godfrey guy. No, I've heard of him. These so-called superheroes are a real menace. 
Ah, the heck with it. And now there's a really cute brunette with short hair checking out her ass. Yeah. And she goes, oh, it's you, right? Well, all the heck with it. I've got more important things to worry about. Uh, eh? Why my purse? Stop, thief! Come back here! Lady, you gotta be kidding. And now the cute brunette with the short butch haircut is running away with her purse. And she's uh, running. I like that action scene there. And she jumps in front of a taxi. And she's trying running, blah, 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 And I've got irreplaceable documents in that purse. Can't let her get away. Can't let him get away. That's not a dude. They think it's him. Oh. Because she has Dude looks like a dude. Wait, lady looks like. That's also my least favorite Aerosmith <laughs> song of all time. I hate Aerosmith. Everyone Aerosmith. knows what you're saying, too. <laughs> <laughs> but. I fucking hate that. Now it's going to be my head. Oh, you're welcome. If he makes it through this alley, I'll never nail him. Got to push harder. Harder. What? Harder. If he makes it through this alley, I'll never nail him. Got to push harder. Harder. Okay, fella. Lesbian scene. That's just about a fair enough. Far enough. (laughs) Ow! Hey, you're a girl. Just a kid. So what, lady? I'm still more than enough woman to beat you. Hey, beauty of the explicit comic? Yeah, and she kicks her her, uh, Converse All-Star into her shin, and she goes, Ow! And uh, the redhead grapples for her shin, and she goes, You lousy little cunt, come back here! (laughs) Not in this lifetime, lady. But thanks for the, what is that? Thanks for the donation. I'll try not to spend it all in one. Oh, and she gets hit by a truck while running across the street because she's talking shit to the lady. She just robbed the person and kicked in the shin, but she's not careful enough to look at the truck, and the truck driver plows her down, and she's just mm-hmm. she's out on the street. Dear God, she she came right out of nowhere. I couldn't stop. Stop apologizing, man, and call an ambulance. She's still breathing, but just barely. She looks Meanwhile, pretty good. She's like, you know? it looks pretty sexy while she's yeah. knocked out. In her she arms. She has like bruises and like blood coming down her she's, face. Because like, she's moving her body and her spine just, a whole bunch. Just kiss me and kiss me now, What happens? Please. You're supposed to pick people up when 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 they've had Get broken bones and move them around and jerk everything to make sure everything is real broken. Possibly paralyzed. <laughs> I think she's, well, she's, she's, she's yeah, she's pretty sexy though, <laughs> and that's all that counts. And while <laughs> north of the city, uh, the yeah, big giant blue beetle is flying over the uh, looks like the highway, and it was the best way to track Kronos is to start at the source. You looks like a lady. Yep, that's the right one, and that means a quick trip back to Angie's place in Evanston. Evanston, Evanston, and Kronos lived there, worked there, schemed, schemed there for several months, so I'm betting he left some trace of himself behind. Well, there's the You know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's all over the walls and the pillows and the pillowcase. But I left to leave the bug hanging overhead, not to be spotted by the police. So he's levitating over the the, uh, house, and he's leading out that little, uh, you know, handle with the rope I told you about earlier. He's... It's just, it's just kind of pooping out slowly. It's like gross. Like a cat who ate some string. So I guess. I had to do that to my dog one time. That's not okay. I had, to, I had to pull out a string from his butt because oh. he was being really sad. That's the sound he made. Oh. So I guess it's time to test the newly installed camouflage mode. I'll just punch up the proper programming 
Ain't science wonderful? And to release bills of electricity, charging smoke which clings to the bug, transforming it into just another low-hanging cloud. Thanks for letting us know, Beetle. He's talking to nobody. He's just praising his own work. Like, well, look at me and my big cloud. The once I use the electromagnetic controls in my glove to retract my sky wire. Oh, that's what we should call it. Sky wire. So not a poop string. It's a sky wire. Sky wire. I can be in and out of the house before anyone ever knows I've ever been here. Except for the old lady picking the flowers right next to you. (laughs) But look at the look at the look at the handles on the sky wire though. They look like little bike handles. Mm -hmm. Like from like your first bike ever. Like they that's legit what they look like. Little BMX bike handles there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. rubber ones that would be a pain in the ass to get on you to put soap and water on the uh, Yeah. But uh I can be not. I went for anybody knows beside that old lady, and she goes, "Oh my heavens, it's one of them." Yeah, May. Oh, sorry, wrong. Yeah. Wrong well, but she's uh, got their matching gloves and her matching shears and her um and her hats, and she's matching um, shears. She's <laughs> she's clipping her roses, and uh, she's freaked out because it's one of those masked comic comic uh, costume heroes. Highway to hell. <laughs> the place is a typical tinkerer's clutter. Lots of random bits and pieces, but nothing that points me in a specific direction. He's just tearing apart this living room and, and bedroom, and he's uh, he's got shit all over the floor. I don't know if that's because of him or if that's just how the dude lived, but I'd better just bingo. A receipt for a rental downtown warehouse. Seems like as good a place as me to start searching for. Oops. And he opens the screen door, and there's two cops with guns drawn at the front door. They Let don't know guess. how to hold guns either. Yeah, they don't, but... Let me guess. I'm a, a deep spit, right? Oh, he says spit instead of shit. Get it? Let me guess, you fucking pigs. I'm a deep spit, right? <laughs> so, hands up. Spread them, bug boy. You're under arrest, see? You're violating the presidential order. Well, wouldn't it be like a well, federal officer who would probably enforce that? But probably, whatever. but I mean, I guess it depends on how racist the police is. They can mm. come up with yeah, yeah, if they want to shoot someone, they have to shoot them. Okie dokie, fellas. And he snaps his fingers and if you want it, you got it. And then, what the fuck is that? Is that from the, uh, I think that's, that's a, from this floating, you know, the big bug plane. Yeah, it's uh, the bug plane. So it's blowing out he smoke. Click the, his yeah, fingers his and things. then it's, it does yeah, the, the controls. You mentioned the electromagnetic controls on my gloves. Mm-hmm. Make this thing poop out smoke out of the cops. Directly aimed at the cops, just perfectly. A cloud around just them and nobody else. In the RM, and I just happen to think you're gonna be happy with it. Hey, I can't see. Yeah, I know. I'm really good at this. And what you can't see, you lousy. Oh, you can't ventilate. Oh, come on. Boo. <laughs> How do you really feel? Forget it, Freddy's gone. Blam, blam, blam. You lousy, blam. So, yeah, he's shooting at the big bug thing that's flying away from his. Dude, like, electromagnetic clouds. Blue Beetle has so much dialogue. I know. It's like, why? Uh, the art is great, and the action is good, but it's just like, you're a dick. I don't you know, know like, why you don't... he wasn't bigger. He just <sighs> has so much dialogue, like, by himself. Man, that was Dude, close. No one. Too close. Yeah. We, we know. We watched. Ever since that president <laughs> issued the blasted executive order that we've mentioned 37 times, it's become open s- a season for superheroes. But I can't afford to worry about that now. Mm-hmm. Not while I've got to tap into my Ivy Town police computer to check out Kronos. It could hurt you for me to, to know exactly for what I'm going against. 
Okay, according to this, Krauss is actually David Clinton, a petty thug who became obsessed with Taiwan. He's doing time in he's prison. He's getting very lightheaded. And he started creating various he might fall over. Breathe. Simmons Breathe. to further his criminal career. Unfortunately for him, <laughs> Gronos kept locking horns with a six-inch superhero called the Adam. Ooh, if you know and what I Bob's mean. Cross, yeah, exactly. That's the name of the dildo. Yeah, I got a six-inch hero <laughs> for I wound up spending most of his time back behind bars. But now the time thief is here in Chicago, working on some sort of master plan, or so he tells me. Gee, wonder if anybody else in town knows the Adam's phone number. And he just flies away. 1-800-ADAMS. So, uh, well, in a busy Midtown hospital, I've got to say everything we can do for him, Miss Cage. The rest is up to God. <laughs> bullshit. What's the prosophus, <laughs> Doc? What's the what? No. That's What's a, the prognosis? That's a chick. What's the prognosis? What's the prognosis? That's a Mitosis? chick that says that. <laughs> Not very good. I'm afraid she's barely stable. And it's like she won't last out of the night. Wow. Wow. She, it's like that she won't last out the night. That means she's going to fucking die? Exactly. That's she, fucked up. You must like, not see her. Hey, so, like, she's, like, not good. She's probably going to die. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just let her down the works away. <sighs> but please, keep it brief. Yeah. Your friend's about to die tonight, but you got to make it short to say goodbye. You're a fucking asshole. Well, they're stuffing her into a tube, so that's probably why. Like, this oh. is crazy. I don't even know this girl. Why am I as she peeks in through the door? Hey! Just what do you guys think you're doing? What's it looking like we're doing, lady? We're stuffing this woman into a tube. Yeah, <laughs> we're looks taking like this a kid penis. out of here. Yeah, more penises. <laughs> it looks like a vibrator. It's a bigger vibrator. Because <laughs> it's got the buttons and yeah, everything, it's got too. Buttons on the side. It's got the dome top. Oh, and, uh, boy. And we're not about to let you stop us, the guy says. And he shoots and he pulls a ray gun out. No, it's not a ray gun. It's like a taser type gun. He goes, she goes, ah, ah. Taser works like a dream. She'll sleep for a while. Wow, that's creepy. She's passed out and there's like smoke coming off of her. Now let's get this cargo back to the base. To the boss at the base. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. That's the wrong kind of base. You're well, thinking BASS. Let's talk about the base. But uh, while well, deep in the Windy City's warehouse district. Oh, God. So, or Blue Beetle. Beetle. I think we should take a break before no, 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 Andy no, no, no. I got passes this. out. I got this. I got you this. sure? Compressed air blast from my BB gun blew the lock off a skylight. And since the sensors in the bug detected no traces of body heat inside, I guess it's safe to drop in and take a quick peek around. Sheesh, you'll take a look at this. Cronus is enough clock stored oh, here to open over an own time discount factory outlet. Boom, don't know what he intends to do with the genocidic geodetic maps of the entire Chicago area, but the hourglass is obviously a super weapon of some sort. If I can figure out how to use yours, I can. Ah, tires opening! Better on it! Cover! See, that was good, good right? Job, so anyways, while it was all going on, he was walking around looking at stuff. Stuff. So, <laughs> looks like the master of manure has finally returned. And there he is, Carlos the Time Thief. And he's coming down in one of my favorite outfits. Because he looks like our man from JSA, like yeah. 1940s Golden Age. For sure. But he's got the, yeah, the pinstripe pants. He's like a mix of Mr. Miracle, Psycho Pirate, and The original our Green man. Lantern. And the, yeah, the original Green Lantern. Exactly, yeah. Alan Scott, whatever. So, I love it. That If I see someone cosplaying as that, like, good for you. I'd be pretty I, I will, impressed. Yeah, I'd high-five that dude. I, I would, if I had time to do that, that'd be sweet. But, uh, <laughs> I don't have enough to... Okay. One, <laughs> one of what's in the package. 
some new weapon, a bomb, or maybe because he's walking towards him and he goes, ah! Mmm, garlic, onion, pepperoni. A sandwich? Well, guess even super pillows have to eat. Just needs a little salt. And it's chow time. Get it, chow time. But better savor your sandwich, Smiley. I hear the food is terrific and terrible in the slammer. <laughs> you again? Well, if it ain't me, Mr. Rogers, it's me well, in my underwear. What? Well, it sure ain't Mr. Rogers. <laughs> well, it sure ain't Mr. Rogers or my underwear. So going to the next page, we've got uh, Mr. Miracle. I'm sorry. Uh, Psycho Pirate. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's his name? Kronos. <laughs> he's, he's got close up of his picture in there, and he's... Uh, you think you're smart, don't you, Beetle? But this time, outsmarted yourself. Huh? Excuse me, but in case you haven't noticed, fella, I'm the one holding the gun here. Indeed. But what does that matter? Thick, tick, tick. Ah, that noise in my ears! <laughs> when you have no time to use it! Ah, it's burning and hurting my ass! Is that what it says? <laughs> no, it's hurting my ass! That hourglass! Oh, that hourglass! Is hurting my ass in the bottom half. Really, it was a bottom weapon. half. Really was a wearing weapon. Wait, oh my god! <laughs> ah, it's hurting my ass. That hourglass. Uh, the bottom half really was a weapon that unleashed a miniature sandstorm from a sandwich. Get it <laughs> cleaning me, choking me. Oh, so now he's choking in a big crowd of. Pepper gas or something? <laughs> Goodbye, Beetle. And good romance. Oh, I'm sorry. Good ro- red dance. I really <laughs> do hate to eat and run. The lettering is not terrific in this. Like, it's not bad for most of it. But uh, like, these uh, ones where they just double bold uh, up the... It's just bad. But that's you, Mrs. Miracle. But I have too much at stake here to waste time on frivolity. What is that? Yeah, frivolity. Nothing can be allowed to threaten my master plan. Again, his master plan. Meanwhile, Blue Beetle is still in the middle of his fucking like storm, salt, pepper cloud. salt pepper cloud, and like, He's like I can't see even. I'm wearing can't goggles. See, but let me... I'm wearing goggles. This to myself. Yes, and again, his master plan. I've definitely got to find out what he's plotting. Assuming, uh, of course, I managed to live that long. And a well-placed air blast should improve the odds of this considerably. <laughs> Woo! Anyone for an instant could be a beachport property, beachfront property. Anyone for an instant beach... Anything, anyone for instant beachfront property? Oh, I get it. It's a one-liner. Anyone for beachfront property? <laughs> Anyone? So he's on a pile of sand now. <laughs> and he's had it with the buns. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do it at all. I hate Blue Beetle. Oh, it's so great. I used to love him. <laughs> His face is like feet red gotta, right now. Gotta, and it's great because he's so frustrated. <laughs> I gotta hustle. Kronos is a real head start. But if there's anything in the air that can catch him, it's the ever bashful bug. And he gets ever his, bashful he gets bug. his poop string, pulls him back up. There, it's his flying sundial. Cutting cross town, and he is flying on a sundial, and he's chasing him in his big beetle. So mm-hmm. if I lived in Chicago, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> These guys should both get arrested. But 
Give it up, Kronos. You can't outrace me. Maybe I won't have to, Beetle. <laughs> if any specialty rigs, Roman can... So that's a canoe. <laughs> canoe. <laughs> the no, Roman, Roman canoe. Roman canoe. <laughs> canoe. Yes. Instead of the Roman, yeah, yes. cannoli instead of candle. <laughs> if my specially rigged Roman candle can blow you out of the sky, crumbs. <laughs> really? Bucks Is that crumbs? <laughs> crumbs of the cannoli. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cannoli crumbs, Batman. It's like flying through an anti-aircraft barrage. Have to fight to keep control. Uh, you really are persistent, Beetle, but you haven't a prayer of catching me. Where Kronos flies, you can't follow. Ah, he's right. Bug is just too big to maneuver among all those girders. So now he's they're flying around. He's Instead of just waiting for him to come out the other side of the bridge or whatever, he's just like, ah, he's up. He just flew away through those girders. But I can... That doesn't mean I can't nail him the clock-eyed wonder another way. I'm only going to get one shot at this. If my timing is off, so as a best as a microsecond, I'll wind up splattered like a bug on a windshield. And if that isn't a nauseating image, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Now I'm going to miss it. Got a twist for... uh, so yeah, he jumped out of the building. <laughs> he, yeah. he jumps out of the... Uh, he, well, he just grabs the railing of his clock dial spaceship running aircraft. Yeah. Enough already! This time, Beetle, I'll attend to you personally. Are you just naturally honest, hostile, Cross? <laughs> and he kicks him right in the face with another nice uh, flying kick. Or do you have to work at it? But uh. I'm... Knocked him off balance, but I've got to keep him that way. Stop, Stop. fighting. Is that him? No, maybe that I is. can't tell. We can't tell. Who fucking knows? It's actually the flying saucer. That Stop says. fighting, you fool. My sundial is out of control. It is. There you go. It's him because it's his sundial. We all know. We're going to crash into Buckingham Fountain. Just long as we crash together. Aww, yeah, that's really sweet. That's so cute. Is, you know, they, they hold hands here as and they're going And that's the crashing. end of the great Thor's romantic <laughs> film. I'm just glad that they're... Blue Beetle and Kronos. Friends forever. Yeah. Friends well, till he's death. choking a Friends till the end of time. And they're about to go into the big booming fountain of love. And they're going, no! And they're going to crash. And he goes, gotta dive clear. Try to roll with the impact. Crash. Boom. And then they do go crashing into the fountain. End of the line time, thief. <laughs> Put your hands where I can see them now. You'll regret this, Beetle. Bunk. Ow. And he throws a, <laughs> just throws a can of Coke no, at him. No, he didn't throw the can. Oh, somebody else threw a can of Coke at him. Not, not nearly as much as you will. Huh? Godfrey so, yeah. is right. You costumes are crazy. Yeah, do you want to get out of here? You don't need your kind around here. So all these angry Chicago knights are uh, are sh- are throwing cans and stuff at uh, Blue Beetle. And they're like, get out of our neighborhood, man. Shouldn't be distracted, Beetle. It could be death of you. But I, ow! And he gets shot in the arm. Oh, dear. Arm stiff. Can't move it. He's Must weak. Arms are heavy. He's vomiting out sweater already. Freezing. Stopwatch. Used on a range. Well, I only need one arm to handle the creep like. Uh, stop him. Someone. 
Don't let him escape. Oh, he got a kick right in the face, though. So now he's just down. He's got, <laughs> we're throwing cans of garbage at him. He's, going, he's surrounded by garbage and like a puddle of stuff. Forget it, Pally. That's your job, not ours. What? So they're like throwing garbage at him, like, do your job. Seriously, <laughs> right? Jeez, I hate Chicago. Hey, stop watch. <laughs> if I can just push the right button. Got it. Turn back the hands of time. Well, he does. He freezes him. Looks like Kronos has finally run out of time. And he freezes and goes, ah. And, ah. and then, uh, think maybe one of you can call the cops for me? Or is it too, uh, also too much of an effort? Lousy bum. Who needs you anyway? And then he, the poop string comes out and he grabs it and he flies away under a barrage of bottles and cans and all the Chicago people are just throwing garbage at Blue Beetles. Probably He's shit. Probably even away. shit. That, my friend, is the question I'm beginning to ask myself. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Next, follow the Beetle on the Legends, uh, pages of Legends number five. But back here in two weeks later, the BB finds himself caught between the hybrid and the new Teen Titans. We call this one Havoc is the Hybrid. And believe us, there's no better way to blow six bits. If you know what I mean. Oh. Well, this blew about 12 bits, I'd have to say. I don't know. That was just such tough dialogue. Yeah, it was. So that was the end of Blue Beetle number 10. And before we go any further, we're going to take a break. Yes. But. I got to digest this. Time yeah. Beatles. Jeez. A lot to talk about. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, welcome back, everyone, from break. I just regained my voice after reading Ted Kronos. Ted and your Cord. breath. Yeah, my breath. Yes, for sure. He got awards, man. Yeah, no, 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 no. This was not a bad comic, but it was just hard to follow those damn dialogue I think that was more of an artist thing than a writer thing, but also there was a lot of monologuing. It was good, what, five pages of monologuing? Yes, a lot of monologuing. Yeah. Thought bubbles, too. It was all thought bubbles. So yeah. imagine that nowadays we'd just be all little dialogue boxes. I'd be like, oh, come on, you know? Yeah. So I was going to say my notes on it was you could jump into it, though, without really knowing Blue Beetle too well. That's true. And he explains to you with enough information, <laughs> plenty true. of details, he's more than right. happy to explain to you who he is and what he can do. So, um, it reminds me of, like, Spider-Man in the newspaper, you know, where, like, you follow it every day, but, like, every day, you're like, yep, Spider-Man, you can do this, and blah, blah, blah. Good thing <laughs> I have my spider suit web, and good thing I have spider sense, and it's like, yeah, I know. But, uh, in this sense, though... I like it when comics still did this, where it was like a one-part story, but obviously it continues on to other things, but everything now has to be an ongoing series of three, four issues of a story that could be told in one issue, you know? So I do like that, and I miss that in comics, um, and I did enjoy this comic. It was just kind of dry, and we are both looking at each other like, hey, so what happened? So if I were to tell you, oh, you got to read this book, so his friend has a seizure... And he makes up a story about it because he doesn't want anyone else to know why she's really in the hospital. But they don't explain to us unless mm-hmm. we're reading a previous issue. And then, um, so the Kronos, the time thief, kind of crashes into the party, mm-hmm. throws some punches. Then they will go off. Kidnaps her. Well, he kidnaps her for like a second. Mm-hmm. And then they take off in aircrafts. One is a giant dial, sundial, and mm-hmm. one is a blue beetle mm-hmm. and they go around the sky uh you know the skyline of chicago and uh shoot things and then they jump on one of another and choke each other and they hold hands as they crash into a fountain 
And then uh, he knocks him out. And puts him in jail as he's... Well, I guess the most important thing is the outlining story. That's the continuation story. Is the executive orders by the president that these costume heroes are outlawed and they shouldn't be around and the yeah. public has turned against them. Yeah. So it opens with that and it closes with that. Long story so, yeah. I don't know. What would you, what, the art was great, though. I really the art was the really art. good. And the story was... I mean, you could follow it, but it was just a lot. Yeah. Um... Uh, 6, 5.5. A 5.5? I'll do a 5.5. Oh, okay. Because the art's really, really, really good. But the story's like, meh. Doesn't make me want to know anything more about Blue Beetle. Doesn't want to make me read the other comics. It doesn't make me want to know more. It's It's just like, okay, I'm a dude that's like doing this other stuff because I can and that's my job. And just he's not an interesting deep character. No, that's true. At least from this issue. Yeah, from this issue, he's not. And like, and it's and it's it feels like filler. Like the whole comic yeah. is like filler, literally. So it, it's kind of like it's I'm going against comic- my own words there. Of like, it's a single comic story, but like you said, there's no besides him just telling you what he can do. You don't get any like you don't care about the character at yeah. all. You don't really care about his his enemy. Chronos doesn't much. really. Yeah, yeah. He does, he's like I'm here to. Be a bad guy. I'm more you interested got me. in the cover than I am anything else. Yeah, the, the cover is probably the, the best part of this. Of how you know how often is that? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'd go with like a seven point two though, because I got to go a little higher. Because like I said, I like point twos. Seven point four. Okay. So I'm gonna go seven point four because, like I said, it's easy to jump into, but it does take away that you don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. But yeah, the art was really good, and it was just like a good, I guess, a timepiece, you could say, of uh, late 80s uh, off-color characters. What's heavy I can throw? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, so that was Blue Beetle number 10 from March Issue number 1987. Seven, or I'm sorry, volume number 7. Volume number 7, which goes to show how historical this character is. It's not like, uh, you know... Spider, he's actually older than Spider Man. Yeah, and uh, Spider Man's got like what? How many volumes of Amazing Spider Man? Thousand, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but uh, you're the Spider Man fan. I'm just saying, there's a lot of Blue Beetle. Was like when I saw it, like Volume Seven, like wow, you know, like, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, uh, a lot of big names involved in this one, and and just Blue Beetle all together, and a uh, very histo- uh, history. What do you call it? A storied character. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, this is why we only own like what seven. Not even that. We have, we have four issues. We have four of Blue issues Beetle. of Blue Beetle in our in our ridiculous collection. Of hey, comics. you cosplay as him, so, so. yeah, that was that was a fun time, though. I got to wear uh, blue uh, woman's underwear outside of my blue sweatpants. That lasted all of five seconds. Yeah, because my girth was uh, girth was not appropriate for <laughs> it. Was not that girthy, yeah, guys. That <laughs> was enough for people to go. Hey, we should probably take those off in this. Beyond, so. But um, <laughs> thank you, everyone.
closing time. Pretend you're still listening, 'cause your coworker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Play with his.